0: Hey there. This is a long episode, so I want to keep the intro short and sweet. We would really enjoy it if you went to patreoncom TV and checked out the different ways to support the show. You can see all of the uh, tiers that we have available, including picking a game and guesting on an episode like Justin did or you're you know you're about to hear the you know what I mean. That is patreon.com/duckfeetv. Thanks. I'm <laughs> sorry.
1: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Justin Good. And you're listening to Watch Out for
0: Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Ultima Underworld, the Stygian Abyss, which is... Stygian. A, just, Stygian. They say, they say it's Stygian, but it's Stygian. I, God I damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is an immersive sim. This is the immersive sim. Uh, was developed by Looking Glass Studios, uh, although they were Blue Sky Productions at the time, uh, and published by Origin Systems for the PC in 1992. And as you heard, uh, we are joined today by Justin, one of our Patreon backers who selected this game. Hey, Justin. Hey, Cole. Hey, Gary. How's it going? Hey. Hey, good. It's going great. We're about to talk about this game, which I
1: love. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Uh, We we have been so lucky with... uh, Patron picks, like on, on guest episode and just uh, Patreon picks in general. Like, even things that, you know, were not like games that, you know, games either fell apart or they were not perfect kind of front to back have all been really interesting, fun episodes, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I feel like we've just been very lucky. And this one, I'm really happy because sitting down with this, we talked about this a little bit off mic. Um, Cole and I were both a little bit concerned just because of its vintage. Mm-hmm. But it is, uh, it is so playable and very, very good, interesting, and important. Um, Justin what uh what what chose you to or what uh drove you to choose this this game specifically well you guys had already covered my favorite games so I
2: (laughs) wanted to talk about uh (laughs) I wanted to talk about something that was just really important to me personally and also important to the history of gaming Mm -hmm. and uh, this was this game was a lot of firsts for me as it was for a lot of people but it was um I think I was like 10 years old when my dad brought home our first PC CD-ROM drive, and he had a few discs to go with it, and one of them was a dual game disc that had Wing Commander 2 with the digitized voices and Ultima Underworld on the same thing. Whoa. And that was an era where, you know, everything came on a floppy, and there would be 8, 10, 12 floppies in the box, uh, in addition to this big heavy manual, right? And here are two whole games on one disc. I thought that was amazing. And uh I had already played Wing Commander and I wanted to play it some more but my dad's like no no try this other thing. <laughs> so I did and I got sucked into this incredible world that was so real and terrifying and it just uh it it introduced me to a new world of what games could be.
1: Yeah, yeah th- this is uh is new. You know mm-hmm. at the time this came out there are so many things that we take for granted that this is the innovator right. of, um, you know, and and those things are obviously would be very important to like the immersive sim genre, you know, a.k.a. event crawlers, a.k.a. 0451 games, um, but also would would drive themselves into other games. You know, this was um, something that I, I kept thinking about when, when playing this was that um, an early review of, of Doom um, that was kind of complaining about Doom was saying, like, you know, uh more or less bemoaning the fact that you know when you're a hammer everything looks like a nail like violence is the solution for everything in doom and they were mm-hmm. they were saying in, in the review they were like um you know if only you could talk to these creatures um i think i i remember that from like uh from the errant signal video on doom um and this is that game <laughs> you know like that, right. I, it I came
2: almost the... two years earlier yeah
3: yeah
1: it, you yeah. it, uh,
2: know doom was the atomic bomb that remade the landscape but ultima underworld i think is the game that game designers played that changed what they saw yeah you know this is because yeah there's ideas in this game uh if they if they weren't used immediately they're cropping up like decades later
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and like the uh and and it's not like you know i love i love doom and doom is very important i feel like this is the other side of that coin though for you know kind of kind of pc games and, and games in general of like uh opening up your verb set for things like doom which is like 3d robotron in a lot of ways you know is is very very fun and awesome and i love doom this is like the like a new kind of role-playing game i feel like yeah. like this brought role-playing games forward yes and kind of broaden that definition and even if
0: you know some of the mechanics were reused or evolved from previous games i mean this took this took cues from things like wizardry and other kind of role-playing games that preceded it, obviously, in the 80s. Um, even if they weren't brand new for this, their combination and their their thoroughness um, and just kind of the, the overall immersion of the world and the way that they came
1: together brought a new light to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this feels very different than a traditional dungeon crawl, which was very surprising to me. Um, like, Justin, when you're talking about it being uh, scary, uh, it is. But it contains multitudes like this game is also very funny.
3: Um, oh, yeah.
1: It's very like it's it's like hopeful, you know, like there's actually like the sharpness of the writing was very surprising to me. Uh, I was expecting because I'd played, uh you know, I had really played this more for more than a minute. And I'd played Wizard. I played Wizardry and, and Might and Magic. And I'd played like Legend of Grimrock and Arcs Fatalis, mm-hmm. like games that came after it. Um, So I wasn't expecting this to be quite I was expecting this to be more of a dungeon crawl. Uh, which it definitely is, but it's, it's much more, it has those rhythms that immersive Sims have. Like there, it has that feeling of going back to you, not co HQ for a little <laughs> while to like do some, do some talking and get some information. And that's repeated over and over and over. That never really goes away. Um, in a way that was just kind of really impressive to me. Like you, let's go and and, oh, here's some funny dialogue. Here's a, a joke, um, like section of the dungeon. Uh, but actually, no, this part, um, I'm far away from my base. I have very few resources and the music is atmospheric and minimal and the draw distance is bad. So I'm kind of scared. Like <laughs> it flips between the, like a variety of experiences uh, better than any of the games that kind of, uh, you know, better than those those mind magics. Like the games that this um, was inspired by, it it toggles between a lot of different type of game. Yeah, your your, your automatic assumption being kind of
0: savvy of the genre in general, looking at this, is it doesn't hold up because even though there is combat and there is looting in this, uh, it is very much kind of a
1: co-equal part along with these other elements, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to being yeah. predominant. I was surprised by how many stretches, like long kind of combat-free stretches there would be, even if I was away from safety. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I would go and, and kind of explore an area and it wouldn't be crawling with monsters. There'd maybe be like a bat. <laughs> uh during during a hallway and i'd take out that bat and then I would be free to kind of explore like like a zone and it just it it does a lot for that immersion and atmosphere it really does i
2: listened to your dead space episode uh recently and that was a case where they had monsters constantly and the game really suffered from it
3: there
1: mm-hmm. there are a lot of empty spaces and man does it pay off <laughs> yeah yeah the rhythm of this is great yeah like uh it was it was Um, you know, every time it meant that every time I sat down with it, um, you, I would get a little, I would get like a full cycle, you know, or multiple cycles of that, uh, that kind of intense action and then downtime, um, which is something that like games are not really good, but it's good at in general, a lot of the time, but it's something that this genre that immersive Sims, uh, are really, really good at, you know, and like, it's, it's, uh, it's really impressive. Like I kept thinking about this and I was tweeting about this too. Like when playing this game, I kept thinking like 1992, you know, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm 12 when, when this came out, like, you know, that makes no sense. Like this is so early, you know, at the, at the time, like, I, I feel like I'd, I'd just gotten a hold of like late NES Mario games, you know, did, like like, or I was, was still playing them. Like I hadn't just gotten a hold of, but like was still playing those. And like, those are really great games. But they're just not as like complicated, this is so like unapologetically complicated uh that it just you know for the time you yeah. and-
2: well even for now, parts of it are complicated and at the time when I was ten or eleven
1: or whatever uh
2: it was it was a little too complicated for me, it was too inaccessible. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think I actually beat the game or finished the game till like nineteen
0: ninety nine mm, mm. When yeah. when you got it as part of that, you know, disc set, you know, that came with, that came with Wing Commander, did it come with the manual material? Um, it did. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah.
2: the, not the clue book, but it came with the map and the, uh, the other documents.
0: Okay, cool. Well, that, the, the, that is definitely helpful because so much is contained with that.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. And now if I had the clue book, I would have been able to finish it. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, clue- that, that clue book is, is worth talking about for a little bit, just on its own, like, I love In Universe clue books.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh so much like our In Universe uh, manuals things like that. And the the uh feelies, you know, for 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 this game are really really fun.
3: Yeah.
0: The yeah. Uh, the the Memoirs of Cabarrus. Yeah. <laughs> like just a it's just like the 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 story that this guy wrote as he was building this building this utopia that failed. It's great. Mm-hmm. And that clue book is written from the perspective of the uh of the,
2: the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Left off Tybal who is responsible for basically every bad thing in the
1: dungeon yep. as it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it's, yeah, he's 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 no good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Except at the end when there's a twist. Yeah. So the uh, uh one of the things too about this game before we actually start getting into into our notes and getting into the generalities uh is that um this is an unqualified recommendation even if you are put off by old PC stuff because uh, even at the time like having that clue book um makes this very accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, having uh, the clue book or having, um, you know, maps if you need it. Uh, like, I found it fun to make my own notes and stuff, but at a certain point, you know, probably around level like six or seven, uh, I started really digging into the maps because I, the you know, the game gets a, a little bit less interesting then, and also the maps get more complicated. Um, So I, so I kind of switched to, to relying on these outside sources, and it just made, I was surprised by how easy this went down. So if you're put off by this like this is almost easier to play than System Shock 2 yeah like you know which is a weird thing to say but it is it is very nearly that's very nearly true <laughs> you know like System Shock 2 which is something i i really love and and it feels pretty modern you know pretty modern <laughs> but it almost has like it's harder one of one of the things about this game like i associate old pc games with being very difficult and i don't think this game is very difficult right uh in general Um, and it makes it kind of go down a little bit easier so there's a higher initial investment like it doesn't map on to bioshock the way that system shock 2 does um you have to learn how to control it but once you do i think it's a little bit friendlier uh oddly enough yes and that that game that came seven years later it's
2: funny that you mentioned system shock 2 they actually have a lot of parallels i mean um they're both developed by or in part by looking at glass studios but um Uh, Both Ultima Underworld and System Shock 2 initially were not of those IPs. This started out just as a generic dungeon game called Underworld. Mm -hmm. And uh, I forget what System Shock 2 was going to be before Electronic Arts talked them into using that license. Um, But in Ultima Underworld's case, the fact that it wasn't conceived as an Ultima game is really, really apparent. Like, this is just the most super generic dungeon adventure you could think of, and I think actually the game really benefits from that.
1: It's I, I think so too. Way, yeah,
2: way more accessible than than the sequel, which is an Ultima ass game. Yeah, and has a bunch of Ultima characters in it. And-
0: the The sequel has you misting into like different kingdoms and dimensions from the from the Ultima like continuity.
1: Which, which yeah. is cool. Like I I like the Ultima continuity, but it yeah. does make those games kind of inscrutable. Yeah. You know, at a point like those uh, the, you don't have to play those in order, obviously, like Ultima games in general. But they all are very much like the, those are art auteur games. Like those are very much of a feel like they're of a of a vision, mm-hmm. you know, so there is that kind of connecting tissue here with Ultima Underworld one. It's more like when that stuff pops up, uh, it could be anything, mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> right. when, they, when they talk about this mythology, it feels a little bit like that thing that I like in fiction where um, tossed off elements suggest entire other worlds you know like somebody just mentions like oh the moon glow isles and that just sounds evocative and cool um little do i know there's tons of information about the moon glow isles like <laughs> you know there's there's probably in universe books about it that are you know many many thousands of words but to me it just sounds cool yeah. you know so it works on that surface level really well
0: mm-hmm. right yeah and because ultima underworld the first one at least takes place in a bottle um all of those generic elements kind of are allowed to be generic and the thing that really matters is what's present right now it doesn't have to again bury that bear that weight of the stuff that came before it like this takes place i think between ultima six
1: and seven which is uh, it's, it's right. earlier than that i think i think it's during four okay or, no no, no was, sir, know. Know, you're, 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 you're right sir sir cabris's initial thing was during ultima four during that right, time right like the, like the, the, the guardian it. is definitely in play
0: around this yeah. like around the edges so it would have to be after six Yes. Yeah. 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 And then, then two takes place like weirdly between Ultima Seven and its expansion. Mm. Um, <laughs> but here, they just you, know, you just have the Avatar, Avatar, and around. You know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just, just Avatar and around. Yeah. Can, can uh, we talk about the Avatar for a second? For sure. People that don't understand
2: it. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I opened
1: a, a genie's it, no, box. here. It's it's worth it because we keep referring to the box. Avatar, and people probably. I mean, if people don't know about the Avatar. You know, we we got to do a little bit of Avatar 101. You, you guys have played Ultima 4, right? Uh, I've I I not beaten it. I've played yeah, a good portion of it, but not beaten it. I, so, yeah, I've
2: barely played it at all, so you guys are probably a better versed than I. All I, I understand is that, uh, like, the first three Ultima games were very Tolkien-esque fantasy. They had, you know, dwarves, goblins, elves, all those things. They had big bads that you had to go take down at the end. And then the fourth comes along... They toss all that stuff
1: out, and you're, like, on a virtue quest, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, more more or less. Like, the first one is weirder than that. The first one ends in space, if I recall.
0: Yeah, Um, (laughs) and the the primary villain of the second one is, like, the mechanical
1: baby orphan of the villain that you kill or something like that. They they, they did a soft reboot with four. Um, (laughs) but, But, like, four is where they get good. Um, and yeah, you are going on that kind of virtue quest. Like four is a really interesting game <laughs> where like you, uh, uh, you do have like an over overarching quest, but like for the most part, you just have to embody these virtues, which at the time, you know, and there's some of that in this as well. Like there's lip service to it, but also like <clears throat> you're rewarded for being a good person in this game in a way that is an ultimate hallmark, but is also kind of rare right. in games in general. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know the the ultimate for the ultimate series is really noteworthy for like actually saying like if you're going to be a hero you like you have to act like it <laughs> whereas most video games like in the they'll they'll lampshade this and, and the like but it doesn't make it any different where like in most games the way to get ahead you just want to see all the content so you try to do everything whether it's good or not <laughs> you know so you take everything that's not nailed down you don't uh you know you're not humble you don't have to be you know they, they there's like the bio verification that that Boils good and evil down to, you know, Renegade, Paragon, and Neutral, you know, <laughs> uh, which is kind of horseshit, right? Like, even in games that I like, like, that that's that's horseshit. Um, uh, <laughs> and this is more like there are concrete things you have to do to be a good person. There are sacrifices you don't necessarily get uh, always, like, physically rewarded or materially rewarded with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and it's just a win condition. Yeah. Like in four, it is a straight up just win condition to give money to beggars, you know, <laughs> uh, to get the stat high enough. Like you have to be charitable and you don't get anything for it. Like those beggars don't secretly come, you know, I feel like in most games, those beggars would come back and sell you something for really cheap or would come show up in a gold suit later. and would be a fun joke Nope, in <laughs> 4 they're just beggars and you, you just have to give them money, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a good thing to do. Um, and that's really interesting and awesome, and it I always feel like like Ultima represents this like un unexplored diverticula of morality in games, like we just didn't go that way, right you know like games just yeah. didn't do that. they went to these bioware games, even the bioware games that I love, they went to this this three three set modal kind of you know always rewarding the player which i can I can really enjoy, but it's it's it feels less real and less interesting to me. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. It, in a way that feels justified because of the move to voice acting and higher production values. When you reduce the possibility space, um, yeah, you know, it, it tends to it tends to simplify away kind of cool nuanced, you know, things that you get. Like even in something as late as uh, Planescape, Planescape couldn't have happened, if, you know, if, if things were voice acted because you can't oh no you can't hire yeah. somebody to voice every single permutation,
1: right? Yeah, and 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 I like very much on the record of feeling like that's a huge mixed bag. Like what we bought with that is not necessarily what we paid for it, mm-hmm. you know, like um, I like production values as much as the next person, but like it's undeniably cool to have a game where you have to be a good person <laughs> to to win like in a way that maps onto real real life right you know so
2: if if I remember correctly, um the first three games, you're the mysterious stranger or something,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and
2: then in the fourth game, you become the avatar or the avatar of the eight virtues. Um, but it's also kind of a joke, right? Because you're the avatar of the player and the avatar is like this almost Jesus-like figure that keeps coming back when he's he or she is needed and is sucked into the ultimate world from <laughs> our world.
1: Yes. It's very Dungeons and Dragons the cartoon. Yeah. You know, so a, a librarian in New York gets sucked into a book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for, for sure, and the I think it's the sixth one. Most of the the late or like mid period Ultimas I experienced through watching my friend Derek, we talked about play those, and it was very funny the um, where the guardian would kind of talk to you, and and he uh, he was talking to the player. But there's lots of like, what's the matter, avatar? Like uh, kind of like coquettish, uh, you know, voice acting that would happen when you're talking to the player when you you'd get sucked in this world and have to do this quest. Like, please do it, Avatar. Uh, and I, I just I remember loving that so much. But uh, it is talking to both. It is blurring that line. Yeah, absolutely. And when we, when we refer
0: to the Guardian, the Guardian is kind of the kind of the Antichrist, the anti Avatar. Who... Yeah, he's, he's he's a baddie. Yeah,
1: there's more to it than that. But like, yeah,
0: he he takes all those all the virtues and like perverts them in order to be, like, more authoritarian and then just kind of, like, evil
2: overlordy. Yeah. He's kind of a I, real low-brand Hellboy head.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, has, he has an off-model Hellboy head. He's a bad <laughs> Hellboy, bootleg Hellboy costume. Um, I think it's one of the sequels to Seven, they actually, you go to the aisle where he's inverted all of the virtues. Oh, geez. And you have to enact, like, the the eight, like, anti-virtues,
3: <laughs> which, is like,
1: greed, you know, hate. It, it's very, like, kind of Captain Planet-y, but in but in a funny way. Yeah. Um, we we should get into this game though. Like if we could we could sit here and talk about the Avatar forever. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and 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 people who know a lot about it they would hate that. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause That's I feel like true. All, t- Together we might form like half of a knowledge base on the Avatar. <laughs> but there there are definitely people with essentially their master's degree in this stuff that would uh, you know want to kill us after. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and I guess I should mention that I'm I uh, I'm no expert on this game. This was only like the third time I completed it in my life. So while I, I do love it to death and it is full of fond memories, I'm, you know, I don't know all the different permutations of things you can do and right. all the different routes you can take. Yeah. yeah.
1: And well, neither do we. Yeah. Like, you've, I think you've been in it, it two it more worth, times than us. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. It should be worth knowing that no nobody on this podcast is an expert. And because of the nature of the genre, even this early on, there's a lot of like neat little side shit mm-hmm. that you can do. Um, that, that is, uh, that is definitely worth considering that we're not going to mention, you know, so you can find that stuff online. We'll mention it when we know it, Yeah, but we just don't know it all. Can we, uh, can we make the ultimate people as mad as the Elder
0: Scrolls people? Ah, uh, no, no, nobody
1: is as mad as the Elder Scrolls people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of, you know, things that this, that this definitely influenced, like, oh yeah, I don't feel like the combat on this is appreciably that much worse. It's definitely not worse than arena. Mm hmm. And or, or Daggerfall rather, and it, mm-hmm. it's it's almost not worse than Morrowind. <laughs> it works like, very similarly. Yeah, it's it's pretty similar to Morrowind. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's get, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, so in so this... let's talk about what happened to the Avatar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So in this, you play as the Avatar. Uh, you've been kind of falsely imprisoned in the Stygian Abyss, um, after uh, kind of allegedly kidnapping the Baron's daughter. It's a little bit more complicated than that. You are definitely embroiled in a battle between two wizard ghosts or one one <laughs> wizard ghost and one evil wizard.
1: Yes. Yeah. The two the two different modifiers you can have for wizard. Yes. <laughs> um and uh so this game also takes place uh, entirely through first person uh, perspective in the middle of a, a UI uh frame. Um as you kind of explore these uh the abyss, the Stygian abyss, mm. uh which is a series of volcanic tunnels uh on an island. Um you are fighting monsters defending yourself Talking to the the more inhabitants than you might think, mm-hmm. um, and seeking out these talismans of virtue, um, you don't know that right away. Right. What you're what you're there to do, uh, you just think you're there to clear your name and rescue yeah. the baron's daughter. But uh, this kind of larger plot reveals itself uh, pretty slowly. Um, yeah. There's critical things uh, of it on the very in the very first floor. Yeah, so. Um, there's very
0: little, um, so basically for the first, I think of five of the game, most of the time when you talk to somebody looking for advice, this is a very, you know, they don't provide you a lot of direction in this game. Most of the time, like, Hey, have you seen somebody like carrying a woman down here? Mm-hmm. And they all refer to this troll who has been, uh, uh, you know, carrying her deeper into the dungeon. Um, so we've mentioned this and we're probably going to say it a couple of times. This is a foundational work in the immersive sim, sim genre, you know, Paul Neurath, you know, he founded looking glass, uh, to make this game. And, you know, like that would go on to spawn all these other games and, you know, other other whole studios that are still
1: doing some of their best work today. Yeah. Yeah. Looking Glass is incredible. <laughs> like as a studio, like good God, like Looking Glass where we have, uh, you know, we mentioned System Shock 2. Um, and then you you have the Thief series as well mm-hmm. uh, is just like hugely important, um, really, really revolutionary video games. You know, and we we when we did uh the third thief game, we talked about thief in general a little bit, um, even though it wasn't developed made, done by the same developer, but like that is being one of the 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 maybe two or three different like types of stealth yeah. that came out, you know, and, and it's right. just it's just huge. You know, it's 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 a really, really big it this cannot be understated how important this is. Right.
2: And of course Warren Spector worked on Thief Three and he worked on yeah. Ultimate Wonderworld as well. Yeah.
1: And, and kind of saved it <laughs> yeah. you know it, it was uh you know it was kind of floundering a little bit and he kind of came in with a vision yeah uh and and just of course Warren inspector who went on eventually to do uh, deus ex for ion storm which took a lot of ideas from this and uh you know uh, depending on which day you ask me is my favorite game like that perfected a lot <laughs> of the things that i love about this genre yeah
2: it really did yeah we really did it also inspired i think almost every game arcane studios has done except oh yeah Call of Duty World at War, maybe. I haven't played
1: it. <laughs> I'm just assuming. Yeah. If it, Once well, you get the grappling hook in, in Call of Duty World at War, it more or less becomes immersive I, am, scene. I immediately want to play this game now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you do get a grappling hook. I, just, okay. I was lying. No, I. That, no. that was a lie. That was um, a very mean lie. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a cruel lie, like all the best and sweetest lies. <laughs> its uh, its seed was cruelty, and its fruit was malice. Uh, <laughs> and but, it yeah. looked like an act of kindness, bringing yeah. another grappling hook game into the world for Cole. Yeah, I have been uh, taken over by an evil wizard, <laughs> and and thus uh, I'm going to start inceptioning grappling hooks into games, Aww. mocking up screenshots. <laughs> um it's April first, twenty four seven for you, my friend. Oh welcome no. to Hellzone. <laughs>
0: He's Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> A very <Just> specific
1: love- <laughs> Why so serious, Ross? It's time for level eight. Uh, that's my get <laughs> Yep. Um
0: so before we talk about what we can do in the game, uh it's probably Bears mentioning like talking about the abyss itself. because uh, I was really struck we have another failed utopia here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I had no, I, I did not know at all going into it. Yeah. Again, I was expecting Legend of Grimrock, right? Because they both take you to a prison, a prison island volcano. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was expecting it just to be a prison island vo- volcano. But this was a place where this uh, character named uh, Cabris, um and there's some, some different, Some I've heard it pronounced Kabirus mm-hmm. as well, but I, I said Cabris, Um wanted to create this uh, this sealed city. He was more kind of like a missionary. Yeah. Um, and bring together these different uh, civilizations and races to live together in harmony, kind of living by these virtues, these eight virtues. Um, but things went terribly, terribly wrong. He yeah. was kind of a load-bearing uh, uh, figure. Yeah. And when he left, when he died, um, all of these people reverted to their kind of baser instincts. Yes, and kind of all
0: separated from each other into their own little floors, their own little corners. And then also when you have uh, evil wizards running around, um, you're gonna, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna do their thing.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Evil wizards. And a very Alexander, the great kind of move had eight magical super talismans that he didn't describe how they should be distributed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. He didn't, uh, he didn't know. I mean, did, do, do any of us have a will? <laughs> <laughs> what is a will? Is I don't know. Yeah. Yeah I, I, yeah. I don't, uh, I thought about it before, but yeah, I have, I have no will. So yeah. Yeah, you know, if I die, Cole, you're going to have to figure out what to do with my eight talismans. All eight of them are grappling hooks. <laughs> and... <laughs> you're going to have to figure out, find them in in all the different games. <laughs>
0: I'm you know I'm going the other way. I'm just going to trap my entire apartment. My my entire apartment.
1: Okay. Yeah. That also uh, valid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you got these uh, you got these talismans knocking around uh, that again are fueling uh, some of this. Uh, some of this chaos that's happening but by the time you get here you know especially in the upper levels people are just kind of living their lives out you know they 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 kind of bemoan how much things have fallen a little bit especially you know like the order of knights that you're going to find or the seers or stuff but like
1: generally people are cool I, that's one of the biggest surprises and one of the things i love about this game like is there there is an optimistic spirit to it that civilization has already started rebuilding itself mm-hmm. You know, like the, the idea that um, there's like this weird kernel of hope to this that uh, Sir Cabras and like the virtues that he represents, like didn't die with him. Like, it, you know, at first you think it did and everything is kind of like we talked about things reverting and it did, but uh, it reverted into, uh, you know, the the melting pot unmelted. It didn't turn everyone into monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all those lessons were not for, for nothing. Um, so it, it does feel very like weirdly hopeful like a, as a game about like civilization kind of restarting. Yeah. You know. Um and then there's a like a third act demon. <laughs> you know, and, and like that's kind of the bummer of this, like when yeah. you get to the demon, like the 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 story of the demon is interesting, like how it came about is is real classic and and engages with tropes I like. But the setup and the payoff feel divorced from each other and it's one of the reasons why I think the the ending of this is not as satisfying as it could be. Yeah. You no. Know?
2: It it feels like padding. I mean it feels like Yeah they They didn't think they had enough dungeon, and they just had to give you a reason to backtrack through it, looking for stuff, yeah, yeah,
1: we need a climax, yeah, yeah. um so the the actual the the spaces you go through um are kind of a concession at the technology at the time, uh, even though there were some some advancements there um you do spend a lot of time in like dungeon crawl, like in narrow corridors going through doors that I always thought I was gonna hit my head on um however, like the game is actually very nonlinear um you do these spaces feel uh real um you know if you find a civilization you will see where they sleep and where they store their food um they will have like treasure rooms that just occupy you know that kind of space you can see why they have this um and this kind of goes for anywhere that is that is not like a mine or just hallway so it has that immersive sim check mark yeah uh even though it is you know the the It suffers a little bit by that lack of technology, like the walls all look the same, Yeah. you know, so you have to kind of squint to see it, but it's there.
0: (laughs) But over the course of the uh, of the abyss, the walls go from one kind of stone to a slightly different kind of stone.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which is which is a mildly, you know, this is a rebuilt civilization and it's impressive that they express that it is rebuilt in a dungeon. Yep. So everything seems like a dungeon.
0: (laughs) Yeah um you know and it's like so that whole oh this is the kitchen or this is the this is the barracks where they sleep that's expressed by kind of just having items on the ground so like oh yeah. like there are a bunch of bed rolls laid out in kind of a grid you know it's not very high fidelity and when they do throw in like a polygonal boulder or a uh, chest it's very now I was about to say upsetting. Like I'm not rocking in a corner because I saw because I saw a, a Star Fox chest, but it, uh, it looks it looks out of place.
1: Yeah. It, yeah the uh, but at the time that was totally like pretty unheard of. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, that's it was really on. impressive. But, yeah, but they are flat shaded.
3: So
1: yeah. It, every it, time it, you it, run into an Ankh, <laughs> it's an Ankh on loan for the Money from Nothing video. And, uh, it's always it's always surprising um uh, get my my money for nothing and my virtues for free <laughs> um the uh but it, it's always kind of surprising but at the time that was like unheard of there's a a I i think uh pc gamer did a, a thing with um with the the developer of this the the main uh developer we mentioned him earlier uh, yeah. Paul Nerf, Paul Nerf, uh, yeah. uh doing a playthrough of it and he talks about how that was, this was the first game to really do that like people weren't doing it at the time and he's the the uh, playthrough is really fun to watch because he's he's real humble but also takes credit where it's due mm-hmm. you know he 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 says that like this is a strength of synthesis like it is you know we weren't the first person to do this kind of texture mapping on walls uh, other people had done it but we were the first person to do it in this type of context right you know yeah um, and there is um, you know are doing a lot, of, through a lot of corridors but there were even those corridors there were neat things at the time so like having the uh, angles you know and the changes in elevation that was all pretty new yeah,
2: right. It's worth noting that Wolfenstein 3D came out a few months after this, and <clears> was limited to you know ninety degree walls, no elevation changes. Uh, it didn't have textured ceilings or floors. Granted, it was you know an action game, and was full screen. But here you had Ultima Underworld, and we've got textured floors and ceilings. We've got yeah. uh, light sourcing, which is really just render distance fog. So I guess that's not really <laughs> something to boast about. But then you also <laughs> Yeah, you also have slopes, which we didn't. Doom didn't have, right? You know, yeah. we didn't see that build, build engine. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Like, and that's accomplished because this is actual 3D. You know, this is yeah. not synthesized 3D like you had in Wolfenstein um, or the more sophisticated
1: version of that that you eventually got with Doom. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so the the window uh, there are some compromises based on this. You know, having this much going on, one of which is the the screen size. So your play window is actually very small. Um, They had originally wanted to do it full screen, and they got it going at full screen, but the frame rate was too bad to play. So as kind of a concession to this, they gave you a bunch of interface around it, a bunch of different kind of buttons, um, some feedback. Your inventory paper doll is always up, Mm -hmm. you know, always staring back at you. (laughs) Um, This is, you know, again, I can see how this would bother some people. It didn't bother me full screen on a modern monitor like the play space is big enough you know and the the resolution didn't bother me like you have to uh squint your eyes so much anyway yeah to make it work so this is uh did it end up being a non-issue for me but it is i could see it being a bother for some i
0: i, I played everquest before that went full screen like that was mm. that was fine for me <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the, the idea of playing in a small window that is a worthwhile trade-off for having a good uh a good frame rate
1: yeah absolutely um and the these interface things uh, are kind of adventure game buttons, yeah, um on the side you have your your speak, your grab, your look, your fight, and your use
0: all hanging out over there in the scum bank,
1: yep,, yep, yep.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you have all of those, you spend the majority of your time kind of exploring and wandering though, um and so you know while we're talking about the interface, we need to talk about my absolute favorite part of the
1: interface Maybe which is... yeah, I want to camp out on this for a little bit, oh, oh
0: my God, this map, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. map, you guys. Um, so in yeah. auto maps, this isn't like a strange journey or whatever, uh, but you can pull it up and you can take notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: you, you can take notes. You have to take notes. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and it makes it very like, because the game is so like, kind of interfacey anyway, you know, like you spend a lot of time in the interface. It never became a thing. Like there are games where every moment I spend in a menu is hell, you know, because <laughs> I, I just want to get back to the game. The pace of this, because it is so slow paced and there is all that downtime, it never bothered me really to be in inventory uh, or to be an in, uh, interface. So like going to the map and making notes of where I found stuff uh, ended up becoming a huge part of the rhythm and kind of pleasure of this game. You know, just being like and, and you you solve mysteries through it. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh you you I'd make a mark and it would be like uh you know, locked door. Mm-hmm. You know, come back locked door, come back later. Yeah. And then would come back later and then I would find something interesting in there that maybe I couldn't do something with. So then that that note would evolve. And then under that I would write, you know, uh imp guarding chest can't beat or whatever. <laughs> and then afterwards, you know, could erase it after I've done that. Um, it gives you pages for it gives you space on the map screen just for notes, mm-hmm. uh, which is really ingenious. And it gives you a couple blank pages of notes yeah. you can just use because you're going to have to write things down. Like it adds that feeling of like I you know Cole you take notes for everything we do for the show. I don't I don't typically take notes. And games that try to gamify that like have not always worked for me. Like Etrian Odyssey doesn't work for me. With that part, right. You know, like the taking notes, I don't really get a lot of pleasure out of it here. I it's really a
2: very different. 80s RPG trope to expect you to, well, besides draw your own map, which you don't have mm-hmm. to do here, at least, you know, to have the equivalent of your quest journal, which a modern game has just in front of you on actual piece of paper.
1: Yes. But, but doing it through the game, I think, makes a big difference than just having a page in the manual. You know, there's just like less friction. I, I'm already using the keyboard. Mm-hmm. a lot to uh to move around so just like switching my hands to type makes it really fast to do it so it just felt like less like pulling out a piece of paper and making my own notes it felt like a more integral part of the experience yeah um
0: mm-hmm. and the fact that it you know like it, it is a well-drawn map anyway um mm-hmm. that is you know that is kind of revealed as you go along like the the area that you're in has to be lit well enough for you to see it like that's a little thing that you can sometimes some, sometimes run into but the fact that it's just that it is revealed um and the actual map itself has information anyway um mm-hmm. in addition to the notes that you have it just feels very comprehensive and it kind of a helps with that backtracking which it requires you to do you know quite a bit and b gets out in front of what might actually be a problem of games of this era something that you know is a problem in you know, especially like a, like a wizardry or even like a might and magic. There are mazes here, but because your posi- your position is tracked, like you don't actually spend an awful lot of time like feeling around in dead ends. In fact, you're
1: using a, you're using the map to look for the dead ends because there's going to be treasure there. Yeah, yeah. There's not. Um, this is maze design, but it's not maze design like a fantasy star two dungeon. Right where uh, a dead end is meant just to drain your resources by making you run into more random encounters the mazes here uh you know dead ends have purpose um and oftentimes again some of these mazes would be almost combatless (laughs) like it never feel it goes pretty quick like you move pretty quick like you actually traverse this world fast enough to make the cycle of of getting out your map and looking at it frequently not feel tedious right at all
2: although nothing nothing you guys said applies to level eight it has terrible making
1: yeah level eight gets its own sub point yeah uh, <laughs> I mean, it, like it's the the end of this game is bad it's not um atrocious it's just not very fun right uh and we'll we'll get to it but like you know, a lot of this this stuff does apply you know to your point justin is like largely to kind of levels one through six which i think are by far the strength of the game Definitely. And that's pretty good. That's that's almost the whole game. You know, up mm-hmm. until once you rescue the princess, it starts to kind of go downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even we should probably talk about, you might have a note about this later, but I just want to bring it up. Like some of that backtracking is a huge pain in the dick. Yeah. Like um, they, mm. they hint at they were going to build a staircase that went through all levels of the abyss and just didn't, <laughs> Yep, um, which feels uh, kind of cruel. Frustratingly, like it they, it works on some levels.
0: On most levels, you can see the great staircase and the entrances are just completely caved in. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times they're just like, well, I've got this rock hammer. What if I used the rock hammer on the bottom part?
1: No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, just doesn't work. So having like an elevator or, or one central shaft would have been really huge, Yeah, uh, which is something that System Shock 2 did really well. Right. You know, in kind of a, a similar structure, but, like, having a central zone would have been really good. Yeah. Instead, like, some of the backtracking ends up being pretty tedious. Like, even if it is combat-free and you move pretty quickly, uh-huh. uh, you still have to make your way up four floors, which is a lot of traversal. I am. I feel very guilty
0: about the number of times I was like, well, I've got to go up four floors let me take off my lava-proof boots, jump into yep. a pool of lava, and then <laughs> die and wake yeah, up back where I want to be. Yeah,
1: like, there's I, I, no, no downside me. to dying. Nope. Right. <laughs> well, that, and I love that too. Like it is very like I mean Wolf, Wolfenstein 3D had uh, lives. Uh huh. You know, like th- this is very ahead of its time in that like you know you can die and you can you can uh, until you get that seed which they give you right away. Dying will kill you. Like you have to reload. But once you get that seed, everything is actually kind of gravy. Like you can use it as fast travel and kind of like uh, you know hit your bingo card like a bonfire. Yep. Um, you know, in Dark Souls. Yeah. Like, uh, so I, you, I love that seed. When you when you it's find it's also new... completely voluntary. Yeah. Shades of the Vita Chamber, actually. Uh huh. So in looking oh, at oh yeah. the... it
2: is it is the Vita Chamber. I think. I mean, it's the uh, the idea about not dying that refused to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So I cannot say enough good things about this auto mapping. Justin, when you sent over kind of your little guide of like, hey, beginner steps, and you said use this, I looked at that. I was like, thank you for the advice. I'm going to use the hell out of this because there's a mapping system.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What 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 else we got here? Um, lighting, which we talked about. Um, you can only map what you can see. Um, lighting would later become more robust. I know in the second one, like torches will run out. Here you just want to not fall asleep with your torch on. Right. Um, and you get a light spell that's a, a first level spell, so you can get that fairly early on. You can get lanterns fairly early on. Like you can you find light sources. Right. Uh, but you do have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, I would still forget to snuff out my torch, which made it when I ultimately
0: got the the talisman that was the infinite candle, I was like, all right, permanent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> infinite candle's a nice phrase. Mm. Like, yeah, I love the way they describe it too because they say, like, oh, it burns forever, it is constantly sacrificing itself, but it is constantly growing anew. Yeah, which, there was no option, and I couldn't type it in but say, is it really a
1: sacrifice if it comes back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sacrifice. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> the, uh, it's just a miniature sacrifice. The um, so yeah. uh, you advance in this, this is an RPG, um, so you get uh, XP, which will give you levels which you can then go and exchange at shrines. Um, but you have a lot of control over this uh, when you do this. You do this by going to a shrine, which are these big floating money for nothing uh, <laughs> chicks for free onks. And uh, you you chant some words there. Um, the game gives you in the very first shrine you find, which is hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first one you find, you get the general uh, mantras, which will just be like, I feel like improving my magic skills, which one I don't care. Right. Um, but as you go further on again, this note keeping, uh, in the map, uh, interface, you're going to find new mantras that allow you to be more specific with how That's to build your character. So in kind of an interesting way, like you start out as more of a generalist and the further you get into the game, the more you can hone your build. Yeah. Um, and I love the way that those mantras are kind of
0: meted out as rewards, right? They are either uh, parts of scrolls that you pick up in the world or even like when you talk to specific uh, NPCs, if you do something for them, they will say, oh, you know, here is some knowledge for you. If you want to improve your swimming ability, just shout this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I even love uh, when the when the mantras become worked into the titles of books, you find like guidebooks for like thieving, especially it's like, oh, when OM isn't good enough. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well cuz it, it's a different language. Like this game does some interesting stuff with language in general, which we'll yeah. we'll, we'll talk about. The um but yeah, it is a uh, uh, and it's such a meaningful reward. You know, the, this game does a really good job of like, you know, a lot of people are asking you to do things in this game and getting a new uh, a new spell can, a new rune or a new mantra um is pretty big. Yeah. You know, like you're getting knowledge, mm-hmm. but it just gives you more control. Um I was never unhappy to see it even if I was never going to, you know, make my swimming skill go up. Right. Yeah, you know, I still thought it was neat.
2: And there are a lot of skills of questionable use that feel like they were put in this game just to make it an RPG.
1: A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And they just, like, kind of don't work as well as they should. Mm-hmm. You know, there, no. there are some... Yeah. Um, what do we you don't know need about to go
2: stuff? into that too much. But, yeah, it's... And strangely enough, they kept them all for Ultima 2. But <laughs> I feel like that's... That's sort of, I mean balance of player ability and weapons and all that is a problem that this genre is plagued with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I, I try to view it as a voluntary difficulty thing instead of a flaw. Yeah.
0: And there would be varying levels of success about taking even some of these very same skills that are here and turning them into valid approaches. Right. Yes. Um, something that feels as goofy as like, Oh, the swimming skill that becomes a you know a way to solve levels in different different kind of manners in Deus
1: Ex, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna bring that up where it's like it, it's it's useful, mm-hmm. but then as the as the the genre kind of expands, they give you ways to get around mm-hmm. uh, some of that some of that stuff. To where like in Deus Ex, like swimming tends to be kind of a like a, a not worthwhile skill to put anything more than like a point into it because they give you a thing that lets you breathe forever, right? You know, uh, and you can see kind of the origins of that here a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, where, with different spells and and stuff, you get that kind of will obviate different skills. Right. Um. But it still means that there's a hierarchy, so you can play like I I always think of those in terms of um like old Fallout games where you can do a gimmick kind of build if you want. Like you can say like I'm a I'm a mechanic, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's that's the that's why I was in the vault and I went out to become a me- mechanic. So these are the skills I have, and it's not the way to see the most content or or be the most powerful. It's just a role playing right decision in in a non game sense and like a the active role-playing sense yeah.
2: but there is a good chance you'd find something you hadn't seen
1: before yeah. The, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely that's, and and here like
2: fallout one two are just the most amazing
1: games best. <laughs> yeah, speak of a language justin yeah uh... <laughs> 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 that's that's the, that's the those are the mantras you just yeah the uh yeah so this this game is a little bit less like if you were to put like it does feel like you can fuck yourself over. Like if you yeah. just like, I'm all appraised charm and swim. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the swimming jeweler. Look
0: I'm at the, me. I'm the mo- I'm the most dashing swimmer there's ever been. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. Then you can kind of screw yourself. Right. Here and then, like having those kind of like literal trap choices are are you know something to be avoided. I think. Yeah. Or if you want to you know be a mage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is also pretty rough i bet you get. i bet you eventually can get pretty powerful yeah um i went for something simpler than that we'll we'll talk about builds yeah yeah a little bit like what we we kind of went with but yeah. um as much as i i tend i favor mages in, in games in general uh but i couldn't uh couldn't justify in no. this game no same same with um oh gosh the range combat yeah yeah which is is doable but not great yeah Now, let's talk about combat in general. Yeah.
0: Uh, So this happens in real time, uh, you know, but it's not very frequent, like until the very back leg of the game. Like we said, you get these very long stretches of combatless space. But when uh, a rat or a bat or a feral version of one of these uh, people that you meet come up and find you, um, you have to arm the fight verb. And then you hold down the right mouse button or one of the attack buttons. We'll talk about that uh, to kind of charge the attack and then release it. And when you do... A dia's role behind the behind the scenes it kind can of determine accuracy and damage.
1: Yes, uh, and that's based on a couple different stats that you have. Yeah. So you have a general fighting skill. You also have individual weapon skills uh, for that, and you have quality of weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Again, though, it's more or less Morrowind. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't feel that different than than Morrowind. Yeah, it was not
2: until Oblivion or um, oh, what was the arc? Um, Dark Messiah that yeah. Combat really got visceral that way.
1: Right. Yeah. You know those are much and, and like Dark Messiah has been something I've been champing at to do on the show at some point. Like we'll we'll definitely have to do that because it's a really interesting game. Mm-hmm. Um well, but it, yeah. that that does feel like a an evolution of this. If you tell me you Dark know? Messiah has a grappling hook, I'm not gonna believe you. It has a it has an it has arrows that have ropes attached to them. Okay, that, that you that you shoot and then use to climb. It's very cool. That technically doesn't count because it's not I a know. hook. Okay, good. Yeah. Woo. Uh I I if I was just trying to inception uh, bows with with arrow ropes into it i think you would see through it immediately because that's very specific
3: um
1: but yeah so the, the combat does and it doesn't have like good kinesthetics or anything like you can't really call the combat this good no at all um you're not just standing you know facing each other punching each other like a final fantasy like positioning can be important like not in terms of like getting in someone's back arc and doing more damage but you know the the general thing that i did was very similar to how i played legend of grimrock which is like to attack and then back off yeah before the counter attack and then step back in, so there's a little bit of that, a little bit of a dance to it,
2: yeah, classic yeah. which you don't want to do against a magic user like <laughs> a like a mm. gazer
1: because yeah. if you're
2: right in front of someone, they can't use a ranged attack, and neither can yeah, you.
1: yeah, yeah, so they they end up being like there is a little bit of uh but there there's kind of one of the flaws of this game, I, I would say is that there is like a lack of variety to how you fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you fight a geezer differently or a wizard, but you don't fight a rat differently than you fight a bat Yeah, differently than you fight a goblin differently than you fight a skeleton. Really?
0: Yeah. You know, the, the, the biggest variety that they bring are, does this enemy fly, which might end up being a bit of a, a bit of a bummer, um, in certain kind of certain kind of rooms. Uh, but more frequently what you end up getting is, um, uh, poison, which really just kind of gives you. A long lasting. Um, I never figured out exactly what it did, but if you sleep with it, you're you're
1: you're probably gonna die. I yeah, I, just, I didn't risk it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah it's yeah. really slow, and unless you've got a potion or the spell, and the spell requires like a really hard to get rune. Um, you have to use
1: leeches to cure poison, which does damage. So that, it's, It it literally says. Do you want the damage
2: the, now or later?
1: The, 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 the leeches, when you use them, it literally says, um, the leeches have taken the poison along with the blood in some of your skin. <laughs> and it's so good. Like the, when that first, that message popped up, I laughed like. It was just, uh, you know, it's very funny. Like, there's there's some humor to it, and just using leeches as a consumable. Like, it, it they show up in a little clutch. Like, you get a three pack, yeah. and you just jam that three pack on your arm, and like take care of business. I think it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I never figured that out. So, yeah no. no, no, I mean, and you don't no need to because again, the game is not very harsh. Right, um, magic is really important. Um, both you can use it in combat, uh, which I didn't do very much of, uh, but it's very important uh, during exploration. Right. Um and the magic system in this game is really interesting. Uh you have runes that all stand for different uh words, and you have a rune bag. Um, and you spell out little phrases. So like you might have a, a word that means small, uh poison negate, mm-hmm. you know, and that might be the uh the poison negation spell. I don't think yeah. that's actually it, but something like that. You're playing um you're playing Scrabble with consequences. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um and it's it's pretty neat. It again it, it feeds into that reward structure because getting a new rune. Um, means like a little bit of like you can modify other spells. Like mm-hmm. getting a new rune oftentimes uh they're they're based on letters of the alphabet and it feels like getting a new letter, like in all the new words you can create with that almost. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. But
0: there's a huge variety to this. You know, combat only makes up a small portion of the spells you can ultimately cast. Um, Keeping one charged, like keeping it armed is a little bit of a bummer. Like, you spell it out and then it's in a little tray in front of you. It's very Scrabble-like, actually. It is very Scrabble. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mostly leaned on on magic in order to um, either get through doors um, or the levitate spell was a way to kind of get around uh, certain certain kind of problems. Also, the undocumented walk on water spell that you get from the lizard men is super
1: useful. Yes. I, I love that there are undocumented spells. Uh-huh. Like the game in the manual tells you a lot of the spells, that's the known magic, but the idea that in this abyss there's, you know, lost magic is yeah. what that felt like to me. And it is really cool. And there are a bunch of them. Um, <laughs> did you guys truck with the, uh, did you get the spell that ends all life on Britannia? <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 That's so that good. So
0: like, it's so good. <laughs>
1: um, like, it's so funny. And like, and, and just so weird. And yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so you can, you can find uh, a bunch of different spells. I did mo- mostly the same, like used walk on water, levitate light a lot early on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, just, just things to help get around. Yeah. You know, more yeah, You less. can
2: choose to ignore both the light and and food just because create food and light are first level spells Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. learning to leave things behind like we'll talk about inventory here in a little bit but like learning to leave things behind is a huge part of this yeah game Mm -hmm. do not Um, be attached to to every little thing you find because it's uh, it's
0: it's a real problem um spells like you know one thing that gets in the way of using them all the time especially in combat is that they can fail um and have no effect, they can be unsuccessful and like drain your mana. So like haha, you literally get nothing for something. Um or it'll backfire and then it'll do damage to you. So like yeah. I was very, you know, maybe it's because I didn't invest enough points into it. I was very reticent to use that uh in any kind of high stake situation.
1: Yeah, they they turn it into a skill. So it's it's more likely to fail if you don't have you know points in it. And just it's just stopping you from being a, a total jack of all trades. Yeah. Like it, it it wants to avoid the oblivion thing. Right. Um so you do you do find lots of gear just kind of on the ground uh and as quest rewards. Um gear has durability, so it gets less effective as it deteriorates. This is done through description instead of numbers. Mm-hmm. Um and repairs cost money and take like actual time time. Right. <laughs> so
2: human time. It is that, that's a good point. A lot of information requires that you click on the eye icon verb mm-hmm. and right click on your armor or whatever it is to find out what condition it's in or even what it is whether it's enchanted
0: um and you're like if you pump up your lore scale it'll actually help you identify like the effect of a potion or
1: if uh if something has a particular enchantment yeah ends up, ends up being pretty useful and there's a keyboard shortcut for for look mm-hmm. that ends up being one of the first ones that i like grew to rely on yeah um,
0: um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to to that uh, notion of things taking taking real time, it actually moves slower than real time. Um, at one point, the game says, "Hey, come back in an hour." And I, I was done playing for the night, so I just left it running and set a timer on one of my devices for an hour. Came back and it said, "You know, it got real cranky with me, like I said, an hour. Come back in seventeen minutes." Like, whoa! Yeah. This is one of the yeah. only games that moves slower than real time. Yeah, usually, they go. The oh, other that,
2: way. it must have been put in the background because I swear when he says twenty minutes, you're talking about Shack. Yeah, he means twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah y- y'all talking about Shack. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, right. I'm
2: Just talking about Shack.
1: Yeah. The, the, um, um yeah, some of the names in this are very uh, <laughs> uh, what what is, what is the name of the um the, the mage Brotus or Bronus?
0: <laughs> Bronus. Bro-nus.
1: Yeah. Um, and there's also a mage named Naruto. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh very very, it's very, a very ambitious but, crossover. Yeah, <laughs> the uh yeah Marvel says. The most ambitious. Yeah. Um the uh so you also have to uh eat and sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this and uh, if you go to sleep hungry you'll you'll restore less hp it is less effective also if you go to sleep without a bed roll right um you want to sleep on a a pallet on the ground but it's very generous about when you can sleep yeah um and that does that does heal you um so it is uh, that's going to be your primary healing function because getting a even a minor heal spell takes a little while a little bit yeah um Um, I, i was i was reading about
0: this doing some wiki diving i guess if you decide to play the game without sleeping you have to be awake for half of the game in order to die of exhaustion like, <laughs> it's uh it's it's like when you say it's generous it's it's basically not a not not a thing <laughs> yeah. um, except to heal
1: or as a, it just, it, as, as a free source of healing it just gives you that feeling though yeah of it being real like if i was an adventurer, of course i'd have to sleep mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: you know? every and design I... decision in this game that if they could make something quote-unquote realistic or sensible they would go with that even if it wasn't necessarily to the game's benefit
3: yeah Yep, uh, it's incredibly
2: simulationist. And in fact, I I, I don't know, uh, you might have mentioned this uh, uh, that this really is a a flight simulator take on the dungeon game.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Or at least that's what mm-hmm. was seen as before. I mean, yeah. there weren't really action games on PC before this. I mean, there there were flight sims,
0: right? Especially yeah. uh, like like three D ones, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you you want to have the food you know so you can so you can eat it, so you can rest. You get hungry a little bit faster uh, than you get tired. Mostly though, I kept food around to barter with. Um, yeah, because uh-huh. bar- bartering is it's it's pretty robust in this. You can trade with most NPCs, um, and lots of them will have kind of different preferences depending on what race they are. Uh, and I love this because that gets rid of the idea that there is a single currency. Yeah. Yep. yeah and when you um, when you get rid of the idea that there's a single currency there's not just a
1: single reward that they can that they can give you it's um and yeah and the the, the kind of uh universal thing i found for this was fish <laughs> like yeah. everyone liked fish
0: which you can get infinite of by making a by making a fishing pole out of a uh, a fishing rod out of a pole and string yeah <laughs>
1: which is really cute you know you get to you get to make your own thing and and, and go for fish early on i was a walking grocery store you know because we like came off breath of the wild like i felt like i just needed to keep all this food around you know wasn't sure if it healed you or if it just addressed hunger or what it did uh and then eventually i switched you know i went through different like there was a, a real universe brain meme kind of thing where i was like i must hoard all food then being like create food means i have food with me all the time i could use this inventory space and then you know all my friends are hungry i gotta feed these ghouls you know <laughs> is what i switched to so marrow lick needs a need, needs fish fish, you know. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Or marrow snack. Yeah. I think is that guy's name. Um, so the, the marrow snack is one of the people you can you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, dialogue is really important. Uh, you talk to people. There's kind of a a, a dialogue tree system here, and this is how you're going to get information. Uh, on your quest. Right. Um, the game doesn't really you know you get the setup, um, in a glorious opening cutscene, but you don't <laughs> have a lot of direction. Um, So you just have to chat with people. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's where the real challenge of the game lies. It's not in the combat. It's in figuring out where the hell you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Right. Because down, (laughs) like where to go, okay, down, that only helps you so much, right? Right. Yeah. Because your path will be blocked. And especially like when you reach the kind of as far as you can go down toward the bottom, Um, you know, that's when it starts saying like, okay, well, did you, did you help people on the earlier floors? Did you talk to them? Did you figure out what they needed? Uh, because they will
1: help you find these artifacts that you need to end the game. Well, there's also a lot, this is where your notes come into play as well. Right. Um, because the, the, everything stretches multiple floors. So early on, you might talk to somebody and they mention a golem. Uh, and whenever I talked to somebody and they mentioned something that sounded important, I would make a note where they were at. Uh-huh. And this saved me conservatively 700 hours of backtracking <laughs> and talking to every other person or just looking at a guide because, yeah. uh, there are a lot of identical looking wizards and lizards and, and stuff in here. And just knowing like, oh, this is the guy who is interested in me killing the mad night. Right. You know, like this is where he's at. Um, you know, I need to, uh, you, you will help yourself out a lot by relying on those notes, but it, it's interesting how it feeds into this, this dialogue hint system kind of thing yes
2: and there are no like there are no side quests or things that don't pertain to the main story you know if you hear something mentioned it's gonna come up later
1: right yeah it's pretty it's pretty important Mm -hmm. um you know like most things that people will talk about will tie in and even when that ends up being kind of to the the overall plot's detriment you know like even if it is you start hearing hints about this this demon and these two brothers while you still think you're on a rescue the princess <laughs> kind of quest. Mm-hmm. It can be kind of a bummer. It's cool yeah. that it all is important, but at the same time, like it kind of tricks you into feeling like it's not. Yeah, you know, um, it takes a little while to learn that there are no side quests.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, right,
0: yeah. Um... Yeah, there, there, there's one area where the dialogue tree feels a, l- a little bit less uh, well designed for me. Anyway, it's when you find these NPCs later on that require specific responses, and mm-hmm. it puts up a text prompt, and you have to type the right word. Um, usually, you have the answer, but for me, it's kind of like, oh, uh, this feels antiquated.
1: Yeah, it really yeah, is. it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's not it's not my favorite thing. I understand why they didn't do it. Yeah. Right, like so. It's like if they just had uh, multiple choice, it'd be Mm -hmm. too easy. Um, And I think this really works uh, at one point near the end, like when you're when you're talking to the ghost and he's like, you know, what would be this object, you know, that we can do. And then when he says like we need an energy source, I think that is an intuitive leap. Yes, that feels really real to me. Like guessing, like oh, there's actually works for me. Yeah, there's lava everywhere. Like we can use lava, (laughs) and that being the right answer Uh feels like. like like a like a, a sideways logic puzzle or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, or or like you know when you the, the, you listen to those logic problems where they're all just uh, there's a thousand different solutions, but there's just one that the the joke teller, or the logic problem writer is thinking of. Right. You know, oh, he stabbed himself with an icicle. It's like actually, there's lots of different ways you can stab yourself, <laughs> but he maybe has his keys with him, like yeah, things, things things like that. Um, this feels like it gets around that. Yeah. To me, like that 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 one felt very natural. Before that, you know, I could I could leave them like they're not my favorite thing. Right. The last one, I felt very cool about figuring it out. Same. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, something that really stuck out for me, and something, Gary, you and I just spoke about quite a bit, is that this game is very funny. Yeah. Um, it's a way that the game feels modern in, a, in kind of a strange way. Um, I would put this, you know, maybe not like to the heights that uh, uh, Star Control
1: 2 reaches, but it's kind of in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funnier than uh, any of its its antecedents mm-hmm. you know it's not like deus ex is super funny like <laughs> deus ex has a couple like memey you know a bomb style things but right. that's very funny i think jc den den's one of the funniest characters in fiction but i don't <laughs> think he's meant to be <laughs> right. no. you know the, um you know and th- there are a couple of jokes in that with herman but like this is consistently funny mm-hmm. um and this is kind of part of a tone that ultima goes for that is really weird and unique mm-hmm. uh again and just kind of ignore it like this doesn't feel out of line with the ultimate universe to me Right. Yeah, the humor here. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm way into it. Like, it made it uh, easier to read because it is all these and thous and kind of uh, faux Shakespearean letter salad, mm-hmm. you know that that you're digging through. So actually, having jokes makes it more fun to to read closely. Yeah. yeah. Um. And that's another,
0: you know, another thing that makes this game very easy to recommend as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. So we would already talked a little bit about how death doesn't really have that much of a consequence um you know towards the very beginning of the game you find a silver sapling that turns into a seed you can plant there, you can plant this anywhere there's dirt and then you just wake up there when you die mm-hmm. and that's it there's no experience penalty like there would be in the sequel uh, you don't lose any items you, know, you don't have to go you don't have to do like a corpse run you know it's just yeah. uh it's just a nice little concession to ease of use
1: yeah yeah, and you can move that as well. Yeah, like it's not a one time, and that took me a little while to figure out that I could just like move the seedling, right? Uh, and I was I, I I was hesitant to place it for a while actually, mm-hmm. uh, because of that. Yeah, but
0: but yeah, yeah. It, it leads to the game being much more forgiving uh, than you the the than you would expect given when it was made. One area where it's not forgiving, and I I feel terrible for not making a note here, but we need to we need to take this game out to the woodshed for its inventory and
1: encumbrance system. <laughs> the, the um the inventory absolutely yeah. encumbrance i think is is i end up liking that after a long time uh, <laughs> because it, it it did teach me to only hold on to what i need true um so it's like what it's going for a resident evil uh zero kind of approach like you leave things where you you create like caches yeah you know of uh useful things you only take what you need with you that definitely falls down when you start needing to take quest items mm-hmm with you that can be heavy, and the fact that um, your equipment is so heavy. Yeah. So I played yeah. a, a paladin in this, so. um, and I wanted uh, heavy armor, um, and I, I barely had enough strength to like have that and have some stuff. I like, got <laughs> yeah. a good well, roll you on strength.
2: You can't improve your strength either. Yes. And that's what determines your your uh, carry limit.
0: Yeah. So. Which, so you start which, that which up. It a It's a random roll. And you just have to throw away a bunch of characters until you get a strength that approaches the maximum. Like yes, that's that's it.
1: And in, in that yeah. um, in that playthrough on on YouTube, like Paul like literally just says that like, he wishes that wasn't in the game. Yeah, like he he you know would rather have had like more bespoke choices and thinks the random roles were a legacy thing from because they liked wizardry. Right. You know, yeah, like, it
2: really is an antiquated 80s style RPG thing to have yeah. unbalanced characters instead of point distribution.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, so the, that part of it, I think, is actually kind of good the encumbrance limit. Well, the thing I don't like is managing a series of concentric bags, <laughs> uh, which is how you spend a lot of your time in this game. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Um, uh, I just kind of established this is my food bag, this is my quest item bag, this is my gear bag. But moving things between them, like
1: oh yeah, a moment, you know, like just,
0: there, there's a there's a second step, which is put it on the floor.
1: <laughs> I I have I'm somebody who I'm looking at my computer now, and I have you know probably a hundred icons on my desktop. Okay. Like I use I use my desktop as as a as a space. Yeah, I know that drives some people crazy. That makes this inventory system really really frustrating because you can't <laughs> use just your general body as a space. Like you only yeah. have eight slots total for anything. Those can contain bags that can contain bigger. Amounts of, of things, uh, but just having those slots like not being able to pick something up because of that drove me nuts. Yeah. So yep
2: it it was I think another nod to realism. Yeah, as absolutely. To utility and in fact, uh, this was a this is really early in the use of mouse. This might have been one of the this is definitely the first action game I played that used a mouse, and this is a point where immersiveness. Meant the fact that I click on the bag and drag it over to my inventory that mm-hmm. was considered immersive, yep, yeah, that's the kind of error we're in so
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah and I'm glad I didn't have to memorize a series of keyboard shortcuts to do the same, yeah you know at all it just ended up being a a you know a mild bummer like i don't uh i don't don't like it, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah,
0: I just, I didn't, I didn't like, so the reason why I say like, oh, this is a read, this is like a, a, a moderate bummer is that because, you, you know, I guess I got a bad roll or I did you know, whatever. I ended up not being able to, again, carry a lot in relation to the gear that I had. And even like later on when you have to gather up all of the, uh, oh gosh, all of the, all of the talisman, all the artifacts, it was kind of like, well, I just can't carry anything else now.
1: Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. got help you fall. don't pick sword too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, d- it definitely falls, uh, falls apart then. And the game doesn't actually even really tell you that you're rolling for different stats. Right. Um, right. Well, you just pick a character and it gives you some stats. Uh, and then the way that you re-roll, there's not a re-roll button. You press escape, go back to the beginning of character creation, mm-hmm. and then get a new role. Um, so it, it, does, it does a really bad job of kind of expressing the fact that there's even variance there. Right. You know, and you kind of have to guess with each class, like, which one's going to be better at what uh, but they just have ranges mm-hmm. you know so there's a and they have different amounts of variance. so i did a paladin with a pretty lucky strength roll that's like a, a weak area for them mm-hmm. uh, weirdly yeah. enough because i was thinking of a D paladin but they're right. different um in in ultima um so i happened to luck out so i had pretty decent strength yeah um, but i even i ran into it quite a bit so yeah yeah it's it's a, it's not my favorite thing about it for sure and then the backtracking yeah. which we mentioned which is is also a bugbear
2: How far did you guys get before you decided to
1: stop carrying gold? (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing, too. I um, I ended up actually leaving um, uh, probably like fourth level when I got decided just to get rid of all of it. But I started my first like stash room on level three
3: Hmm.
1: Um, and just and just had a room that was like, here's or no, no, uh, not level three, level two. Yeah. even because it was outside of the um the oh. the gold thirst house yeah.
0: Yeah. that'd be the worst
1: place to leave just loose gold you'd think so but <laughs> no, and thank goodness none of your stuff gets like molested oh my gosh, it's not yeah. like a YMCA. Oh. yeah you know like you don't like, none of your stuff gets like messed with when you go to sleep yeah, like it's not you leave it your here.
0: work fridge yeah
1: yeah no nobody nobody steals it you don't have to put like live pigeon uh you <laughs> know dead pigeon do not touch on your bag of gold <laughs> Yeah. yeah
0: no it was it was roughly the same like the uh, like the second level um thing was before i realized that gold wouldn't really be that useful i just knew it was heavy and it was like okay i'm going to be spending a lot of gold getting stuff
1: repaired i might as well just leave it right outside shack's door yeah the shack shack is like where the that's the pro place to put stuff yeah for yeah. sure I, I had a hard time finding shack for a long time for for some reason like i felt foolish but like mm-hmm. i knew he was there because I heard tell of the legend of Shaq, <laughs> but I, I, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't find him for a long time. Um, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the about the development and history here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Paul Neurath, the founder of Looking Glass, um, he was inspired to make this by having worked on a game called Space Rogue, uh, which is kind of this hybrid game. Like has flight sim, like space, you know, space flight sim elements, and then also like RPG stuff. You know, when you leave the ship, it's like a top-down mm-hmm. kind of thing it integrated those in a really jarring way. So he was like, we can do this in a much more holistic way. And so mm-hmm. he started down this path.
1: Yeah. Um, we, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit as well. Uh, one of the things they added was this true 3d with texture mapping. Um, so it predates Wolfenstein 3d, as we mentioned, um, and kind of was in development alongside, alongside the same time as a uh, catagombs 3d. Uh, it's other game that would do, you know, be a little bit more ambitious right. uh, with that. Um, you know, not more ambitious than Wolfenstein, but like was more uh, more ambitious than games of the time. Less so than this, yes, in a lot of ways. Um, and a lot of this development time, like this this game had long development, um, and the, this development time and effort was spent on these kind of prototyping these different systems, uh, most of which like ended up being scrapped. They cut away a lot of things. So as maximalist as this game design is, th- originally there were like what's really interesting um, that I, I found out was that there were uh, gesture mouse gesture based spells. Uh, and combat, Whoa. so it was supposed to be like if you swing your mouse downwards, it would be a downward stroke. Good God! <laughs> um, initially, <laughs> and that um, that spell based uh, version of doing that is what they ended up using for Arx Fatalis. That's how you cast spells in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just got rid of a lot of stuff because it just ended up being too much. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like a, an example of Doom where they cut out the stealth and the or Wolfenstein 3D where they cut out the stealth and everything and just put it down to its constituent parts. It still has a very maximalist design. It just would have been even more you know right
2: yeah you you find a a book that uh hints that there was a climbing skill at one point but mm-hmm. it it is hard to believe that that considering how much junk mm-hmm. junk how many mechanics are in this game that there was anything they threw out
0: yeah. yeah yeah and so it kind of recontextualizes what is already here and if it ever seems gratuitous or if it ever seems just like too much you think oh well actually this was mindfully considered like who knows what? The, okay, so you can you can take a an ear of corn, uh combine it with a torch to make popcorn. Like that's a cool little Easter egg or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that mechanic hints toward? Like what what that actually was going yeah. to turn into? You know,
1: F- full fire, right? Full full nachos. <laughs> it was gonna go. It was gonna go all movie snack. Like initially, the plan was to have mini corn dogs, even before mini corn dogs were invented. <laughs> They didn't have the technology. They called it hubris. Yeah, exactly. The uh, Lord Lord British decided that he decrees nay. Nay, says the man in Castle Britannia. Um, (laughs) Is a man not entitled to minify his own corn dogs? The juice of his own dipping tray? Um, So uh, this production, as we mentioned, was troubled. Um, It ended up going kind of uh, over budget. Ridiculously over budget. had an initial budget of like,
0: 30,000 and it clocked in at 400,000 something like yes that? which is still very cheap for games
1: today yeah but also you know a factor of what you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh 12 times yeah yep.
0: order of magnitude yeah
2: yeah mm-hmm. um, also two two years and six primary developers
1: good god from what i heard in an interview <laughs> yep yeah, just just went through went through a lot and a couple, you know, a couple of different like direct producers before Warren Spector came on. Right. And once he came on, everyone involved was just like, "Yeah, oh, this is the dude with vision who figured it out instantly and kind of just made it work." Yeah.
0: He he was at Looking Glass, but he was really jealous because he wasn't assigned to this game. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: He's like looking at Looking Glass's uh gameography like it's all these amazing genre-defining things and then like A couple racing games no one's ever heard of and a couple (laughs) flight sims no one's ever heard of. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so like for every system shock two, you also end up with Jane's Attack Squadron. (laughs) You know, Flight Unlimited three.
0: Do you think it's possible that they started those projects just to punish developers they don't they didn't like on their team? Just to stick Spectre on something? Yeah, just to like proves himself. Yeah. (laughs) Spectre Spectre ate somebody else's lunch in the fridge, so we're gonna put him on car and driver. (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> keeps eating that dead dove.
3: Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So they got him on there. Uh, the crunch period lasted four months as they decided to get to make this thing into a product that could be released. Uh, this sounds like hell. Uh, for a period, yeah. the, they rented a small basement office, which they filled with furniture and had the team live and work in full time to avoid commutes. Yeah, um, and there's a quote uh, where they talk about playing Monkey Island two for 30 minutes a day to avoid insanity.
1: Yeah, they should have slept and ate. Yeah, <laughs> I hate crunch time so much, even though it's resultant of like so many. Like this is the the winter where we're like realizing that because yeah. we we talked about Witcher three and stuff. Just mm-hmm. like the the human and like the whole this is a talking point in the industry right now. It's not like we discovered it, but right. the 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 human cost of of good games is is really kind of at the forefront right now. I feel like yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, so the, the game initially was like, it's a slow success. Um, so Origin, uh, I guess it's also worth talking about real quick how this got involved in Ultima. Yeah, um, because yeah. We, we talked about that a little bit. So originally it was a game called Underworld. They showed it at a uh, a press event um, and Origin got involved. And uh, actual you know, Richard Garriott was the person who suggested adding Ultima to it mm-hmm. because that's Richard Garriott's answer for everything. Uh, i don't know if that's actually true <laughs> it feels like you know if you if you if you wear a crown to conventions like it feels like you're just gonna start manifest destiny projects <laughs> but he um he was just like this will give us some name appeal right you know and i'll work with you to make this work it'd been pretty far into it so that's why those references are very nominal but like it kind of came along and who knows what it did for this game successful mm-hmm. like, it's success this game uh was actually ultimately incredibly successful. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it sold like half a million units, but it sold more in its second year than its first, which never happens. Right, like that is yeah, that's rare today.
2: I mentioned I I got the game on the uh, dual release. That that was a re-release that Origin did, and uh, they actually advertised on the box that it's a hundred fifty dollar value, uh, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: which I thought was pretty funny. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they they um I had never heard of it and then here it was and mm-hmm. and i told friends about it and spread by word of mouth
1: yeah, yeah My, you were doing your part
2: that you was know. the that was the case for lots of folks
0: yeah 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 <laughs> um but yeah like origin pulled the marketing on this um in in relation to this also being an ultima game i loved the kind of the narrative that like richard garriott kind of came in and was like yeah here's here's how what here's what i would do to make this a, a you know an ultima game but then just was really hands off about it like basically, he the like origin forgot it existed, um, yeah, and didn't really like exert an awful lot of kind of like pressure on them to make it more of an Ultima game, which I
1: think is you know to its success. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this 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 spawner genre, mm-hmm. like this is the reason why uh there's System Shock two and Deus Ex and Bioshock and Sonored, you know, and and these games that kind of came along. Like when I say the reason why, that's reductive. I realized that maybe other people would have come up with these ideas, but a lot of that stuff came here first and yeah. hugely influential to so much, like more than just immersive Sims. Like right. when I say that the the combat in this is not actually that different from Morrowind, like it almost feels like a guarantee that this was uh a you know, kind of uh checked. Yeah, you know, by so, by those developers. Like they they'd played it in new.
0: Ultima Underworld is a stated influence on uh Elder Scrolls arena. And yes, then
1: extended from there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, This is responsible for a lot of what uh, we love about games. Yeah.
0: Um, Did either of you look at video of the PlayStation port? No. Yeah. Uh, Look at it. It's very strange. So it was released solely in Japan. Um, It's got voice acting and also has kind of a slight graphical upgrade. It plays in full screen. Um, It's interesting, from a technological standpoint, I couldn't imagine playing it that way, though, (laughs) dealing with that inventory. Uh, But, uh, like, go look at a video of it. You can find playthroughs online
3: mm mm-hmm.
1: no yeah. that's interesting no oh. yeah. um there's also as we mentioned there's a sequel uh ultima world 2 labyrinth of worlds which takes place during ultima 7 mm-hmm. uh it's an interstitial interqual uh sort of and the uh that's something I, I probably will play at some point but i have not touched it right uh yet it, it starts off
2: like the first two hours are super level so unlike mm-hmm. this game it leaves <laughs> with <its> worst, but... <laughs> does it get good eventually yeah, no. You I mean once you find the gem that takes you to the labyrinth of world, the other worlds, then yeah, you go to some pretty interesting places, and there's a lot of, a lot of good conversations and things to do. Yeah. But that hmm. first, that first dungeon is garbage. It also has the worst case of pixel hunting in gaming history that I've ever seen. Oh wow! <laughs> there's there's a key hidden behind a piece of debris, in part of the okay. dungeon guarded by a reaper, and like everyone tells you, it's there. But you can't see. It just looks like a piece of debris. Uh. And I must yeah. have spent three hours in that room. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of excited to check it out, uh, you know, at least a little bit because, you know, I, after you get past that sewer level, I'm interested to see what this game works or looks like with more visual variety, right?
1: Yeah. What, what I've seen of it, it definitely has a lot more. Like, the spaces feel more real. Like, if you go into an inn, there's a counter and things on the walls. Yeah. And you go into an yeah. inn. <laughs> you know, so so it's not just you know uh, stone hallways, right? Uh, which I, I I find interesting. Less there for like the the additional focus on Ultima lore, even though that game series is on my pile of like deep dives that I want to get to that I probably never will. Right. Um, there is a. Uh, it's good that we're covering this now. There's a spiritual successor coming out uh, at some point. It was kickstarted in 2015. It's good. It's been delayed, but uh, looks really cool. Uh, not least of which, and kind of tying into earlier this month, um, Fulbright's uh, level designer, specifically uh Carla, um, I think that might be it. There might be other people as well, but I saw them talk about it on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, are contributing some work to the game. Right. They're kind of oh, doing boy. some level design stuff. So I feel like um, it will have a lot of that uh, immersive sim kind of lived in place feeling that those guys are masters at. Nice. Yeah, this is called okay. uh, Underworld
0: Descendants. I was not aware of this uh, before I did the research for the game uh Mm -hmm.
1: for 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 these notes and now it is very much on my radar the the thing i most want them to land there is the map and Uh i feel like that uh, that's going to go down sideways with a lot of players and they might just jettison it but if they just carried the map over one to one i think that would be awesome yeah i want to believe
2: it's possible but then i would think that at least one game in the past 20 what six years would have implemented a map that you can (laughs) take notes on
1: yeah and it just they just decided not to do it. Yeah. You know, it must be a technological limitation or <laughs> yeah. something, right? Yeah. They don't have the three D sixes necessary. They don't have the sound blaster, <laughs> to the, sound, the, the, the quill, and <laughs> on the yeah. Um, it's it's a and it is different. Like we know that there are maps you can take notes on and stuff, but it, it's the combination of notes and auto mapping mm-hmm. that I want specifically.
0: Yeah, what I want is for the map to be generated automatically. Think like uh, Silent Hill. Uh, like Silent Hill, except instead of having Harry or James write the notes on it as he go along, let me do that. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and and have a reason for it. Yes. Yeah. So that, that it's a it's a two prong thing. Like mm-hmm. there's there's make it necessary. Yes. Um, also, yeah,
2: it's uh so it's, it's not in your your notes here, but uh, Arch Fatalis uh, is very much a spiritual successor and feels more like a sequel to Ultimate Underworld than its actual sequel. Yeah. To
1: me, yeah. At least. Yeah. Are, are, that's another game I need to actually sit down and finish at some point i I've, I've put a few hours into Darks fatalis and really liked it yeah um but i i haven't actually spent that much time with it playing underworld has really given me a hunger for similar games yeah yeah this, if it wouldn't if we didn't worry about piecing for the show this would be a great time to sneak dark messiah into you mm-hmm. and i, I, I see that with hey, no sense of, uh, <laughs> that's right, uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like in a "Here Comes the Airplane" kind of way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a uh, but yeah we 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 have to space those out. But I'm I'm glad to hear that you you might be a uh, because that's different. That's level based, and there's yeah. there's some differences too. And there, there's a a truly embarrassing plot in that game, but it <laughs> oh, is <God>. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it would be great though, because we—I think we get a lot of Duncan on it. So. Oh,
0: oh, yeah, for sure. It, uh, yeah. I was uh. never like—I've never been like resistant to playing, you know, Dark Messiah. Uh, it's just now I specifically am seeking stuff like that out.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. The I did The combat I did. Feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really the combat's combat. real good. Yeah, like yeah, it feels good. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But then you also have, like, a, a, a sexy demoness in your head all the time who's, like, constantly laying double entendres on you. And it's like, <laughs> well, guys, like, okay, <laughs> dudes, like, I love you. Can you We're chill for, like, a best. second? Yeah, get some help. It really
2: gave me a bad impression of the Might and Magic universe as far as <laughs> writing quality goes.
1: And, and the funny thing is, like, Might and Magic is nothing like that. Like, you know, there, there are probably some sexy demonesses in... Uh, might and Magic, but mm-hmm. like they're 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 center stage in Dark Messiah. Um <laughs> let's um let's get into it. Let's get into the game.
0: Proceeding start with uh, what for me was a voiced cutscene. <laughs> um, yeah, it is this voiced kind of pixel art cutscene that uh, tells the story of, you know, the Avatar being asleep one night and being contacted by this ghostly figure named Garamond. He is the, the, the good brother of these two wizards, uh, warning me of this trouble in Britannia. Uh, his brother Tybal <laughs> is about to kidnap Baron Almeric's daughter Ariel. Uh, And, you know, he he basically lures me to the door while this
1: is happening, and I am framed for the crime. How good are Ultima cutscenes? How good are Ultima mustaches? (laughs) They're so good. (laughs) Like, in general, like, Ultima is the premier source for, like, 70s ass like my dad looking motherfucking avatar <laughs> like pictures like the guard in this who oh. who who put you that's more or less what my dad looks like if anybody <laughs> is ever curious about my origin story my origin <laughs> systems story is uh is the, that my dad is the guard in this <laughs> you're all going to jail and like the the voice acting is very funny uh-huh whether whether thee be guilty or innocent, I cannot know, but <laughs> thou will like it it's very funny to me like yeah. well that's, that's feels Richard
2: like a... is the baron by the way, yeah god I, I love him <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, just, like... I'm so sad he's in space now, yeah planet <laughs> <laughs> needs him the um... It just like I just it's not that it's such a we just don't get weirdos like that nope like as much as we used to like like man like absolutely tired you know Elon Musk absolutely wired Richard Garriott you know it's, <laughs> it's just like a centric weirdo wealthy man um yeah yeah uh one one hundred
0: percent into it uh, yeah also went in, 100% into one hundred percent into Baron Almerick's uh kind of reasoning here you say hey i'm the avatar i couldn't have done this and he says well trial by ordeal if you are the avatar you can rescue her
1: yeah <laughs> you know it's like well, well it seems like a lot to you know to kind of put on me isn't your daughter's is at stake but i'll do, do it. it okay I
2: mean, um, you gotta figure the, the avatars like visited the world at least six times right there's mm-hmm. plenty of people going around saying they're the avatar
1: yeah 100 percent I, I think they actually truck with that in a later Ultima. I think they they have a character claiming to be the Avatar mm, who okay. shows up. I think there's a there's a funny little side bit with that. Nice. Uh, I think I read about it. I don't think it was any of them that I played or watched. <laughs> that played, so I could be wrong about that. But yeah. uh, very, you know, an interesting idea. You know, that the, the, they they do tackle the um. So essentially, you know, you think you're, you know, you have to prove that you're innocent. Um, you go to the, the, the stygian, uh, mm-hmm. as they, uh, they pronounce it, <laughs> uh, abyss to rescue the princess. And it's more or less all you think you're doing. Um, the, the whole, uh, Garamon approaching you in a dream, kind of warning you about this, uh, fades away really quickly, or it did for me. Yeah. So when he came back as an important figure and his brother came back as an important figure, it felt surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and call that what you will, like that could be some kind of, you know, reading comprehension or memory uh, failure on my part, but like. To me, I was just like, "Okay, I'm going to rescue the daughter and prove that I'm, I'm innocent, yeah you know, and I, I wonder if the game would have been stronger if it would have just had that be you know the stated yeah like kind of thing, like it would end up being like kind of a subversion or not to make it
0: much more clear that these two things are related that like you yeah,
1: know, <laughs> going after the daughter
0: still takes you right into the layer of the evil wizard, right, yes. but like Garamon just kind of appears and speaks in broken sentences when you sleep sometimes,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So you end up on on level one in front of in front of a bag and a a sign on the wall that says uh, no one will ever get through it there. Uh, No. Or never escape. Um. We will. Uh. And I think it commemorates a battle. Uh, if I recall, like it talks about uh, people trying to, to get in or trying to get out yeah, uh, and fighting. Um, we're not going to talk about every individual hallway in no. this. Like you should, if you're never going to play this, you should look at some of the maps just to see how much kind of space there is on every level. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hit the high points on the levels. Yes. The way that this uh, is
0: structured is talking about notable people, uh, notable quests, notable items, notable rooms, basically uh, hitting the high points like Gary said.
1: One of one of my favorite, uh, like, the instead of using the actual hint book, which I read, but I didn't u- reference it, I ended up referencing um, Sir uh, Caberis's Ultima homepage, <laughs> which is a very charmingly uh, old school website that has MIDI files to autoplay. I love it. Uh, but they, they break down every level uh, really usefully, um, mm-hmm. which is what you have to do, what you should do, and what you can do, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a, a really good way to kind of structure a game like this. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to definitely hit the things you must do and probably the things you should do and maybe some of the things you can do. Yeah. Because the things you can do, they end up sometimes
0: being very funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or or useful. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so one of the first people you're going to meet is one of these outcasts, this man named Braget. Uh The names universally are very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in this, uh, you know, and you basically, basically starts this whole thing where, you know, you can tell him, yeah, I was falsely imprisoned. And he says, oh, yeah, we all were. You know, we're all innocent in here. Right. Yeah. Um and he kinda very gets
2: the...
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> this yep. place is full of innocent men. Um but yeah, it tells you the kind of the lay of the land. Uh this first level is kind of the home of these these outcasts, uh
1: very minimally, but mostly the green and gray goblins who hate each other. Yeah. They they, they do. But the the important thing here, and he, he tells you this, and it's something that's easy to miss, you know, he says they hate each other, you, you might want to avoid them. Um, but he says, like whenever you see the, the sign of, of Cabarrus, which is the ankh. Um, you know you're in a peaceable place. And it became like a real kind of revelation when he told me about these goblins. I was like, oh, okay, there's going to be goblins to fight. Uh, but when you get there and they have the Ankh, mm-hmm. you know, like this is kind of the hint that this was, this, you know, this was this utopia, um, right. you know, because I, I started playing this before I read the back matter stuff. Um, so it, it's very useful to know that watch sign, right. to know which sections of this kind of, you know, samey dungeon uh, signify town. Yes.
0: Yeah, and also um, to know um, that you should never attack something that doesn't attack you, like Dark Souls yeah. rules are, are
1: in full effect. Getting the um, the the keyboard shortcut for look is going to save you all this stuff, because even things that are monsters, unintelligent things will sometimes be, quote-unquote, mellow. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> if, if, you, if, you, if there's a gazer there and he's mellow, you don't right. have to fight the mellow gazer.
0: <laughs> right. You know? That gazer yeah. might just be a lamp in it, you know? Yeah. Just to Just, yeah. just standing in the corner and glowing, right?
1: That, that that geyser's on enough C B D to kill a horse. And he does, he's, he's, not gonna, he's not gonna do anything to you, you know? So the um so so essentially what you're doing on this first level, which uh, seems initially very complicated, but is actually the the simplest of, of the levels you go through, yeah. Um, is uh finding a key to kind of unlock the rest of it and finding uh this this settlement, uh these settlements, the, the green-gray goblins and the other outcasts. Yes. Um along the way you do some other things, you find your first runes. Mm-hmm. um which are very useful and introduces you to that spell system we talked about and you find your silver sapling your your movable bonfire which we talked about yes
0: yeah <laughs> um, so i stumbled across the uh, the the, the great goblins first you know i found the pennant of the yonk um <laughs> and like the guards are friendly you know you just ask them hey you know can i can i pass through the port what i love though is um at pretty much every dialogue option has the ability for you to just be a dick like mm-hmm. Not quite in a devastating, like, Planescape, Torment, Evil, Bad Guy kind of way. I pretended to love you for your entire life. Right, right. right. <laughs>
1: I tricked you into dying for me so I could
0: advance my goals. Not, not quite like that, but <laughs> yeah. you can definitely try to disassemble some people with, with words. Yeah. I never yeah. did it because it felt I would have felt too bad doing it, but as far as I can tell, it is just a way to end conversations very quickly. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can end the conversation real quick.
1: Um, I feel like that's what the
2: outcasts are actually there for in the beginning is uh, because there's you meet that guy Gulick and almost anything you say to him, he'll be like, oh, pompous, that pompous guy coming in here telling me I should do something with my life instead of sitting here rotting in prison.
1: I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not uh, it doesn't immediately mean combat. Like uh, right. I ended up pissing off uh, Goldthirst on mm-hmm. uh, the second level, saying something he didn't like, and I was just like, uh "Oh, <laughs> you know." But people act reasonably; it's not quite as modal as like video games tend to be. Right. you, know, you can you can back out of angering people all the time. Yeah. Um, something really important, just real quick, before we get to the gray goblins, uh, is Braggett. Um, when he tells you about the green go- gray goblins, he says that he escaped from there. <laughs> he says, uh, "You know those fools. They left a, a long stick, a long pole in the jail cell, and I was able to push the button that let me escape." Mm -hmm. um that's important because once you get to the great gray goblin kingdom you can find his jail cell and a little note of him planning it yeah and that was when i was like oh this is an immersive sim yeah (laughs) like this this is you know uh they laid track for this you know (laughs) and those things tend to be uh due to an impressive degree that tends to bear out throughout the game yes like if somebody you can see where like oh there's a monster and here's a pile of bones like this monster probably killed that, that thing. And you look through the bones and you, you find a broken mace and you're like, Oh, he was a warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you find, um you know, a uh, a different item that ties him to, you know, and you find out he's one of the knights Yeah. They run through. So there, this is, as far as I know, the first instance of environmental storytelling mm-hmm. in games, like there could, you know, like who knows, like saying yeah. first is always fraught and I'm, I'm not a, a scholar of it, but it feels like it. It's it's incredibly early, yeah, it for shows, that kind of ecology.
0: It shows that that it was is. that was a value even here at the kind of the very nascent stages of this form of you know RPG world
1: building, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Um, yeah I oh, lo- yeah. I loved finding that jail cell. Like yeah. it was just I was just like, man, good job. I, I love those poles. Would... I wish there were there was more opportunity to use them.
2: I mean, there, there's there's at least two. I mean. I know there's a portcullis you can get through with one. There's a whole room you can get trapped in that you need a pole to get out of. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like a it's like a short range telekinesis spell. Yeah,
1: That's <laughs> what <laughs> so like a reaching stick is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it lets you hit Y on your computer when you work from home. Yeah, when I grab my my mug, it's like a very short range telekinesis. <laughs> aka yeah. a kinesis spell, yeah no but, but like justin's right like it like in in terms yeah.
0: of it's used very similar to, to the way that uh telekinesis is in bioshock, right, yeah, um, yeah you know yeah.
1: mostly it's a way to interact with buttons you know, from the other side of a barrier, yeah, you know, and you actually can get a telekinesis spell in this game, I never used it, no, so I don't know if it's actually useful, but I know it exists, yeah, um. The, uh, so when, you, when you're talking to the the gray goblins, um, you know they say, "Hey, speak to the the king and queen." You might have to go through the queen first. <laughs> um, you talk to her; she doesn't like small talk. Um, she doesn't know this girl you're looking for. You just have to ask to talk to the king. But she will mention, um, or when you talk to the king, he'll mention uh, there's this gigantic spider that's been giving us trouble. Yeah. And this kind of introduces the the cadence of subquests yeah. in this game, where like people will just kind of tell you their troubles. You usually, will get a plot relevant reward for uh, for helping them. Uh, helping people out with them at the same time though there's a element of role playing to this game where it's like i felt like oh like i'm the avatar part of this is a trial by ordeal like i had to prove that i'm the avatar and like ultimate games are all about being a good person so it's just like of course i'm going to help everybody Mm -hmm. you know like you have to for a lot of the the main quests but it also feels very in line with your character yeah
0: and it's a great way to you know get yourself into places where you can get experience right because you do only get experience for killing stuff so
1: I think you get it for exploration as well. Oh. I don't know that to be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you, but you
2: I, do, yeah. If, if, yeah. Have you guys watched the 16-minute and change speedrun? No, I know,
1: no, I have not watched that. <laughs> yeah, <No>. yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, he, he just gains levels as he walks around. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But how cool is that as well? It's like really Again, great. like recontextualizing, you know, like not everything here is for you to sharpen your sword on.
2: Yeah.
0: You
1: know, like you also just want to need to check it out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The king doesn't really reward you for killing the spider. He barely even acknowledges that you've done this. Um, (laughs) However, you do get a very important piece of string by uh, by killing it. So,
1: yeah, put that bad boy in your pocket. Several, several pieces of string if you want to make a fishing pole. Yes. As well. Um, There is uh, we should talk a little bit about how like the This is also the level introduces platforming. Yes. uh, In this game, which I also think is a ding on it. Uh yes. you know, big surprise that this first person RPG doesn't have great platforming, but like <laughs> it doesn't have great platforming. Um I got real into uh cuz the the consequence you know, you're you're never over a bottomless pit and until they introduce lava, uh by the time they introduce lava, you usually will have lava boots. Mm-hmm. So it just wastes your time if you fail. Uh but sometimes it wastes a lot of time and the the jumping in this is imprecise and kind of shitty. Yeah. Um and yeah. if you're not doing a standing jump like it's kind of hard to do. Like it's pressing forward and hitting both mouse buttons at the same time while aiming at a certain spot on your screen. Like it, it's a silly combination of things, you know, button presses. So I just, you know, saved before jumps and reloaded if I didn't make them. Same. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it was not a good pacing. Right. Like that, that part of this game is not good. Uh, but there's, there's a platform you have to do, um, mostly in this area around this river, uh, in order to, uh, get to some kind of hidden areas. This is how you find the, the outcast settlement, but also how you find, Uh, uh, several different hidden things, including the the hidden shrine and this hidden crystal ball that turns out to be very important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: That shrine seems like a really bad idea to me. I mean, I mostly think the tutorial area is really good, but then they mm -hmm. have this shrine, which is what you need to level up. It's behind a secret door, and then they put behind a couple jumps, Mm -hmm. which you're supposed to fail, right? You're supposed to fall into the water and walk over and get to a door and uh it's damaged it just takes one hit to open and that's supposed to teach you oh doors have hit points
3: you can bust them
2: down um but then like you walk you try to get back to that door to get to where the ankh is and it's so hard to jump through there you can because if you hit a wall after jumping you fly right backwards (laughs) and there's no air control and it's it's the worst
3: yeah yeah i never ended up
0: opening up that shrine I I looked I looked at the map that came with the uh, the hint book, looked one down and said, Oh, there's a shrine right, right by the exit down there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck with this. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Um but over here in this kind of area you do find that uh the crystal ball. There are a couple of these. This ends up being the most important one. Um, it says mm-hmm. – uh, it, it describes the vision that you get as opposed to showing it to you. Uh, bizarre creatures float through space. A green path flanked by a black-cold void on the other side runs off into the distance. Somehow uh, you know the path leads to Britannia. Yeah. So explaining what you have to do at the very, very end of the game.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's cool that this happens so early that it ends up being important, but there's a little bit of that disconnect of it feeling like, you know – Yeah, I like that everything is relevant. At the same time, it's a lot to kind of remember. It's worlds ago, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's kind of hidden. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, The other uh, set of goblins, the green goblins, they're rolled over by King Vernix. Um, And I love King Vernix. Uh, Mm. This is where I started realizing that the game was funny and also trying to be funny. Because he will only reveal things to you if you flatter him. If you directly ask for information, he will shut things down by calling you rude. Uh so you just have to like indirectly guide him to talk about the things that you need.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so it's it's um it reminds me of like a Star Control two yeah. kind of thing. The, the whatever the uh, the equivalent of the speamen uh in, in that game is. I can't remember the name, but mm-hmm. the um you know, where where they, they you have to be obsequious yes. uh to them. Um And one of the lieutenants, it's it's pretty cool, one of the lieutenants will give you this hint uh, <laughs> about this if you give him uh, some gold. He also, this is, uh, uh, what's his name, Uh, Lanugo. L- Len- Lanugo, yeah. Lanugo. Uh, he'll also give you this recipe for rotworm stew, which sounds awful, <laughs> but is actually very important as well. Right. Uh, kind of keeping that seeding very important things on the first level. Yeah. Thing and, and you um, really want to
2: hold on to that note and not toss it on the ground carelessly like I did because I forgot. Yes, yes. <laughs> <He did. laughs>
0: because going going back amongst all
1: of the little scraps of paper that you will be tossing on the ground doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Not fun at all. No. Yeah. Um, the main thing you're going to learn from from the king here is just a little bit about uh, Sir Cab- Cabarus. Yes, um, and kind of the origins of, of this area. Yeah, um, and you can ask everyone about the girl and they just say a troll, troll turker. Yeah, Yetal.
0: <laughs> uh but sir cabris you know the goblins look very poorly on on him because they do feel like he went and got himself killed and got them basically stuck in this horrible situation
1: living yeah. right next to their mortal enemies yep um it's also funny everyone cause...
2: has a different story for how sir cabris died yeah
1: yeah yeah even even the uh his journals or whatever even the hint book mm-hmm. and stuff that will a, has a separate thing yeah um the uh there's also uh, both these goblins, because it is an immersive sim, um, these goblin camps have treasure rooms that you can loot. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to kind of be a little bit you know, creative about it, but you can do it without aggroing everyone. Yeah, um, you can definitely come back later when you can turn uh, invisible mm-hmm. um, if you want to do it that way. But you can or if your stealth skill is high enough, but you can also distract um, certain guards or wait for them to, to kind of move out of the way. Um, you can get in really quick and do it and then leave before anybody accosts you. There's a lot of that kind of trickery yeah. that you can do if you want this treasure. Um, that's undercut by the fact that there's not anything really to do with treasure. Um, <laughs> right. like, as we mentioned, like getting rid of gold, you know, like for a little while I was hoarding all my broken weapons and like you don't need to. Nope. They have some barter value, but I didn't have any appraise. So uh, I didn't know how much barter value. And and so there's kind of it's kind of pointless, but it's cool that you can do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what uh, we, I guess we, we, we wanted to talk about this earlier, but like just real quick, uh, what build did you guys uh, run through the game on? Justin? uh druid just
2: the easiest for Mm. sure because you know you can choose lore from the start and then you get attack defense casting mana lore
1: yeah and the the way the druid works i know i'm thinking of the um the the humble uh the whatever the humble one is Um, uh yeah the
2: shepherd is is, uh
1: has the really high swing with his dice rolls
2: Hmm. and you it's like a custom character class basically
1: yeah yeah you can you can choose anything um but yeah i i saw druid and and was going to do that because a lot of people advised it, but I didn't know how much I'd forgotten what druids meant in Ultima and was still thinking in terms of like D and D same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're pretty much just, you know, they're, they're like fighter mages kind of in uh in, and, and the same thing with bards, like bards are very similar too. they have different specific, like bespoke skills, but both of which are magic fighting hybrid classes. Right. Um, and, and you and I both did paladins. Cool. That's correct. Yeah. Paladins yeah. are closer to priests than they are to,
0: uh, to warriors. Unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I still I still spec' for fighting. Yeah. Like I I did a pretty I felt like by the end I was like, oh, like now they understand the system, I definitely did a non optimal build. I just didn't don't know it. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I ended up using swords. Just, it just didn't seem like a good all around kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And in Ultima Four on the NES, the paladins have little hearts on their shields. <laughs> it's cute. So I went for that. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I just assumed i do that, but I, and I got a good role on strength, but otherwise paladins are kind of a poor choice because they have bad strength. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is weird,
2: but
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it goes against my assumptions. That, that is one thing I would change if I, okay. if I went back and played this again. And definitely if mm. I, if I fire up underworld 2, that'll be, uh, that'll factor into my decision.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
0: something else, uh, since we talked about the platforming, uh, the platforming is sometimes combined with these world manipulation puzzles um, over to the east side of this uh, of this level, you end up finding this room that is full of platforms and a near a room nearby that with these dials um, and each dial is below kind of a sample of material like a different uh, a different a different texture and you know by manipulating those you figure out you can set the heights of them um, mm-hmm. you know letting you kind of experiment back and forth to get to the burial site of Corianus, the uh, the builder of the abyss who uh, died after a block fell on him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um i like the idea of these i think this is ambitious and cool like the the idea of messing with a 3d space in this time is neat but because it interacts with the platforming it ends up kind of being a bummer for me
1: yeah yeah and I, i don't i don't like how long it takes to iterate yeah on this like not knowing exactly where you put uh put the different levers um you know falling and failing and then having to go back and reset the levers and try yeah. something different, like, you can't rapidly iterate on this puzzle. No. Which I think no, is a bummer. Yeah,
2: and the fact that you have to jump around, it's pretty bad. On, on the other hand, there isn't just one solution to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is, yeah. there's a lot of different positions that you, you'll you be able to jump across even with uh, no acrobat skill. Yeah. yeah. S- 100%,
1: yeah. Mean. And then also you can get the levitate skill. If you come back with a potion of flying or levitate or something like that, you can also use that. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of these puzzles you can actually bypass, uh, through, through spell use. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of like, there's other stuff on this level, of course, but we're, we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, there's one of the things that this game does that's neat is there's multiple ways to, uh, uh, go between levels yep um so uh the way that uh, there's a there's a standard way, but you also hear tell of this uh this privy <laughs> of the, the shit stack that you can jump down if you wanna have like a loose loose down to party town on level two yep down to yeah. down to the crick on level two yeah um this goblin he says yep people
0: go to the bathroom at night and then we hear a scream and splash and then then <laughs> they never come her. back, <laughs> yep <laughs> so and when you go talk to him again, you know, after you do it, just say, just says, how are you doing? No splash? No splash. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, they call me no splash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's how I did it because uh, it, it drops you down near a, uh, near a healing uh, a fountain. Which yes. Is, which is nice and fun. Yeah. That's um, probably really contaminated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there's no way that's not just full of piss, dude. Con- conversely, maybe that is, maybe that purifies the water. The urine? yeah the
1: water that you're in yeah yeah they, 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 Oh, okay <laughs> yeah. The you be poo poopoo is pure yes i see <laughs> we don't know what goblins do <laughs> no they're they're science experiments in yeah. this world so like yeah. who even
0: knows what they well, what may, they do maybe they they're about. like shellfish maybe they filter you know
3: oh
1: yeah yeah oh they're going down an oh, oyster shoot that was
2: we gross. didn't mention this but um uh goblins dwarves and and uh lizard men. Are not in the Ultima universe anymore, so they have to say, "Oh, we found these guys hidden in some knoll in the corner of the world, and we invited them to the Abyss, <laughs> and now they're the last
1: ones." Huh. Yeah, exactly. They had to retrofit it because they yes. they could have just changed them into like all headlesses and gargoyles and Ultima monsters, but mm-hmm. that would have uh, caused some some complications. That's that's worth
0: that's worth knowing because especially later on, like there are tombstones like for the the last gargoyles, right? Who sacrificed
1: yeah. themselves to build this place? Yeah, yep. which uh, those guys come back, I believe, hmm. and uh, you find an aisle of them, in Ultima Six, maybe, In w- one of the mid Ultimas. I believe you. Uh, I don't. No. Know. I, d- I don't remember. Don't believe me. Like I don't. I don't, don't, don't know. Like, remember <laughs> the um, so uh, you get down to the level. Uh, Level two by any means, either mm-hmm. the, the clean immaculate stairs or by taking a water slide of of uh filth. Yeah. And uh you have a level two, which is uh presided over by the mountain folk. Now you've heard rumors of these guys. Um and they, they are they're essentially dwarves, but they don't like being called dwarves. And they run a mine. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're
0: they're 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 dwarves, they don't like being called dwarves, but they do stereotypical dwarf things. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah I I didn't go to the uh, to the king first I uh, explored from north to south mostly um I really enjoyed finding Ironwit who is so impressed mm. with his or who is so obsessed with his blueprints that he cannot communicate about them clearly and this is something a couple of characters do when you when you ask them about something that's important to them they they perk up and they think that you have the thing or that yeah. you are the thing
1: <laughs> Yeah several people have gone mad yes uh living in the abyss and uh this is our first uh, uh madman yeah um, to to. So kind of like a shaggy dog quest a little bit yeah like, you get some experience for it but it's, it's mostly just cute yep and it's mostly a way to get a flying potion which yeah. is useful. which you can you can and- do for accepting the quest and not actually completing it yep. as well he gives you a flying potion to complete the quest or sends you to get one mm-hmm. uh and then you get rewarded with one yeah which is a goofy there's joke.
2: also a um the uh, singular rune that you can't find anywhere else that is only used for the jump spell, mm. which you find on the first level, and which is completely nullified by the ring you get
1: very soon. Huh. Yeah, jump. The, the, the jump <laughs> ring. <Yep>. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, but the, that that particular uh, Ironwit's little thing, because you have to you have to walk on this. Uh, this narrow bridge and you can fall to either side where there will be headless who are, mm-hmm. uh, too strong for you at this point. Yeah. And, uh, I, when I was 10, I was terrified of this, this <laughs> oh. uh, falling down there and the headless, like the headless scared me so much. And, uh, yeah, I just want to share that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No, no, it's, it's uh the, the, the headless are, uh, pretty unnerving. Yeah. Um, they're, they're what they say. They, they Those are ultimate standbys. That's an ultimate monster. No. Um and they're just they just have torsos with big mouths on them um i you know love, that, I love their austin powers ass uh, torso hair, yeah <laughs> yeah um scaring scaring little Justin's my bag, baby <laughs> yeah, like, oh, do behave or come down to the side of the bridge where I will fight you um yeah i i uh, I like this little little quest with iron wit um here that you do and i the i had a similar experience where i died to the headless because i mm-hmm. fell down yeah um here yeah. the uh <laughs> you also have to uh you have to walk through his
0: poison maze as well yeah uh weirdly introducing something that's going to come back in a big bad way at the very end of the game yeah uh, the idea of certain floor tiles that will do damage to you
1: yeah 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 it just yeah it, it's, it's pretty um i didn't know why i was dying here either yeah like i would just kind of walk on a place and die and then figured it out but i it was a uh uh, a kind of awakening here
0: there's a real uh, lack I, of audio feedback when you're taking damage you just kind of have to look at yeah. your little your your little health meter which is a you know a, 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 a potion. Bottle of potion yeah um and occasionally i just i just wouldn't notice that moving and then just boom face full of skulls and
2: you're yeah. done yeah the screen is supposed to flash red but because of modern pc timing issues mm. you generally don't see it
1: okay. mm. that makes sense. interesting yeah that, that, that does uh that's good to hear though at least at some point It's a little bit more robust yeah um, the other kind of major, uh, bit of civilization here is you can find a uh, gold the king in, in the, uh, in dwarf town. Um, and, uh, he's a character as well. Um, he talks <laughs> about there being a monster in, in the maze. He wants you to go take out, uh, so they can use the mine again for yeah. a monster in the mine. Right. Um, um you go there and you, you fight it. Uh, it is a gazer. Um, you have to use a, a rock hammer to clear it. And this is a beholder. <laughs> um, you know, which is, which is cool. Like I ended up killing the beholder before, before I ran into gold um, which was, which oh. was nice. Um, the, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, the, the online, a lot of people said the gazer was hard. Like the other parts I thought, thought were hard, but I think I just lucked out yeah. and did not have a real hard time with the gazer. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he did a lot of damage to me, but I, I beat him the first try. Like I didn't, uh, I didn't die. Yeah. The, um, the biggest thing that I noticed more than other enemies that I had fought up to this point, he did damage to my armor. Yeah. 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 Well, luckily, I was carrying around every piece of broken equipment I had found <laughs> at this point, so I had, I had plenty of broken equipment to switch it with. Yeah, and you're also right by Shaq's house too. So. Yeah. Well, I couldn't find Shaq. Remember, Shaq. I, 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 yeah, the Shack Shack. I, I had a really hard time finding Shack Shack. Yeah. Um, because I I was a fool. So the um the, uh, <laughs> you know, so I, that didn't help me at least at first.
2: Yeah. Also um, worth noting, this gazer only has two eyes, which is
1: pretty pathetic. Oh, yeah, barely a beholder. I have two eyes. What in the world? Um, the um, when you uh, when you go back to Goldthirst and you uh, you talk to him, there's kind of a fun little dialogue trap uh, where you can give him a gift. Uh, and and or no, he says you, you give him uh, you can give him a gift. And he says, like, oh, I'm going to put this in my treasury. Would you like to see it? And if you say yes, like, yeah, that'd be great. He's like, of course, a thief would want to see that, you know, guards. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, Goldthirst is pissed. And then you can but you can talk him down. You can be like, I don't mean anything by it. I'm leaving. Yeah. And then he's, you know, people don't tend to hold grudges. Right in the game, like you can usually back out of a conversation and make another attempt if you get something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's kind of interesting is ultimately, if you do give him a good enough gift, uh, he does he lets you go see his his uh, treasure hoard. Mm-hmm. He even tells you um, a I mean,
0: password that can be used later on.
1: Yeah, and, and you can get in that treasure hoard and get a bunch of treasure. You fight a golem that is really tough mm-hmm. uh, for you now, but you uh, eventually you have to prove that you know gold thirst by by repeating the password. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of kind of like intricacies of the, the dialogue. Yeah. With
0: them. Even Goldthirst character itself, like coming hot on the heels of the Green uh, Goblin King, um, who required you to flatter him. If you try that same thing on Goldthirst, uh, he'll say not that shit out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: my my my. Yeah, butt he is wants sitting not kissing. He
2: wants to be plain spoken to.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, is the way of all mountain men.
2: Yeah.
0: If you wanted <laughs> smoke blown up his ass, you buy a carton of cigarettes and a short length of hose. Yeah
1: huh <laughs> Catfish. Um, the, uh, so uh, we also we alluded to Shaq. Um, Shaq the Smith, who is uh, incredibly important, uh, yes. plot relevant. You can kill him because immersive sim, mm-hmm. but uh, if you do, you make the game unwinnable. Right. So you shouldn't. Yes.
0: Um, he's the guy who can repair your items, again, in real time. Um, he will give you information about two of the talisman. Like, he'll just bring them up. Talks about the Sword of Justice and the Shield of Valor. The sword has been sundered in two. Um, and all of them, uh, are kind of lost. Like he doesn't know where to find them, but that is planting the seed that, you know, if you can find those, you can bring them back to him and they, you
1: know, make them whole. Yes. And one of one of the things about the game that is, uh, again, that the, uh, a function of that kind of split goal is that like, at this point when I hear there are eight things, yeah, like me as a gamer, I know that I have to collect those eight things. Right. And you have no, your character has no reason to get these really. Yeah. Like you don't really get a, a reason to, to find these until like kind of late. You know, um, which is kind of, you know, kind of a bummer. Like I just, I just knew like, okay, I'm probably going to need these, but mm-hmm. it felt a little meta knowledge to me. Like, like a sword has an intrinsic value. Like I might've wanted it just because I wanted a cool sword, Yeah. but just knowing that there were eight different talismans, yeah. you know, and I knew that because they were named after two of the virtues and there are eight virtues and there's eight of everything in Ultima and mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, so that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. And not all of the talisman have that intrinsic value, like a banner or a bottle of wine, you know? Yes. Yeah, they we, they can't all be the the taper of hope or whatever the yeah. the infinite candle is. Um, the uh when you when you so you want to mark this place on your map, possibly plant your tree here. The um and that's not a, a dreadful euphemism. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I'm gonna mark you on my map and plant my tree here. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but you uh you eventually the the important the plot relevant thing you do on this floor is when you do do kill that Gazer and talk to Goldthirst, he's gonna give you a gem cutting tool. Yeah. As you're going to use later. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and you can go down to level three, which is where the lizard men live. And you think, all right, well, now we're going to start fighting a bunch of stuff, going to meet a lot of unreasonable people. Uh, no, actually, the lizard men are chill. Yeah, they're solid bros. They're just misunderstood, quite literally, because though they can understand, they can understand the common speech, they cannot speak it
1: themselves. Yes, uh, and there's a, a important puzzle here uh, that I'm gonna like kind of cut right to because I feel like it's like the centerpiece of this level. Please do. Um, that I think is really cool. Uh, I I don't generally like language puzzles in games. Um, I think this game solved it. Like the, <laughs> the thing that I don't like about uh, a, like a language puzzle. So like, you find uh, the lizard men have a prisoner um, who is mute guy named Virgo and uh, he understands that he's mute but he understands the lizard man tongue Mm -hmm. so the interface way of doing this the actual things you're doing with their hands are kind of annoying where you're going back and forth and kind of running words by him right I love that he is translating through gestures yes so you always have an imperfect understanding of the lizard man language like the lizard man might say like his or whatever and then you go back and you say his and then Murgo will like make his fingers walk and then sit down Mm-hmm. You know, he'll he'll do some kind of pantomime. So you always have this, like, a little bit of a barrier. You never quite understand the lizard men, mm-hmm. you know, here, unless you, like, look up a dictionary. Yeah. You know, look up a guide. <laughs> um, and there might be a dictionary in game later in the library. I can't remember. Um, but the, in, until you actually have that, like, it's really neat to just have a vague idea of what <laughs> they want.
0: And the dawning realization when, you know, like, when you start talking to them, even the guys who are, like, the prison masters or whatever – Um, uh, like most of what they're talking about is, I'm a friend. Are you a friend? Yeah. (laughs) Are you friend or enemy? You know, and like they'll, they'll even describe like what Murgo did. Well, I stole food from them and they're ultimately reasonable. You can
1: get Murgo out by just giving them food by repaying your debt. Yeah. To figure out what, what thing they want to have treated to them. Yes. So, um, yeah, I was surprised by how much I I ended up liking this. Like once I figured out what was going on, I was expecting to find it annoying. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it just didn't happen. Yeah. So, (laughs)
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's just a straight cipher. You know, like it's English syntax that they're using. So you eventually just kind of figured out how to read it, and you know, know what they're asking for.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I like there this. This is really cool.
1: Yeah, what what, what were what was your t- take on this? Uh, Justin did you end up liking this or did this uh, the interface and walking back and forth end up getting to oh, you? So,
2: so so playing it recently I really loved it I thought it was a great puzzle as a child it was completely beyond me hmm. and it was a real uh, puzzle wall yeah I
3: can yeah. see
1: that yeah it, it, it's a it's a complicated like there's enough degrees of remove to where it's kind of conceptual right you know so yeah that I would have a similar problem I think Yep, yep. But here I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. I I ended up liking it. I was I was, and it's like a long combat-less stretch. <laughs> you know, like I'm sitting down to do this. You know, like I'm sitting down to figure out this language and have an understanding of it. No. Yep. Um, which I liked quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you, what do you get for freeing Mergo? Oh, it doesn't pay off until much later on. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's it's I, not here. Yeah, it yeah.
0: gets you down, like down in the Seer School, like that's where he came from. Um, one of his friends or his master or whatever he will give you a tip to get one of the
1: talisman gotcha I knew, I knew it led to a talisman but I couldn't remember it's like kind of indirect yeah
0: like if you if you skip over him you know ultimately what would happen is you would go down to the, you would go down talk to those seers and they would say hey there's a guy up there you would just backtrack and do the quest yeah earlier yeah which is another way yep, to yep. do it yeah. yeah as opposed to me I just I just freed him because hey it's a thing to do in the game I'm the avatar yeah I'm the avatar it's what yeah. I do um, yep. But yeah, that's the centerpiece of this. And the lizard men end up not being a threat. I think you never, ever have to fight a single one of these guys. Yeah. Like, there aren't even feral yeah. ones. Yeah. Would you pray great? Yeah. Up to the north, uh, you find this guy named Zach. Uh, he's this mad fallen knight uh, who is. Uh, taken insane in his particular flavor. And he's basically right out of Alan Wake. He is terrified of the darkness. So he is a menace to everybody around him. He goes around, steals their lanterns, their candles, et cetera, et cetera, um, and hoards them. And you can buy, you can buy light sources off of them, off of them.
1: And the evil wizard did this. If you read the hint book, mm-hmm. it tells right. the origin of Zach, And I, I love that. Like, he he did this on purpose. The evil wizard is an evil wizard. Yep. And I was toying with him and drove him insane to make him scared of the darkness. Yeah. Which um, was it super so cool. so obsessed
2: with collecting light sources that he doesn't have any food, which is why you just need to trade food to him for one of the eight talismans. Although... <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what a taper was. It doesn't say taper candle, does it? It just says taper, and worse, the fucking thing is a pillar. It's a pillar yeah. candle, not a taper.
3: God yeah. damn it. Sorry. It does <laughs> yeah. not taper.
1: No, yeah, it, it, it certainly does not taper. Also, a taper is a kind of animal as well. Yeah. There's like a marmot that's called a taper. Yeah, it's uh, like a yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is that kind of taper? Yeah, it's pretty silly. <laughs> um, but looks, you know you what that
2: is, before you know, when you meet him, you just give them one piece of food and you have a candle that will never burn out yep. it's pretty yeah.
1: cool yep. there is a light that will never burn out <laughs> um, yeah so so uh, that that's a, that's an important thing to do here the other thing that uh well, there's a couple other things that this is this is a busy floor
3: yeah
1: um one of the things is one of the uh, the, the lizard man uh, Ishtas, uh he's one of these uh these things called the quiet one um he tells you a little bit of this information about this mad wizard. Yes. The, the stuff that you need to need to find out. Um things uh, and he, he has this knowledge of this broken sword. He says before you can do this, um there is a uh, one of our our leaders, uh Osika, uh died and we need you to find uh, their remains. They were de- defeated by a lurker. Yes, by the crick Yeah. Um,
0: and so you head out, like, you, you swim up wizard, uh, up wizard, uh, up lizard, lizard, uh, to find, uh, to, you know, to find his remains. Um, so I have here in the notes that there is no lurker. I didn't realize that the crazy tentacle frogs that you fight were the Mm -hmm. lurkers themselves.
1: So. I, I find those, uh, like the scariest monster in this game (laughs)
3: because being in water
1: in a game. Yeah. Being in water in a game always puts me off. Anyway, like, you're not underwater in this. It just makes your screen wobble. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it uh, just the sound of them and yeah. not being able to defend myself, like, makes these things spooky to me. Yeah, um, You know, you can kill them from the shore. Uh, once you, you know, if you can figure out the ranged weapon interface or if you can get them close enough. Yeah. But, yeah, I end up finding these things pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Also, yeah. they would poison you so
0: easily as well. Made, made me not want to be inconvenienced by them.
1: And also the manual, the description for the swimming skill I think is the most to real life where it says uh uh skill in this this field forestalls drowning. Or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, that, that's true in real life too. Yeah. Like that is what that does. It forestalls drowning. And then I realized like, oh I can drown in this game and then yeah. I was like, Ah jeez. It never happened to me, but I guess it is possible. Uh, I don't think you can. I me yeah, maybe what what does the swimming skill do? Nothing? It just makes Speed. you move faster, I think. Move yeah. faster? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was referring to then. But I just remember (laughs) reading that and just being like, oh, geez. You know,
2: manuals went to print long before games were actually finished back then. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: Makes sense. Or or it could be something where it's so generous, like how you have to stay awake for half your time to die of exhaustion. Like, you can eventually drown if you just stay in the water for, you know, an hour in real
0: time. I got so frustrated by how slow swimming was, even with a couple of points in this, that
1: I tried to avoid doing it as much as possible. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I also found it kind of nauseating, yeah. even though you have that picture-in-picture picture to kind of, uh, but just that the way the screen kind of like lulted. Mm-hmm. That's,
2: that's another right. modern computer. It didn't. It's not supposed to be that fast or that weird. It used to be a lot smoother and slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Um, but also but that's like, why we use the water walk spell, which we also get on this <laughs> level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a c it's a quiet one
0: spell, uh, which is which which is great, and I pretty much always have that one fired up.
1: Um, so when you get there, um, you don't have to defeat this monster. You just have to get the remains. Right. Uh, but you also find a, a scroll and a book that tells you uh, to search this uh, the southeast for a hidden door to have a blade. Um, hidden doors are a big thing in this game. Yeah. Uh, and it's the reason to, to put points into search. Um, I, I find hidden doors without a visual – like a strong visual tell a little bit annoying mm-hmm. in video games. Yeah. Uh, and this was something that I ended up – later in the game where more things are hidden behind hidden doors and referencing an external map a lot For same.
2: Right. The door will show up on your auto map, even if you didn't see it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep.
0: So, uh, same thing. You just have to like, you, if you look at a door, um, it'll like name or not look at a door. If you look at a wall, it'll name whatever, uh, um, material it is. And then it will actually just like point out and say, yes, that is a hidden door. Uh, yeah. But the hidden doors are always smaller than, like, a panel
1: of the wall. So even if you think that you're hitting it, uh, you might not be. So, so you uh, once you follow those di- the directions, go through that hidden door, uh, you can drain this lake, opening the side path where you get the blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, this artifact, it's guarded by a ghost. Uh, you can just fight ghosts. <laughs> Nothing uh, particularly special about them. Yeah.
0: Um. I love the way ghosts look in this game. They're very much like, it's like really, it's like a Charlie Brown sheet ghost kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, classic
1: ghost. <laughs> yeah. And
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do it.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. yep. But we're going. Um, they really
2: have to break the sword into two pieces, though.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I yeah. There's enough little like questables. Yeah. That you find in this uh, in this game.
2: Um,
0: yeah, they, they they would just have to put a different um a different artifact there. I can understand not wanting you to have the sword until much later because a sword that doesn't break, which is what the sword of justice is, like it's a good sword, uh, but having one that doesn't break just is is, is basically a key. Uh, For any door that is not reinforced with metal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, We did. We We talked about a little bit, but you can bypass, you know, the same way you can bypass some jumping puzzles with levitator fly. Mm -hmm. You can bypass having a lot of keys (laughs) just by breaking doors. Yeah. And the the pro tip is to use your fist and just take forever to do it. (laughs) Uh, But if you just have that is a good use for all your shitty maces. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And in theory, you can pick locks, but no Mm. one does that. Yeah. There's not really a reason
1: to. Yeah.
0: Um, level four uh you know here toward the halfway point of the game this is the floor the where the trolls live alongside the uh knights of the order of crux and sata yes yeah uh yeah. kind of this uh not fallen order but they're you know stuck here in the abyss and they're definitely not uh at their uh at the heights of their once uh, resplendent majesty right.
1: No, but they're, they're still holding on to their dignity. Yes. Like, they're still, they're still, you know, abiding by Robert's Rules of Order, essentially. Because <laughs> uh, one of the things you're going to do here, or you can do here, is join these knights. Yeah. Yeah. Get access to um, the armory. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and just uh, feels good. <laughs> join these knights. Um, one of the things you find here, though, is that you also find trolls. And keep in mind, ostensibly, we're looking for a troll <laughs> um, named Rostag, which is like... That's foul sounding to me. Like that, that sounds like <laughs> go in raw stag, you know. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Don't don't go raw stag. <laughs> Um But he, he's he's very funny. He's like you know you t- tell him your name. He's like I'm gonna call you Rodriguez. And you say you can protest. Be <laughs> like, well, one is my name, one is not. Uh, and he goes, No, I'm still gonna call you Rodriguez. Your name's can your you name confusing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, this comes back later too in the sequel. You you meet a troll and he says Rodriguez. Hey, what up? Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> um but rodriguez is guarding the door i forget what's behind the door uh you can talk to somebody else and get him to open the door uh but (laughs) rostag is notable specifically because of the rodriguez joke it is very good yeah (laughs) yeah
2: yeah it's the the, uh the paper you need to join the knight's order okay oh yeah 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 can we talk about this this level bit though because i mean when i first walk into this one you it's it's big and open, and there's garbage everywhere. It looks like there's been a bunch of battles. It's, it feels like you're going to run into trouble at any minute, but mm-hmm. there's nothing. Right. There's like two skeletons in the bottom half of the entire, entire floor. <laughs>
0: yeah, it definitely is the, 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 the site of a great battle, but I'm not clear uh, who it was between. I think it might have just been like the general fracas that happened as the Abyss fell.
2: Oh, it's supposedly yeah. between trolls and Ulmer's uh, guards. I
1: think huh. one of them. Mm. I think, yeah. yeah. I, you definitely get that information. I can't quite remember. Yeah. Like uh, this is this is a, this is something we didn't talk about. This is a kind of a long game. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. And it's a. Uh, it's easy to. For me, it was easy. Some details slipped away. Yeah. You know, like uh, things like that, where it's like interesting. You know, the this lore stuff, this background stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. It does all kind of go together, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah it it definitely there is a subversion when you first get here Mm -hmm. uh because of that i'm looking at um just to kind of refresh my memory of the maps i'm i'm looking along at this uh sir sir cabrises.com web page for this map and it has a list of uh the population has all the friendly things and it has all the monsters and like half of them are friendly (laughs) so you end up with things like you know uh uh acid slugs, parentheses, friendly. Um you know, there's, there's a bunch of acid slugs you don't have to kill because you know, you might and you might want to get that experience, but if you look at them, they're all pretty much nice. Yeah. Like everyone here is mellowed out. Yep. So. Mellowed
2: I love acids. how much vermin is in this game. I feel like I've played a lot of dungeon games where it's nothing but humanoids, and there's just, you know, there's all the way to the bottom, there's rats and bats and
1: worms. Yeah, blood blood worms. That's the ecology, right? Mm-hmm. No. somebody's yeah. got to eat all these corpses <laughs> <laughs> so. it's dirty work <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, but 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 fun um the uh yeah so and the, the layout of this too is is different um this is less maze like and more kind of halls and connected rooms mm-hmm. than previous levels we're gonna leave this behind but this is probably the last like last level that doesn't have an explicit maze as part of it, yeah. Um, and we talked about in the generalities how mazes here are not as bad as they can be mm-hmm. in games. I still think that I prefer something like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's just, there's a little sure. bit more economical to to explore. Yeah. Um, we uh, we talked to a couple of different trolls here. Uh, we finally get a use for that rotworm stew. Uh, we talked <laughs> to Strongarm, who uh, talks about uh, how his mom used to make it. We don't quite have their recipes uh for it yet or then, i didn't quite have the ingredients for it
0: yeah for me the hardest to find one was an actual rotworm body yeah um because nothing else like everything else turns into a turns into a, a blood stain um and i couldn't get new rotworms to spawn so i was like combing over the first floor to find
1: a corpse that i could pick yep. up like it turns into an item it's you need um the the worm you need a port mm-hmm. and a third thing uh green mushrooms specifically yeah green mushroom and uh, those are those are not hard to find
0: right uh if you if you eat them by themselves they're hallucinogens they make the screen go all wibbly wobbly
1: yep that's why that's why this kid loves that uh that stew yeah um when you get it you get dragon scales <laughs> uh which are very useful we know a smith <laughs> they, they so. let you uh they let you make probably the
0: most useful item item in the game yeah yeah
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, eventually, if you take that up to Shaq, he makes a dragon skin boots, which no, allow you to walk off. It's, it's a
0: tailor downstairs. It's
1: one of the ghouls. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah it, is the, it is the tailor. Yeah, the, the, the reason why I remember that wrong is because I was frustrated that Shaq couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. I was like, I know wow. a blacksmith. Like, why why doesn't that work? Yeah, 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 you're right. Like, you'd have to do it with the, with the ghoul tailor, which I love the ghoul tailor. I love the idea of ghoul tailor. Um, <laughs> Tim, the ghoul man tailor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the... You got there faster than me, <laughs> I was on my heels. <laughs> um but yeah it's uh eventually you get those boots which are which are excellent <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> the the north part of this map is kind of the like the dining hall of these knights uh i didn't go to the knights before i went up here so i had no idea who uh chaos knight Roderick was yeah he's uh, a dark souls NPC invasion yep <laughs> doesn't sound like that yep. like yeah yeah, but he, like, comes up and, you know, he he forces dialogue with you, you know, and you don't really have a choice. Chaos Knight Roderick is going to fight and kill you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I killed him. Turns out that I could have talked to the fallen or uh, disgraced Knight Biden. <laughs> yeah, smiling Joe, <laughs> smiling Sir Biden. Um, but yeah, like uh, Roderick is up here, just kind of making uh, making havoc. This is a hard fight
2: because he also has a bunch of like imps and spiders around him too. As you do, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think you cannot kill this guy, right? I mean, you need to kill him in order to get one of the talismans, right? And um, there's no there's no alternative solution. So this really this always struck me as not really following the ethos of the game.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even the fact that you can't talk to him at all, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. right. Like, I don't think he has dialogue. I think he's just a monster. Right. Uh, which was kind of a bummer. He, I he, felt like, yeah. yeah. The, um. I like that, you know, you have to do this series of tasks. I like the idea of joining this order of knights. Mm-hmm. you know, so doing the series of tasks was really cool. Like I went to the knights first and, and had my, my laundry list of things to do. And the way that uh, quest line ends the dialogue puzzle at the end of it I really love. Yeah. Um but yeah, I agree that this is a uh, kind of a bummer that this this one I mean he is a chaos Knight, but just having a boss fight uh before the end, that is just an unskippable, unaddressable thing.
3: Right. Yeah. A yeah.
0: little bit of a bummer. Yep. And I feel like, like um, this was a fight that took me a couple of spawns to take. Um yeah, I, me was, too. I was grateful that that's was
1: in place. Two spawns and a Amalbogia um to do it. No. So,
3: okay jesus okay yeah i don't that's a, i keep
1: doing that on uh everything to guppy too and, and it, nobody's ever going to catch on to that as a, as a thing and i just have to be okay with that okay like <laughs> there's there's a way out it's, it took How me it a it took me a minute it's because it's not very good like, there's too many there's too many steps like it's, it's not a. well i mean that's normally our bread and butter right but yeah just uh... It just, but compare to, to Tim, the ghoul man, Taylor, like, which is very direct, like succinct, you know, we both came up with it. It's very obvious, but it's, you know, it's, it's good. Right. And then, uh, you know, it took me a couple spawns and then me saying it took me a couple spawns and a like those are proper nouns. It's not a unit of measurement. It's not a currency, you know, it, it, there's too many steps for it. Right. So it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> so just, I'm aware. Okay. I, I know my limitations. <laughs>
3: it's fine
0: it's fine yeah so yeah you, you, you took it you took the kind of misguided joke and you turned to it you turned it into its own little bit that's fine that's
1: uh you know that's the other part of our our steez. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: i like i like how we're just starting to do a post-mortem on all this
1: yeah that, essentially like we're, eventually you can like if the podcast network ever ends you'll be able to uh clip together like a post-mortem like a yeah. gdc style post-mortem talk just from things <laughs> we say all the time right uh to undercut our own stuff. Yep. So, yeah. mm. <laughs> so so yeah. Uh
0: I, I I did this all backwards, so it's hard for me to uh talk about it the way it's supposed to go. Like, you know, I I redeemed uh Knight Biden. I think that's how you get the uh you get the banner. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. talk to another knit named Ree who gives a little bit of history about how this place used to be much nicer. She's the one who gives you uh the information about uh the floors below. Um, saying, like, hey, there's a golem trial we used to do um down level six, and also the evil wizard himself is on level seven.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um when eventually you talk to uh to Trish, the uh the first officer, um, and she, she tells you about the the taper, which you could already have, but it kinda tells you it was obsessed with uh, stolen by this obsessed knight, uh <laughs> Zach. Um, you know, and when you try to give it to her, uh she said, No, it, you know, you can keep it. Mm-hmm. Which is really pretty cool. It's not just a quest thing to go find it. Right. Um, there's a guy named Derek, who uh, who wants a. He has. He loves gems. He wants to cut this one down. He needs a good tool for it. So luckily we have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives you this code to get the uh, ring of humility when we go to the fifth floor. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, ultimately, though, the leader of this of this outfit is Dorna. Um, yes. you know, she gives me the first of the, uh, you know, uh, the first of these talismans that I knew that I had, I didn't realize the taper was a talisman. Um, but yeah, she gives you the standard of honor. Um, and this is where you can get that writ, uh, from raw stag and, uh, uh, also, you know, do a couple of other quests to become a knight here yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and when you, when you eventually, you know, so you do these quests, you go get this, uh, this gold plate. Uh, and there is a puzzle involving these gravestones mm-hmm. uh, of dead knights. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Um, cool, cool figuring out that there was, you know, inform- useful information there. Um, once you you get that, you do this little dialogue puzzle uh, <laughs> with Dorna. Dorna talks about, um, you know, gives you these little tests. Like, you know, aren't you, you know, are you proud to be doing this? Like essentially testing your virtues, mm-hmm. you know, and like one of the uh, the ones that, uh, the, one of the slipperiest virtues is humility mm-hmm. in, in the ultimate world. So you have to be like very humble about the fact that you did this pretty tough thing. Yeah. Like she says, like, you know, when you fought Roderick, like, were you scared? And the right answer is like, yes. Yeah. You know, like in the other answer is not extreme. It's not you being mm-hmm. like, of course I wasn't scared. I'm, I'm the fucking avatar. <laughs> it's just you being like, you know, it wasn't too scary. I took care of it. Like, yeah. no, nope, it, it was scary. You okay. know, cause it was, it's a tough fight. You have to answer honestly and humbly to, to get this night ship
0: to, 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 to um, provide a small correction. It's even cooler what they, what she does. Cause they, she basically puts you, puts you through a mock execution says, Hey, every, every night has to, drink oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. has to drink this goblet of poison, you know, and it's a figurative death because after you drink it, you know, the old you is gone and you're reborn as a knight. But then in order to become a true member, you have to
1: say, yes, it was scary. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. 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 There, there are multiple parts of it. Yeah. So it like, it, it escalates. Yeah. It, it does that. Uh, the dragon age. Uh, thing at the end like the the fake fake thing you have to drink mm-hmm. even though it doesn't actually do anything so it's not like dragon age but right <laughs> you know what i mean there's there's a ritual of joining the nights that involves drinking something yes um but yeah it, it's very cool you know to to have that kind of tested and again there's no consequence for failure like if you don't do it right i think you can just talk to her again yeah yeah um and just do it correctly but like i like that there's a little dialogue puzzle at the end of this <laughs> And what you get out of it, correct me if I'm wrong,
0: Justin specifically because you've done this, like I liked this because that's how I got good plate armor.
2: Yeah, well um it's it's the um the plate you yeah. get behind the the um uh, the door puzzle, the gold and silver buttons door puzzle. Yeah. Once you bring that back then, then that's like your final quest because you have to kill Roderick to even get back there. Yeah, and then he's like, "All right, that's that's the last thing I can send you on. Now you can go in our armory, and it's um, yeah, full of full suit of plate armor, yeah. which weighs a lot. Yeah, I ended up, yeah. mostly
0: I, I wore the helmet and I wore the
1: gloves.
3: <laughs>
1: yep, yep. yep. Um, you you get that helmet earlier on, which like even if you're not going to use the rest of the armor, mm-hmm. like it's pretty fun to like have that cool humble or that cool uh, helmet." Mm-hmm.
2: But starting on the next level is when you'll start seeing a lot of enchanted leather and chain armor. Yes. So if you've got good lore, then you really want to have the lighter weight stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That ends up being stronger. And there's something like there is an answer to the kind of uh, conversion of whether a heavier piece of armor that is a stronger thing is better than – like is a is a serviceable plate armor better than an excellent leather armor? Mm-hmm. Like I don't actually know the mm-hmm. answer to that. and. The uh, I end up making a lot of guesses and just going by weight management, and it ended up being fine because again the game isn't that hard. Right. Same so with like, the weapons;
2: they don't they don't tell you how much damage they do, but you assume well. Okay, I guess a jeweled sword does more damage than a long sword.
1: Yeah. 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 You just kind of it, it's it's fairly intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to level five. Uh, one of the ways you can, you
0: can get down to level five, um, is by doing the trial of the bullfrog or the puzzle of the bullfrog. This is another one of those, um, you know, manipulating a grid of, of platforms with, uh, with, with, with dials and such. Uh, again, cool idea. I have no idea why it's called the puzzle of the bullfrog and also, uh, complicated
2: and relies on platforming. Uh,
3: yeah. so,
2: what's that? It's not fun. It's no, it's uh, you could do without it, and um, and you can actually, you don't have to solve this puzzle. The last, my last playthrough, I ended up coming back through around the other way hmm. because there is, I mean, you mainly do this to get into the crypts on the fifth level, yes, which is sort of tucked away in one corner, but there is a secret door elsewhere to yeah. get in there,
3: yeah, there's,
0: mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a secret door up there, and also levitate, uh, kind of papers over
1: some of these sins so
3: yeah yeah
1: i i I love that it's optional though Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like um we we talk about this a lot on the show like the the confidence of keeping content Mm non-mandatory you Mm -hmm. know and that that's a big part of this game like even just allowing you to bypass uh, puzzles and doors by um using breaking them or, or using levitate speaks to a kind of confidence yes to the game i think
0: yeah um, level five is mostly crypts presided over by these friendly ghouls. They're not undead. They've just been warped by, um, not cabros experiments, Tybalt's exper- experiments. Um, mm. and they're going to, they're going to talk to you, uh, before we go over there though, you can go up to the North and get your ring of humility. Uh, it doesn't do much, but you can you know, pop it on your ring slot
1: to keep your finger warm. <laughs> a, I think it says it's a plain iron. It's a, it's a humble ring as well. I think it says it's like a plain iron band Yeah, or something like that. And that's how you kind of know. And it's a, it's a, a ring of humility. Yeah. Um, we,
0: we, we need to talk about this because I laughed out loud at this next bullet point so much. You, sure. You, yeah. You, this
1: you, very, very weird
3: <laughs>
0: homage that's in here. Yeah. Um, so you find an alchemist, uh, who's ta- you know, talking about, oh, I have figured out uh, how to, how to turn lead into gold more easily, but I need this rare element that is only present in one of the mines down here. It's called zanite. Um, you know, from these mines to the South, you have to bring <laughs> uh, one of these ghouls enough fish so he can give you the code. Um, you know, to get to get into the mines, and the, the the alchemist also gives you a small piece, saying like, "Hey, you know, was, if you if you have this, it's kind of magnetic. So if you walk over it, they'll just pick up." You get into the mine, you teleport into it, you start walking around, picking up these little th- these little uh, kind of pieces of of ore that are you know the, that are on the you know in the middle of the floor, and then you start fighting ghosts, and then you think, okay, well, this is a maze. And then you open it up and you look at the maze or you look at the map to see how things are going. You realize, oh, I'm in a Pac-Man level complete with
1: the warp tunnels. <laughs> the the thing that did it for me was the different colored ghosts.
0: Yeah. You, so that was, that was my blue. realization. You, you fight blue and yellow ones.
1: Yeah. Which are only, they're unique to this. Like you don't yeah. fight them other, otherwhere. <laughs> um Yeah. This is, this is very funny.
0: <laughs> Just I had, I had to pause it. I had to pause it because I had
1: tears <laughs> in my eyes. It's, yeah, it's really, really great. Yeah. Um, really, really cute. The warp points are, are the other big, like, part of it. Like, seeing that they, because the, the homage is pretty, you know, is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seeing that they actually do, you know, that it, it actually is like a Pac-Man level, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You know? Um, I I love that. I love that, <laughs> that you warp over.
0: It's, and it's utterly pointless, too. Like, I didn't go back. I have no idea what you get from the alchemist. He says, "I'm going to give you a bunch of gold," but then I realize, "Oh, gold's useless." But like, just to like th- this doesn't need to be here, uh, but it is, and it is better for that. I
1: think. Mm. Yeah, it's I, just it's I, just, I just a good joke. I just
2: found this out last night. Um, if you give him the Zaynite, wait an hour, come back. He gives you an enormous gold nugget, and if you give that to Goldthirst, he gives you a jeweled magical axe.
1: Oh, yeah, which nice. is which is the I think the best action in the game, actually. Oh, nice. I read about that, but I didn't do it because uh, waiting an hour like that's a, that's still a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the real but you time can, you in can sleep. Game. Yeah. I mean, not like in the game. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. And then this one in this one, you can because it's not always the case. Hmm. Like sometimes you actually have to wait. Right. Like it feels like it's an actual like time thing. I am, I, am I imagining that? Like, I
0: didn't try to sleep to get around the to get around it. Yeah. No. As um, far as I
1: know, it works everything but um i could be wrong
2: yeah
1: yeah i could be i, I definitely could be wrong yeah I, I didn't i didn't do that uh regardless but it uh, i read about it i didn't i wasn't specced for axe hmm. so and in another game i would get that because I, I would have the feet sell magical item but here selling you know treasures infinite hmm. like this is this is a world of riches yes um, you know yeah the underworld but it, it's a it's a great joke <laughs> and uh looking at it on the map once you've mapped out the entire zone and you can see it like it's very funny <laughs>
2: And funnily enough, at, you know, Wolfenstein came out just a few months later, and they have a secret level that does the exact same thing.
3: hmm Oh, that yeah. Is,
2: that is a Pac-Man level. So it's like everyone was sort of on the same wavelength. Oh, we can do first-person 3D now. <laughs> I wonder what Pac-Man would look like.
3: Yeah.
0: It's just – it's it's so impressive
1: because it's a joke told entirely through play, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it it reminds you how whenever, um like, a level design software comes out, everyone does the first level in Super Mario Bros.? Mm-hmm. So like you know the the sack boy or whatever sack planet or whatever the name yeah, of that yeah, sack what's planet the what's, what's the name of it? <laughs> yes Sackboy's adventure in burlapia uh, yeah in no, yeah. Bur- <laughs> burlapland no. Yeah. Uh, no Bowie's burlap <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no it's a little big planet yeah a little big planet like it, the the store or whatever the the marketplace was just flooded with the first levels of NES games mostly Super Mario Brothers yeah <laughs> yeah um, um, you also meet uh, Judy. Here um, earlier, we saw an allusion to Judy. Um, you find graffiti. I think on, you find graffiti. I think on level two, it's either two or three mm-hmm. um, where it says uh, Tom loves Judy. And it just seems like I, I was like, oh, this is the developer and one of his girlfriends or something like that. Yeah. You know, but no, it is part of this puzzle puzzle um, where you read Judy and she's waiting by this pool of la- lava because her husband Tom fell into the lava. Yeah.
0: She's <laughs> waiting for him to come back out.
2: Like mm-hmm. decades ago, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She, she's, <laughs> she's an old woman now. He's yeah. real lousy lava, <laughs> you know, the, uh, it, 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 don't hold your breath, baby, yeah. but it, it, uh, it later on, you can, you can kind of soothe her, her grief. Yes. With an item we find in the next level or the seventh level. I can't remember. Seventh level. Seventh oh. level. Yeah. Um, so put a, put a pin in that over in the crypts.
0: Uh, you actually find the hilt to the sword of justice, um, which I had made immediately because, Hey, I use swords Why mm-hmm. not carry this thing around, but put it through its paces. Right.
1: Yeah, get get a uh, get shack to do it. Yeah, and uh, this this also takes an hour. Um, we we have to talk about the um the, the ghouls' names, here. because <laughs> yes. when when we start meeting them, these are great. Uh, the first <laughs> one we meet the the um the one who is the tailor Tim the Ghoul Man Tailor, his actual name is Marrow Suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was Snack earlier, but I was getting even confused with I Snack. Yep. Which is also a good name <laughs> for a ghoul.
2: Not only. All good. Did- not only does every ghoul have a name, but they're all useful. Uh huh. Yeah. Useful ghouls. <laughs> um,
1: but I,
0: I, so I wonder like, you know, like these are just people who have been warped by exposure to this magic or whatever. Was that their name before, or like are they taking on completely new
1: identities? I imagine if I became a ghoul, I'd want to come up with a ghoul name. Yeah. You know. Every, um, on the other every hand, every if you were born
2: ice snack It is kind of
1: destiny, isn't? it? Yeah, it's, it's like being named Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to end up not being a, a search engine. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, of the New Hampshire ice snacks. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, every time I, I love talking to the ghouls. Yeah. Uh, in this, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> very good.
0: <laughs> so uh we talked about this. So Marisuck, uh will if you give them some uh dragon scales and also this thread, will make uh dragon scale boots. This is crucial because they let yeah. you walk on lava. Um, yep. you know, it's it's useful now because it opens up more of this map and makes walking around a little bit faster. Um we're going to find lava on this level and pretty much every level on down, but especially in level uh 8 which yeah. I cannot imagine doing if walking on lava killed you
1: yeah
2: yep yep um, yeah, and you also need the uh thread that you got from the first level yes
1: like yeah, yeah 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 he, he uses that to sew the um the, the the
0: scales into boots yeah uh mercifully uh when you kill tybal he actually had some of the th- some of that thread on him hmm yeah yeah so if you no, used it all or lost it or didn't get it, then you can actually you know, I have six use fishing fun. poles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're only good for one use. Yeah. And then I throw them in this this junk pile. That's my other garbage pile in this utopia. You have to say it's next to your uh, sterile two by fours. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of garbage in this game. <laughs> It's just yeah, it's a trash heap. It's it's the one thing that makes it not seem like a great place. You know, it's yeah. it's surprisingly like a nice civilization, uh, until the fact that none of these people have realized they can throw their garbage into lava. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like you know. And then lava pollution becomes a thing and yeah. um I snack uh used to play the fute the flute uh mm-hmm. during funerals. Uh, there you, you do do it for Cabras. So if you pick up a flute, um, I think you might be able to do this with. Um, I think he only plays the flute, but I think you can play this song with a mandolin as well. Cause you find some instruments during the game. There are flutes and mandolins. I can't. Yeah. I don't know that for sure. I think I read that that you could use the mandolin as well. What I read um, said that the mandolins oh, were useless. Okay, I might. Yeah, I might. Uh, I might have been reading an urban legend or something like that. Because weirdly, this game is is not as well documented oh or as important gosh. as as you, as you might think. Oh. Yeah. You know, there's not. There's not a complicated wiki for all these little side things.
0: Yeah. Um, there, the, there, there is like the overall Ultima wiki, but there very little of that concerns itself with underworld.
1: Yeah. Yep. yep. this, this uh, the sir, sir Keberus thing that I have that is very useful as a walkthrough, um, is not super useful for finding a weird little trivia things like that. Right. Um, but he, he gives you a series of notes, uh, and you get a really vague hint. He just says like, this will make wonderful things happen. Yeah. Um, you play the notes with the number keys. Mm hmm. On your keyboard, which is kind of cool that you can play a little instrument in here, yeah. Um, but eventually, uh, if you do this, you can go up to level three and uh, get the cup of wonder. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. You, th-
2: this this is by far the most complicated and obscure puzzle in the game. Yeah,
3: um,
0: yeah.
2: Very did little did you guys did you guys look this one up or or?
0: Um, I ended up looking it up indirectly because I, I read that incense is very important. Like you need to, you know, keep a hold of that. But then once I talked to that, uh, talked to one of the seers down below who mentioned the fact that it gives uh, prophetic dreams that I uh, put two and two together. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's one, yeah.
1: two, and two. It's like two, three, and four. It's one of those, if everyone in this room handshakes with everyone else, puzzles. <laughs> the, um, I, for me, I ended up looking it up but i knew that like i guess similar to cole like i knew that i had to do something with the incense it was the 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 series the order of operations to make it happen yeah which was the right. hardest part for me which is like burning the incense which turns it into a burning incense object and then using it on yourself like it just like was a, a clumsy thing yeah. like using it on my torch you know i yeah. i and, you know so it just like that was the problem for me um it was not get... yeah
2: yeah you got three different visions Mm. Uh, with two letters each, which uh, turns into a mantra. Mm. You chant that, and it tells you where the Cup of Wonder is in terms of uh, up, down, and and you know northeast, southwest.
3: Yeah. And yeah.
2: you're supposed to figure out by going to all these shrines and praying that it's in this seemingly innocuous, pretty random room with a gazer in it on the third floor. <laughs> yeah,
0: you have to stand on a particular tile. It's like a little raised platform in this. It is, it is pretty bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep, yep. That that's why yeah. when I, you know, was talking to you guys before you started, I I wanted to make clear like don't hesitate to look at the clue book because yeah. uh
0: yeah. By by around this point, like is, uh, around the around the uh, um middle portion of the game, I was a little bit more a little a little bit more willing to at least look at the annotations on the on the maps uh to kind of guide mm-hmm. my wandering a little
2: bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: cool
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah, I I, yeah, I was we, only able to do this cuz I had done it Years ago, I've had yeah. memory of it.
1: Yeah. We we talk about it on the show a lot where like, you know, a fact is not a, a four-letter word. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can uh, – I don't have any problem with looking anything up Right, almost in a game. Like the argument against tends to be that you're robbing yourself of something. But with infinite things vying for my attention – what I'm doing is preserving the fact that I'll get the experience at all. Yeah. So right. like th- this, you know, I I played Ultima Underworld most of it without any kind of guide. Mm-hmm. Um the maybe fifteen or twenty percent of where I, of the game where I use like maps and guides, 25%, um, that maybe it was compromised just wouldn't have existed otherwise. Yeah. You know, because I mean I probably because we're doing it for the show, I wouldn't have wouldn't have stopped. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine, you know, I just have so many things vying for my attention that, like, going to an external source like that I don't think is, is a crime. Yeah. You know, not- you're getting more than you lose.
0: Yeah. Um, in, in the absence of the willingness to look, to look at a guide, something like this would have made me so bitter about this game that I wouldn't have been able to focus on the good stuff about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and just personally, it's very important that I get to decide personally what is and is not an admission of defeat.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? yeah. yeah yeah i mean that, that's the thing that ends up being frustrating about this conversation uh writ large is that it it has a gatekeepy feel mm. of people right. telling you that you've enjoyed something wrong i mean i'm you sure know, there, there
2: like, were people that went through and and had no hints with this whatsoever and mm. figured it out on all on their own and good for them i'm sure it was a very rewarding experience but but <laughs> this puzzle should have been optional it should have yeah. yeah. been make
0: it uh make it yeah. give me something really powerful like avatar it's you know basically like little arg you have to play um yeah but yeah yeah one of the artifacts
1: maybe not agreed okay. agreed on all parts like this this is this is i mean if it wasn't for like the the just general stees of level 8 this would be the biggest bummer in the game
0: yeah um
1: mm-hmm. you know but it's it's funny cuz we're talking about it but like there are probably people who like this game who are expecting us to drag the game for this and the reason why we're not like angry is just because we like looked it up you know like it, it, made, it made a real like you know it's like yes it is kind of a ding on the game the game is from 1992 like it it's okay for it to have some dings mm-hmm. um you know and that stuff's important to the experience but i just was able to mitigate the impact on my experience yeah you know in a way that like affected my life like i <laughs> you know my blood pressure didn't go up doing this stuff Right. you know because i was just like oh this I don't really know what to do. Let me look at the hint book. The hint book is in world, which always Mm -hmm. feels a little bit better. Like it's, you know, it's there's a, if I'm role-playing, there's a diegetic reason for me to have this information, Mm -hmm. you know? And and especially
0: Uh, like, because the hint book manifests itself as a map with numbers and those numbers have little passages written by Tyball, something like this, that spans multiple parts of it. Like if you see on level three, like, Oh, this is a place you know, to get the goblet of uh, the goblet of truth or whatever it is, and you think, OK, well, that's like one small part of it. You read the oblique hint that's there and that recontextualizes something else that you find
1: elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's also something, too, when people talk about um, robbing yourself of that Eureka moment, like that Eureka moment's really important. But people mm-hmm. have different sensitivities to that. Yeah. You know, like it's not like this this playthrough was uh, Eureka momentless mm-hmm. for me. You know, we we talked about it's going to come up a little bit, but we you had to yet to in the text field. You had to put in uh, that you can use the lava as an energy source. It felt very cool to me. I know that's like a simple kind of thing, but the game nothing hints at it. It's not like you're staying in front of a sign that says like lava's hot. You know, <laughs> like, you know, you, you just kind of have to think like, oh, you can use this thing. And and the game had spent a lot of time making you feel kind of blasé about lava. Like mm-hmm. lava's everywhere. You get a thing to traverse it and make it a non-issue like it kind of just becomes a hazard mm-hmm. and to think of it as a puzzle component recontextualizes it like yeah. i had a really strong like oh yeah mm-hmm. like moment when that worked that felt really good i just this was the level that the same thing with the uh the language puzzle earlier it's the reason why like a game with like a very complex language puzzle like something like a fez bounces off me like i have no mm-hmm. i have no interest in in trucking with that you know that's that's too much you know and i just i just don't i won't get anything i'll quit before i get anything out of that right you know, so it is there's just different levels of sensitivity and and people can be uh, kind of jerky, I think, when they are prescriptive about how people get that. Right. You know, it doesn't mean I'm missing it. I just didn't get it the same way that, you know, straw man in my head did. So <laughs> Right. And also, also uh, you know, like this,
0: it, it came in a big old book with this. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I'm not going to drag a game for something that I didn't have a lot of trouble with. Like, even though, you know, parts of the answer were laid out for me by, you know, either advertently or inadvertently looking this stuff up, I can still, you know, turn the puzzle over my head and appreciate, you know, appreciate those steps for what they are, which is kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Um, moving on to, uh, to level six. Yes. Uh, the, the
0: land of the mages. Yes. This is the defunct Academy of the seers. Uh, and you have kind of the the stragglers hanging out down to the south, um, and they've got their uh, labyrinth up to the north and also their old uh, their, their old quarters
1: and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, including uh, the premier seer, Dr. Owl, <laughs> which... I, was, I, love, I love Dr. Owl. I always really needed him to be an owl, ah. like, pretty badly. Like, I was just like... At this point, like, you know, you're you're a funny game. Uh, why can't this be a sentient? Yeah. You know,
0: owl. Yeah, I, I, I want him to, t- to tell me how many licks it takes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, so,
0: so there's nothing in the text, Gary, that says that Dr. Owl is not an owl who was polymorphed or transmuted into a human and is desperately searching for a way to reverse the
1: spell. That, that, or oh. multiple owls sneaking into a movie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. We do like there's headcanon. Yeah, there there definitely it, is. Just, it's
0: yeah. it's it's low res and there's not very much animation. I just pictured as you know, as I was asking him questions, he was just coughing up um just little pellets of uh like <laughs> mouse
1: bones. <laughs> you, had to, you had to decipher. Yeah. <laughs> that that were in sentence sentence form. Yeah so uh way into
0: dr owl um uh, most of these uh names are very good again
2: oh yeah. man uh this, this is a great region there's a lot of fun people <laughs> to here so
0: yeah. many mages and yeah. they're all they're all nice like they're like none of them are dicks
1: according to the uh ultima wiki he's the alter ego of an origin employee named dr cat okay so I don't, that's weird to me. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. okay. I would like to
0: ask him a couple of questions. I really like a uh, squiggle vision.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, 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 there's, you have to, to clone him first. Yeah. Okay. Cause otherwise there's just one and you can't ask him that. Mm. He's just Dr. Cat. Dr. Cat. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Owl.
0: He rewards you for having freed Murgo, uh, the mute mage who uh, uh, taught you
1: the, the lizard language. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and this teaches you how to get the wine of compassion. Uh, you're looking for a checkerboard room, um, in the uh, east of the meeting hall. Yes, that is full sure. of headless. Yes, you had to, you had to fight a, a whole bunch of these nasty monsters, uh, but to find this tile that you can lift up to find the, the wine of compassion. Yes, yeah. as opposed to the wine of passion,
3: which Ooh. I call merlot. Wine.
1: <laughs> i was trying to think it's of a huge. funny wine name but that's you said that real weird like you said that like you you never heard the term before <laughs> Merlot. Merlot. <laughs> i'm happy that's... we thought of the same joke just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so...
2: and this this wine of compassion is so compassionate you
1: can't open it nope
0: yeah <laughs> the, the um this... yeah that this wine has your best interests uh, so close to heart that it doesn't let you start drinking.
1: Yep, you've had enough. <laughs> it's us. I'll yeah. tell you when I've had enough. Yeah, God, yeah. no, no. I, I'm am I'm one of the, the artifacts. Yeah.
2: And, and of course, um, even though um, Doctor Al tells you about this, you know, if you know, like most things in this game, if you know beforehand, you don't have to do any of that. You can just no. walk into that room and grab it. Yeah, yep, yeah.
1: yeah. Thus
2: the uh, twenty-two pit or whatever. Yeah, it's not a. So everything's gated by information, but like there's no flags that get get set, you know? It doesn't say, oh, your character wouldn't know this, so you can't do this yet.
1: Well, and and the way that articulates in in worse games is that uh, the wine would appear Mm -hmm. once you did the quest, you know, and that sucks. Every time that happens in an adventure game, that sucks. You know, and it's it's the worst when it's arbitrary, when it's like, um if you talk to this guy enough times, a totally unrelated path will open up, like a truck will move, and you can walk down an alley. Yeah. Like, that's right. excruciating. Um But it's also worse when it's just like, my character didn't know about the truck. Like, that's a bummer. Because mm-hmm. maybe you do know about it because you're exploring a lot. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's just, uh, that's that's an immersive sim thing, is to not uh, do those kind of flags.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. even up to something like Gone Home, where if you know where to look for a particular thing, you can just not not find out how to get it yeah yep um there's another mage down here uh elomo uh who has a buddy named gustang <laughs> uh who says you know can you find gustang um he's below us i fear he fell into the hands of the ev- evil wizard Tybal. yeah uh and like at this point the game is very much about Tybal and his works yeah everyone's talking ball. Mm-hmm. the um you know and uh at this point Again, like I talked about this and it's probably my fault, but I had forgotten that tie ball was on the table, mm. you know, really. Like I still had my eyes on the prize with this princess, maybe not at this point, but like, you know, level five, level five, level four. I was still not in the uh, the thing that switches to, Yeah. you know, which is stop tie ball. I know it doesn't quite switch to it, but it does have this weird kind of bait and switch aspect to it. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. Um, I love this talking door.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spoiled the talking door for me, but it was still delightful.
1: Yeah, I just I yeah. Sorry about that. I didn't, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. So he just go to open up
0: a door. Um, he gets real angry at you. He asks you why you opened the door, why you bothered him. Was it because the knob is a shiny object? Uh, but, yeah. but no, it's just, it's, <laughs> I just love a, that joke. it's just a door that that somehow happens to have a goatee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he turned himself into door because he was very tired of people bothering him specifically to learn the spell sheet lightning. Um, <laughs> so he wanted peace and quiet, but he did the absolute wrong thing by making himself into, you know, a barrier to exploration in a game about exploration.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you can actually kill door uh, <laughs> and and, and uh, open him up that way. But you, if you just ask him nicely, he'll like he'll not only teach you sheet lightning if you ask him nicely, but he'll open mm-hmm. if you ask him. He's just cranky about it. Yeah.
2: There's also a room next to here, which is the only one uh, in the game which lets you cast the open spell.
1: Hmm. Hmm. How how which, uh... undignified would it be to have the open spell cast upon you?
3: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Poor yeah, door. <laughs> it'd be a real infringement on his agency. Yeah. Oh. Terrible crime.
2: And I don't see it in the notes. Um, in right near that. It, area is um the specter did either of you see
1: that yeah the uh yeah the, the specter named warren the uh, grumpy yeah. specter no yeah. i didn't find the specter named warren there's, there's a grumpy specter named warren uh, who kind <laughs> of he floats around he did... yeah yeah he's not he's non hostile he's just a cute little easter egg <laughs> nice yeah oh.
3: yeah
1: um man you, you you get one of
0: the hints for that uh for that cup puzzle from louvon who mentions a six six letter mantra um you know and you also get the other part of that. Another one of these guys talks to talk to you about the incense. That's how you get there. We already talked about how much bullshit that is. What is not bullshit is Nilpont who gives you directions
1: to the Golem for the night's trial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh which you can you can go uh go and, and take out. <laughs> yeah. The um and the, the, the trial is pretty cool. Like it's on an island surrounded by lava. Uh and the golem talks to you. He's not, you know, just a monster. Yeah. Um, and you know, essentially like it's a wager, you know, like he, you know, if you beat him, you'll get this, this, uh, this, this kind of glory of, of beating him, uh, as part of the trial, but you're, you're risking your death. Right. Uh, however, he calls off the fight before you actually kill him. Yeah. You have the option
0: to kill him and say like, no, no, you, I decide when the fight's over. I don't know if you can actually destroy him though. Mm. I never tried it because
2: I don't know. It seems the like Avatar. a dick
0: thing to do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah. You, I mean if you can you kill Shaq, you can Precious kill experience guy. points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that was part of the part of the, the ethos was that, you know, everything in this game should be killable. Right. Just about Yeah. and I like Shaq is the major um exception to that.
1: Yes. But you and you can kill Shaq. Like he, he is killable. You you mean completable with, with the thing dead.
2: Right, right. Yeah. And you don't get a morrowind style message said, Oh, you fucked up.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, sure. yeah the threads <laughs> of fate have been severed or yes. whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the the the, um. the future has changed. You you, you messed it up. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the the only reason I call that into doubt is because above they say that it was indestructible.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but that could just be hearsay. Could it be hearsay legend. Hearsay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You um, mentioned uh, ran in the notes here. He tells you about Vilas, who is a a wizard that went mad and went into the northeast part of the this level, and as you he says, no one's sane goes into that part of the dungeon anymore will you go get a book for me yeah,
1: well you case, can question it too yeah like you can you can actually i think there's a response to that that's like you're asking me to go somewhere where nobody's saying we'll go uh and he just kind of goes like yeah you know like you know take it or leave it
0: yeah and for me i had already gone there and cleared it out and i already have the
1: book yeah <laughs> um so uh, you don't have to be crazy to get this book but it helps but i already have it okay book of yeah. yeah give, give me the book of, of Vilius. You yes. want it? win? <laughs> um, this, uh, he'll increase your spell casting ability here. There are a couple of those, uh, those kind of things where somebody will directly increase a skill. Yeah. Um, this is butting up against like around here, maybe the next level when you will reach the level cap.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, did you guys reach the level cap? I was, I was doing like everything and clearing out levels. So I definitely got there. I think it's levels. I think you go 16 levels. Yeah. Yeah this game it's yeah I, I believe i hit it because i had access to every spell yeah and i was i was extremely powerful yeah uh, at this point like a lot of combat uh things couldn't just couldn't seem to hit me and i was one-shotting a lot of stuff hmm. one or two shotting like like normal like you Because know, you do a lot of backtracking as we mentioned like i got the information here to go back up to level three to, to get the cup uh and like you know some spare skeletons i didn't uh clear out i was just wiping the floor with them mm-hmm. You
2: know? Yeah, the the uh-huh. way the uh, weapon skill works is um, if you've got that weapon equipped, then each point in the skill is the equivalent of one point of attack and half a point of defense.
3: know hmm. so yeah, if I didn't, you have the actual... like, high
2: sword and high defense, um, basically it's just the elementals and their fucking fireballs that are going <laughs> to... Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah like, like mages and fire elementals were still a problem. Ugh. Almost yeah. anything melee was not. Right yeah yeah I
0: do like that increasing your weapon stat does increase your defense because it does mm-hmm. build in that you will be like parrying
3: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
2: yeah um, oh, and I, I don't know if we mentioned the the uh, defeat the goal and we get the um the shield of valor, yes, yeah,
0: which I equip that bad boy, I know it's not the best in the game, but it's nice to know it won't break, so it's cool to have.
2: If you can use the thing that you've got to lug around, it's yeah. pretty handy.
0: <laughs> yeah. As opposed to that banner, which I definitely left in a pile
1: on the third floor. Yeah. Just a garbage pile of priceless artifacts <laughs> yep. that you create again and again in this game. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: I also, I also love that Zach. You know the 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 light hoarding knight. Uh, he is his presence is felt down here. You talk to a mage named Delanry, uh, Lana mm-hmm. Delanry, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it says like, "Oh, you know, if you found this guy? Like, oh, good. I can actually go get my candelabra back. Yeah, <laughs> there's no point to it, except maybe maybe it's another clue that that guy has something important. If he didn't catch it on the fourth floor,
2: yeah, they seem really concerned that you might miss Zach.
1: Yes. Yeah, like everybody's talking about Zach. Zach's tucked away. Yeah. Yeah. Um Frugen, uh, you, you meet this guy who talks again another hint about the cup, tells you that uh, incense will give you prophetic dreams. Um, his
2: dreams have been that a demon's gonna destroy the world.
1: Yes. And oh he... yeah, 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 you're right. Like it gives you hints about the, the kind of end game here with the, the slasher of veils. Yeah. And he even like gives you gives you a tip and says, uh
0: just run you know it's it's a demon so powerful that no no mortal could uh do anything you just have to run
1: yeah um which for all of the thing I mean we'll get to it here in, in a couple of minutes, but for all of the uh the problems I have with the the ending of this game, like I think it's pretty cool and subversive to have a, a final final boss you can't beat, yeah, you know uh that cool. tests your uh memory and how well you explored earlier floors as opposed to testing your combat prowess yeah that is very cool in concept. Uh, you know, and, and actually that part of it, I, I, I dig the, the lead up to it. I'm not so into. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grawlwart. He's a guy. (laughs) He tells you how to get the Voss rune,
0: um, which is a component in lots of powerful spells. Uh, I, I took this note. Uh, sometimes these notes are just me making a note for myself to go do something in the future. Uh, I didn't do this. I still somehow got the Voss rune. So shrug. Oh, the,
2: there's one on Garamon's body. Okay, yeah, that's all I got yeah. then. Yeah, they they double
1: up a couple of those things. Yeah,
2: but this is yeah. pretty useful because um, it lets you. I think you need it for cure poison, but you need it for the gate travel spell. Yeah, Could either of you use that.
1: No. Um, no, I, I read about it afterwards, but I was not spec'd very well for magic. Like oh, okay. I used the the low level magic, um, you know, water walking, and stuff, but then put most of my points into into combat. So. That's probably wise. I mean, I I don't know if it was really or not. Like it, the, but it it did mean you know again like melee was pretty trivial for me, for the the back third of the game, yeah. um, but I didn't get to experience as many spells as maybe I I would like. Yeah. So t- well, tell us about uh, how to, gate travel works. We're about to
2: head into level seven where magic changes a lot. But um, when you use <laughs> gate travel, it uh it takes you to a moonstone, which is a a object you can carry around and drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on the second level it takes you to a room you can't reach otherwise and hmm. um so then it becomes like a silver sapling that you don't
1: have to die to use instead oh. you cast mm. a spell oh neat and and you'll have two of them so you have two fast travel points you can set up right which is useful
0: yeah that's very good yeah um and, is 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 that is that specific room the one that you can see by interacting with a, a crystal ball
2: uh I think. yes yeah okay
0: yes
1: there we go yeah cool it's yeah, good that, to
0: know that, that has a purpose
1: <laughs> yeah the the, I mean, the 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 crystal ball hints i remember there's the one the very obvious first floor one mm-hmm. that's super important but then the other ones uh it was harder to make notes on them mm-hmm. uh because because the, they were abstract and visual right. um, as opposed to textual so like a lot of those uh you know i didn't end up getting this this rune either um you know not not from here but um i wouldn't have put that together yeah that this was showing me a room i couldn't get to that i could get to later by casting a spell like i, I just wouldn't have known
2: yeah no you you're not i mean i think you're supposed to just find one of many gate travel scrolls and mm. try there that makes sense nice yeah.
0: um the final thing you have to do here on this floor with all these mages uh like man so much of this is just about talking to people and solving solving their problems uh you, you <laughs> Uh, you you talk to Morlock who says hey go grab me this book from a friend, the friend says hey you know take take this to Morlock, uh, but don't read it, you know don't, don't mm-hmm. open it. Um, as a reward, um, Morlock says hey I'll tell you where to find the book of honesty, you know one of one of the talisman that you need. Um, I didn't try reading it, so I'm not sure. I'm sure if you read it you fail or you know it makes this harder. Um, but you take it to him and he asks, like, Hey, what's your name? You know, I'm, I'm Cole. He says, Oh, you're the same Cole who killed the fire hydra. You made life so much easier for us. I'm going to give you an extra reward for this. Uh, I think he won't give you the clue unless you're honest and say, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because it it trucks with the language of video games. Like, mm-hmm. RPGs doing that like, oh, you did this bonus thing so you get a bonus reward. Yeah. Is something that preys on like player knowledge. (laughs) You know, like that happens, especially going back to this after playing games like later RPGs, like something that happens a lot in like Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Where you have like a little little extra quest you can do. Uh, and this kind of like messing with that or playing in that that field is very cool to me. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, but the clue here talks about like, oh, it's behind the hourglass. You have to look at the map to find a, a room that is uh, shaped like an hourglass. I yeah. think, I think it, like, you have to take a leap that gets you into a room
1: that's shaped like a key
0: or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Pretty neat. You know, like you're looking for literal objects as opposed to, to room shapes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's also a library in that area, which has some pretty funny book titles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I love any of the Thief Guide uh, names of the books.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we should written them down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, they'll and this will also will be coming back here as well. Yeah, yeah, it's worth noting. Like this will be useful in a little bit. The the library specifically. Yeah. Um, moving on to, to seven and eight. Yeah. Uh, here, which like you know, for people who've been listening to this this whole episode, which hopefully everyone didn't just skip to <laughs> this many hours in or whatever. Um, the uh, the you know we talked a lot of kind of smack about that this thing. There are still cool things that happen. Uh huh on these two levels they're just like if you look at the maps of them they're just like so dense <sighs> it's so mazy, and there's just a lot of monsters mm-hmm. on these two levels yeah uh, which is very, which
2: is they're the... very different in how they're broken right yes i mean yeah. level seven feels like it's trying to funnel you along certain paths at the same time it wants to be completely non-linear And the end result is that it's not really clear what it wants you to do or what order you're supposed to do things in and kind of falls apart.
0: Uh, Yeah. Additionally, level seven takes away a whole system from you.
3: Why? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I mean, presumably to keep you on that path. Uh, you know, to keep you from casting some of those exploration spells that would, you know, let you do end runs around some of the checkpoints that they have set up. The idea is that, you know, all this is where he's at. He is kind of established. Uh, he has this orb that casts an anti-magic field, which is a huge fuck you to anybody who relies on magic, say, for mm-hmm.
2: combat.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 You'd, you'd be pretty much just kind of fucked yeah. uh, at this I mean, point.
2: I, I think I... I I started the game over uh, earlier this week because I wanted to find out, is it possible to get through this level without having to really fight anything?
3: Hmm.
2: And hmm. Um, I I couldn't find a way to do that because you've got a, there's a whole bunch of uh, gazers over where you get the medallion, which you need to show to all the guards to get around without fighting just a fuck ton of guards.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Um, it's um and there's um like there are kind of sort of systems in place for this in that like uh they're just not well developed enough yeah so like this game has a really rudimentary stealth system. there's a skill for it um you can get a spell that turns you invisible I you know again i didn't use that but like you know read about it when i was reading about kind of alternate solutions and stuff so like theoretically maybe you can i mean i guess you can't use a the spell but you have you could you could have pumped up your stealth mm-hmm but there's the stealth is...
2: invisibility ring,
1: I think. Although yeah, might... yeah. Um, and there's a couple of different things you can do to kind of get around it. Um, they're not very uh, robust, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the uh, It's just it's not a good stealth system, you know? So, like, even though you can theoretically maybe get around that, those systems just aren't well enough developed to, like, hold it up. Like, not nearly so, yeah. you know? So, like, getting through this without actually casting spells, if you're a spellcaster... Even though, you know, it, doing anything other than just fighting a lot felt like it would be swallowing a pill sideways. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's, if, if this game fails in anything, to, in my opinion, it's that really you just want to play a fighter that knows a little magic and other characters aren't that feasible.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: And, you know, this so. is uh, not to not to bite your point, Gary, but this is kind of a thing that's endemic to the to the genre. Where they honor so many of the choices that you make, but even the best examples, you know, of these kinds of game eventually funnel you down to a point where like, no, you have to, you have to engage with this. You have things like that sewer level and vampire, you know?
1: Yeah, vampire is probably the most, um, you know, direct example of of a game like dishonoring that. Um, and what's interesting, too, is that, like, you know, the, the the king of the genre, like, generally thought of as Deus Ex. And I think Deus Ex does it the least. Like, yeah. Deus Ex has problems. You know, it, it gets a little too dungeon-heavy in the last third. But at the same time, like, you can still solve things a lot of different ways right. throughout yeah. the whole game. Like, it honors your builds. Um, that has to be the hardest part of this as a, as a type of game. Right. Because so few games do it correctly, yeah. you know, yeah. um, within this genre. Even, you know, and then you look at... um uh, human revolution mm-hmm. you know which famously didn't until it, until it got patched you know to to kind of change those boss fights to allow you to do that right. um the uh it, it's it's a weird thing where like the power curve of an immersive sim is so immensely satisfying and fun to me mm-hmm. for most of the game and like uh again just tying this into being parodies of ourselves and bringing up dark souls like when somebody feels like oh we need this to get challenging
3: mm-hmm.
1: is when it falls apart so like Level 7 and 8 of this, where it becomes much more combat-focused, just feels like it's a video game and we need to have this.
3: <laughs> yeah. You
1: know? And and that not only does it not honor your builds, it also just doesn't honor the play style. Like, the, the rhythm, the kind of um, self-paced exploration and note-taking, the studiousness, the things I love about this game kind of fade away. Yeah. In it's exchange tough. for it having a video game ending. Right, you know, and something
0: that is more specifically damning for this game in and of itself, all those times where we praise this for being- you know feeling relatively modern, for feeling friendly, for feeling approachable, that falls down here, and yeah like it's in these yeah. last two floors where it starts to feel very much like a you know like it's less inspired peers, not less inspired peers, but it feels it feels old school in the way that you would expect from a game in nineteen ninety two right
2: mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was definitely the right decision to make from a business standpoint to put the <laughs> worst stuff at the end here, because the fewest people saw what oh, the game sure. became at the end.
3: Yeah.
0: So, so that's some kind of just general gener- generalities about why this starts getting bad. You know, the kind of starts relying on combat. The specifics are, you know, like we are down, like level seven is where Tyball lives. Um, and this is also where most of his goons have set up these uh, these checkpoints, right? So you end up having to fight a lot of these guys before you can even get the medallion that you can just kind of flash at them to let you
2: through. Yeah. And it's, You, a, can, you, know, you it... can make a jump across the chasm to the bridge over there. Oh, wow. And avoid talk you know having to fight any of the guard posts but um <laughs> yeah
0: i something about my build made it so i was not able to make that jump
2: weirdly enough there is a secret door in in the little cave area where you find the medallion at the end uh-huh. there is a secret door that i think you need to cast the reveal spell hmm. but you can go right in the back door of tibble's room
1: <laughs> this is where is, is this where you get reveal or where you learn it, it, I can't remember exactly, but I think that I, where you there, learn there reveal, there are several scrolls oh,
2: okay, like, around.
1: There are multiple, multiple copies because I think that where you where I first found the reveal, um, I was like, "Oh, I wonder what happens if I use this now," and uh, it it worked. Like there was a secret door, like right in front of it, in a cool kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, kind of like Ash Lake, nice that that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, that kind of breaks this up and then forces you onto this path that you end up being to take mostly like this kind of circuitous winding and wandering um, and, uh, basically up the, up the West and to this prison where you're ultimately going to be
1: locked away. Uh, but not mm. before you find Naruto. Yep. <laughs> you get to uh, the the little, everyone's favorite orange man with the headband, Naruto. <laughs> um, I don't know enough about Naruto to goof on it. I know he's an orange man with a headband, but yep
2: that's about he's it. he's got a demon in him which is uh what tibble wants to do with ariel with oh. the demon hmm.
1: <laughs> you're thinking of uh inuyasha mm. i don't actually right know i just i think it's a dog person like <laughs> no, i'm not, the, I'm not the, joking the, like the, i think is a dog person the, the dog person is tenshi muyo is that uh is that a, in the the extended inuyasha verse no i'm i'm, I'm literally <laughs> i'm literally just naming another anime Oh, I, I think I. I don't. Yeah, you know, boy, this is this is good. We should front load this part, and just for yeah. so people who yeah. do care about it, like, you know, we thought we were going to offend the Ultima fans, but like, but I think yeah, I think there's a dog person. I think you're a dog person in uh, in Uyasha, but yeah I Rama know that one half,
2: sure. half, right, guys?
1: Well, what's yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, Ramma one half. Yeah. I, 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 that was that was from back in my day. I remember yeah. what happens in Ramma one half. Yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, uh, uh, but
0: but anyway, you find Naruto. Uh, he says you're free. He has got got this friend who died to spiders, um, and uh, also says, "Hey, I've got this key. If you can go, you know, get to his corpse, uh, I got this key that'll get you through to Tybalt's Maze. Uh, the entrance being at the Chasm of Fire. You can rightly ask him why would anybody go to a place called the Chasm of because- Fire." <laughs> <laughs>
1: um- Something that that and this plays into the generalities about why these levels are kind of bummers. But like I specifically noticed it when I met Naruto, was that uh, <laughs> I felt a little bit.
3: <laughs> it won't stop being funny. Continue. I don't know. <laughs>
1: really, they I feel like they should have named him that. Um, I mean, was this post Naruto? Was that based on a um, like an ancient manga or something? God, I feel like this has to be pre Naruto, the anime that we know. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah.
2: sure. It's coincidence.
0: Who,
1: who, Naruto always was and always will be. Who can tell? <laughs> um, but one of the things was when this guy gave me this little questlet. I was like, "Oh, I know, I'm done with that." Yeah, you know, I, I felt at this point like the the pacing and the game had built towards this climax a little bit that I I was no longer interested in necessarily meeting people and doing favors for them. Right. The same way that I was so on board with for the first six <laughs> levels. Ooh, that was a mistake, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like I, I've developed this reputation as the avatar doormat that like <laughs> will do literally anything anyone asks me to. And now that I have to do it in this combat maze, uh-huh. I don't like, it. you know, so it's like it's not just that the, the level has this layout that is confusing and doesn't allow enough guidance and that there's too many monsters. It's also mm-hmm. you're doing stuff that lends itself to a different kind of level design. Yes. You know, um. so like I just. Got annoyed when people ask me to do stuff on this level.
0: Especially so. because you're about to get to the prison, which is a two-stage buffet of people doing exactly that. Yeah.
1: Yes, Ooh. it's
3: uh, it's
1: pretty rough. Um, and as we mentioned, uh, there's an orb that drains the magic from every level living creature. Uh-huh. Uh, here. Naruto tells you, like, hey, destroy it. Um, the best way to do that is to find out where it came from and obtain a piece of that material. I uh, might check with the prisoners. Um, yeah, so it is uh, even just a function. Basically, you have to go do a little questlet. Yeah. Yeah. But but the but the
0: orb itself, like you, you, you're not able to use magic until after the encounter with Tybal, basically yeah. because the orb is in his chamber.
1: Yeah. he guards that shit.
0: <sighs> yeah. Um. So yeah, this prison sucks because you're allowed to walk freely because you have the passage of or the medallion of passage, right? Mm-hmm. Um. However, one of these trolls says, "Okay, go on in." You walk in like an idiot. You get locked in. Yeah. Um, which led me because I didn't feel like I didn't feel like negotiating with terrorists. Um, he just wants you to give him as much valuable stuff as you can.
1: I just reloaded and killed all the goblins because I had none of it. Yeah, yeah. You can you can you can not deal with it. Yeah, you know. Otherwise, you just give him some gold. Uh, I, you know, I think that he will just take a bribe. Yeah, from there. Yeah. But like the jailer, yeah, whose name is jailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, uh... Okay. Okay, you're running out of steam here a little bit.
2: That is in the hint book. That yeah. is literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I think this is the level, though, um, just because I don't necessarily in the notes, and we alluded to it earlier, and I'll 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 heed it if we don't actually talk about it. Is this where we where we refine the um, the wisp that teaches you to destroy the world spell? No, that's on the way to the <laughs> key of courage. Okay. Yeah. We, we should, we should mention it. Cause I don't know if that's in the notes. We should mention that real quick. Um, we, we, should, we, somewhere... we should <laughs> Yeah. It... We should oh, yeah about it's about a little bit, a little bit later, but yeah. yeah, I just want to make sure that gets, cause we alluded to it earlier. And if we don't actually follow up on that, I'll be upset. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause it's cool. Yeah. Anywho um, you're in prison and it's bad. <laughs> um, Inside there's a dwarf named Calistan, Uh Who's like, he's like, Oh, you're, you must be one of Tybal's goons. You say, no, actually I hate him. You swear an oath. uh, And he gives you the shard of a crystal he found in a mine. Yes. Um, and that's something that, uh, you know, you can use. You know, we, we're looking for a shard. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he wants you to cleanse these tombs of whatever evil has drawn tybalt there. Yes.
0: Which we're going to end up doing down at the bottom anyway uh, by yeah. getting rid of the, the Slasher of Veils. We're going to find out about shortly. Uh, there's one inmate named uh, Dante's who has actually tunneled through a wall um, into the lava tunnel next door. Uh, <laughs> he pulls the whole, oh, no, don't carry me with you because, uh, because I'll definitely slow you down. Uh, but no you have to make this leap over <laughs> this leap over some lava uh to get out. Uh if you didn't if you didn't kill the guards, this is the only way through. Um I was never able to to like manage the jumps to get through this, uh to get out of the pit down there, so that might as well have been a game over.
1: Mm.
2: Oh, there are some terrible jumping areas in this level. It's it's a real pain.
1: Yes. Yeah. Not super good. No. Um one of the things that's interesting is that you could um treat this game like a video game earlier where you would uh, clear every floor as you got to it, mm-hmm. you know? So like we talk about exploration heuristics, you know, on, on this network, yeah, um, quite a bit where it's like, Oh, you know, if I go somewhere, I need to explore all of one floor before I go up to the next floor, mm-hmm. if possible. You know, I, I, I just want to make it kind of neat and tidy. Uh, these two levels stop you from doing that, which is why we're talking about them together. Yes, um, You have to go down to level eight to access parts of level seven and mm-hmm. you can't complete everything in level seven without dipping.
0: Right. Um and also the uh the places that you have to go in level eight uh, are only accessible from different points in level seven. Yes. So you end up having this uh you know, generally the game has avoided this working mazes working with mazes that span multiple floors. Nope, that's out the window.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: one thing I do like, uh is one of the most helpful people in the entire game is an imp who speaks entirely in rhyme and basically gives you the uh the, the, the trial from the end of the last crusade.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this guy's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, got a
2: pile of treasure on the ground, and he basically says, uh, pick up the crown that doesn't have, that is small and doesn't have a red stone in it. Mm-hmm. So there's one small white crown. And mm-hmm. uh, if you pick up anything else, the, go- the couple golems in the room will beat you up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also some of those are cursed, so they will uh, they will hurt you if you have them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, there's probably good treasure here. that would be worth having if treasure was worth having. Yes, right. <laughs> you know, like where you, where you can fight those golems to, in order to get these things, Yeah. which like the, the economy of this game, I guess, is a ding against it. Like we've we kind of uh, talked around it the whole episode, but like I do wish there was more use for treasure. Yeah, I get why there's not. And it's kind of freeing that there's not. But at the same time, like, you know, I think I mean, I guess like this is actually something that they do really well, because the way they get around that is by making the rewards knowledge. And they, they do a really good job of that. Yeah. yeah. At the same yeah, time, though. Even... We didn't even or, talk about barter. I, we, we did and a go, little bit. Yeah, back, back, uh, like, back up in the generalities. Yeah, we, did, we talked about a little bit of bartering, but it's it's you can barter with everyone here and you have to to get certain items. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, But what ends up happening is that like even though the rewards end up being more more powerful and meaningful because of their knowledge, it does kind of limit cool situations like this. Right. You know, like so if you're thinking, um, oh, what can I intentionally fail this and fight your way out? And, like, get a cool – like, the answer is yes. You just don't get a cool reward for it because right. there's nothing to do with that treasure you find. Yeah. You know, so it, it weakens one part of that equation of the, like, kind of open sandboxy feel of this. Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes it not, not worth t- testing the edges. Yeah. Yep, um, In most cases, like sometimes it is. Yeah. It's worth testing the edges, like when you can do that spell that I keep wanting to talk about. Um <laughs> we're going to get to, I swear. <laughs> yeah. When are we going to get to the goddamn Annihilation spell, Cole? Um, <laughs> uh, but like when when you do that, like that's testing edge and it's just for like a fun Easter egg. Yeah. You know, but this is, an, this is a thing you can test the edge, do some, you know, not super fun. Like the combat here, again, not that much worse than Morrowind, but like not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, get some things you can't really use. Right. So... So this crown and the M tells
0: you this uh he never clarifies why he is helping you it's just in his nature uh this crown will help you get through the maze uh that separates you from Tybal if you don't mm. cast the reveal spell to get that uh to get that secret door um what you have to do you, pu- you pop this on and it changes certain tiles on the floor to gold um revealing that like this is where you step to not get you know to not be damaged mm. um yeah. so that's what you know <laughs> he uh, allows you to get to Tyball so you can actually fight him.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. So so necessary and important. Yes.
0: No. But yeah, you get there. You know, Tybal him, himself is a mage, and we haven't really fought that many of them so far. Like unless he provoked one of the ones above, but they're all solid. So whatevs. Um, he's hard. Like he can yeah. hit. He 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 floats. Yeah. So uh, he's hard to hit with melee sometimes, and he will just pummel you with fireballs.
2: He's the real yeah. boss of the game. Right. Really. Uh although if you picked up one of the orb rocks in one of the level eight sections you had to travel through mm-hmm. to get to him, you can use the orb rock on his orb. Uh then you get all your mana back, magic works again, and his defense goes way down. He's oh, much, much, much easier to kill.
0: Mm. Uh, I didn't realize that was keeping him uh keeping him alive.
1: Or keeping him keeping him powerful. Yeah, I I, mean. I I fought him first as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's a cool idea that you can do that though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I I just uh I just kind of toughed it out. Like, but it was it was tough, yeah. you know. Um, and he also he's sneaky. Like, you come in for that orb, and he was kind of off to the left in the shadows uh, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: for me, kind of like a, as a weird, like a cute little ambush situation <laughs> when I started, you know, inspecting his orb. He did not care for it. You got too close. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you look with your eyes, man. Um. exactly <laughs> exactly the take only pictures leave only footprints is the, the word of ball um when you eventually you beat him um we get to the actual plot yeah like weirdly enough like this late in the game like it's like okay well the real threat and again i recognize that they set this up in the beginning but mm-hmm. you know you learn about the slasher of veils yes this, this this demon um and you learn more in the back matter stuff about this um but uh the whole idea was Tybal was uh, going to free this demon and then bind it to Ariel. Right. Um, Ariel was going to be able to free, uh, was also going to be able to help free the demon as well because they put it in like a virtue cage Yeah. yeah. of some kind. And they need somebody who is a, a semi-virtuous virgin is one of the ways that they could open the virtue cage mm-hmm. that is his brother closed. Like all this stuff is in the, uh, the Cabris uh, journals, I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of back matter stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's you. You learn a little bit more of it in game here.
0: The frustrating thing is that Tybal, to all the world, just was like an evil wizard. And even when you come in and you know start fighting him, he doesn't take any time to explain. No, I have a plan. This is going to work out. It's only as he's dying that he says, "You fool! You know you you have just doomed all of Britannia." Also, I did all this
1: in a way that would benefit me most. Ironic, is it not? No, it's just yeah. kind of frustrating. Yeah, like, ironic's <laughs> not the word for that, my dude. Like, like, um, I mean, I, I suppose me trying to save the world and dooming it instead it has a base level of irony. Yeah. Uh, you're just acting like a prick, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you're like, you're just bad. I've seen your works. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. I liked Candleman, and you made him crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, after this, so you know this demon's about, you know he was gonna bind the demon, he didn't do the second part. You killed him, he's dying. Um, you know that uh, you have to act fast. You can free uh, after you destroy this orb and get your magic back. Mm-hmm. You get this key and you can free Ariel. Right, uh, and she's like, hey, the magic works again. I can use this amulet to go back to the Baron and have this island evacuated. Like I know shit's go for real. Like I'm gonna go tell him of the threat. Yes. Um, and so like the entire, the, everything comes to a
0: head with you needing to figure out how to, you know, get rid of the slasher of veils for good. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so this is relying on you, um, having been paid you know, having paid attention to where these, to, you know, to where these artifacts are so you can gather them together. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love Tybal's quarters. I want to talk about this just a little bit, how you can find his books. Uh, see mm-hmm. his treasure and all that stuff like you look at these books and like there's one on like dungeon design and stuff
1: <laughs> yeah that's pretty cute yeah
2: there's also a note uh that he wrote to his brother garamon saying he he will resurrect him when this is all over so yeah. apparently he feels guilty about that
1: yeah yeah the, the the story of them and i don't think it comes through it might just be in the, the back matter but they uh he betrayed his brother he was going to they were both going to uh Banish this demon or seal him away. Yeah. Uh, and Tybal seals his brother in with the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother was able to, to close the door before and barely teleport out. But he died. Yeah. Uh, and Tybal has been here scheming ever since trying to figure out how to free this demon because he had been corrupted by like whispered secrets. Yes. The air. Temptations of power. Yeah. Uh, but now it is up to us to, you know,
0: now that we have the key, it's uh, all these other places to figure out how to get to the, how to get the remaining um,
1: um, talisman, right? We have to get that, that triple key. Yes. Uh, first, because that, that's how we get, how we're going to get in, since we're not going to sacrifice a virgin, that's how we get into the virtue chamber. Right. Or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so- So people who can uh,
0: have information for you, uh, they are back up in the prison. So you have to (laughs) wind your way back there uh, and talk to some of these, uh, talk to some of these dudes. Um, One of them named Bolinard. Uh, kind of gives you says like, hey, I can I can draw a map of the area for you. The map isn't useful. However, I love that
1: the map is bad. Like, and your you, <laughs> yeah. your character points it out. Like, your character like, actually, this doesn't look like anything. You're like, well, you know, I tried, and I've been in prison for a long time. Like, <laughs> it, it, it makes an excuse, and it just you, what you want is the scrap paper he uh-huh. used. <laughs> I think that that's that's very good. Like, it's a very clever yeah. thing
0: because it's a portrait. It's a it's a it's a picture of Tom and Judy. Mm-hmm. So if you take it back up to Judy, you know, who has been having you know holding her lava side reverie. You know, she kind of snaps out of her out of her fugue state, starts crying, a tear falls into lava, and this forms the key of love. Yeah. Yeah. One third of this uh this triple key yes. that you need. Yeah. <laughs> uh smondin uh he gives you a key which will open the door to the key of courage. Uh this is up to the north of his cell. I fucking hate this. this <laughs> out, out outside of getting outside of getting around, um, floor eight itself, which is mostly lava and requires some very tricky um uh kind of platforming to even, you know, make work if you don't have the fly spell. Um yeah, this little gauntlet where you have to fight your way all the way back up to level three to get this key, this sucks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not very fun. No. Like it was not it was not super hard for me. No. Like at this point. Like I said, my guy was pretty powerful and pretty stacked uh it was just tedious, yeah, he had huge, huge
0: knockers
1: yeah <laughs> like, like a brick shit house yeah he was, was you know uh it was it was, it was a forty eight twenty thirty six kind of kind of bod these um you, that's right like wobble weeble <laughs> kind of thing the, um yeah. but in reverse um but he uh, uh it just the combat wasn't very fun, and again, it was a pacing thing, yeah, like the same way I was done with fetch quest by the time I got here, I was definitely done with like combat dungeons Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you know i wanted to get to the climax because it felt like it had that accelerating action
0: Yeah,
1: you know and and just uh sometimes you know a lot of times in video games i feel like just inserting more game at the end like that just really shoot yourself in the foot as far as the feeling of pace Mm
3: -hmm.
2: it feels like you're swimming through mud there's you know there's just you can see it at the end right there and you're not approaching it nearly as fast as you'd like
3: to be
0: yeah it's like a (laughs) like a nightmare at this point, I decided, oh, I'm going to beat this, you know, the, t- tonight. I'm going like, yeah. to do level seven all in one night. I beat ball. It's like one o'clock. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm almost done. And then I get to this. And I'm like, no. You're I, not I'm, almost done. I made a promise to myself. I'm going to beat it tonight. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so you, you do this combat dungeon regardless. It's a it's a real bummer. Yeah. Yeah,
2: to get uh, through. But you do meet a wisp. <laughs> you do meet which a wisp. I think wisp. You wanted to we, talk about. We can just brush over I, that.
0: It's fine. So the, that, the, yeah. the with I, the two I'm, I'm over the wisp.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm into. Uh, I'm, I'm into stacked stacked paladin now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Friendship ended. Uh, no. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> if you open up a door off to the side here, uh, you find this. Uh, I think it's unique. I don't remember seeing another wisp. But you can talk to her um talk to it rather and you know just kind of like starts starts trying to like lord it over you that like oh how much energy you you waste by being in a physical body how much you lose by you know d- by disseminating your intelligence across multiple people um and i forget ultimately how it goes but the lesson that she's trying to teach you is not all knowledge is good
1: yeah yeah and, and it kind of like you know when you say you forget how it goes like It's very direct. Yep. Like you just you just kind of like talk to her. She's hurt it, you know, and it's very uh, arrogant. And then uh, eventually, be like, you know, I bet you humans don't even know that the pint of power held within magic. There's a spell to destroy the world, and and you're like, you know, you can ask, like, can you teach it to me? You don't have to do anything. Just does it. And then you have the spell, and if you have the the ability to cast it. You cast it and it kills every life form in Ultima Underworld and presumably the rest of the world. Yep. And it also, uh, and it also can... seals off all the doors. Yes. Um so so everything is everything's destroyed. It is a time enough at last that you've created for yourself. <laughs> you can you can read all of the books in that you brought with you, uh un, untroubled by living creatures. Yep. You can't win the game. I'll... Uh you destroyed the world, but I love that it lets you do that so much. <laughs> I love it that you can tell the wisp right
2: after it tells you, gives you this spell. It's like, all right, I'll be sure to use this as soon as possible. And The, <laughs> the witch says, uh, I guess you're not as smart as we thought.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe you're not, maybe we should have, but they're, they're so above you. Like it, it does yeah. that
2: kind of uh,
1: in, you know, higher intelligence gag really
0: well. Yeah. And well, it, it even says like, well, I don't care if you use this or not. It'll just make more room for us. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just win-win for, for everybody if you do this. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I love it.
0: <laughs> In, in a game that you know is is so in a game in a series that is so wrapped up in its morality to meet something that is completely amoral
1: like that is is a pretty funny joke well and what a thing for the avatar to do
0: yeah like literally, <laughs>
1: like, like, literally no living creatures anymore I'm just like you know you guys you all thought i was the avatar i'm sorry I, you know, i'm just i'm just sir gary and i don't yeah. uh, i don't care i don't go in for the shit
0: hi sir sir cole over here um hate to tell you um, I don't yeah. know who I'm talking to because everybody else is dead, but I just picked a whole bouquet of whoopsie daisies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oops, all, all Armageddon. Like,
1: <laughs> if you give me a big shiny red button, I'm going to push it, and I'm yeah. sorry.
0: <laughs> well, I'm at least going to okay. try to reload. If they, were, yeah. if they
1: were really baller, they would uh, make it nuke your save. Yeah. They're amazing. Oh. Like, just a thin wisp of smoke comes out of your computer, and then just... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like... <laughs> uh... <laughs> My so.
0: 386. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's very good.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's in the middle of all this crash. Yeah. Like it's in the middle of like, so there's still good things that happen in this part of the, the stretch of the game. I don't like that much, mm-hmm. you know, it just like, there's still that spark. It just feels like that. Like we have to turn this into more video gamey. Yeah. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. So. Uh, there's also
0: another puzzle you have to do like a little bit more dialogue, fetch quest kind of stuff. Um, so since you've found uh Gersting, you can go back to go back to Alamo um and bring a uh a, a kind of like a, a password to him, this word a, uh, f- um which sparks this inspiration like haha you know i have learned that you can use special mantras to even summon objects you know we just you know the mantra this is a clue you need to go to the library find the book that has a as part of the title and the other part of it is probably the probably the mantra that you need uh and that is what you use to summon the last part of this tripartite key
1: yes Yep. Um, doing so, you get to uh, Garamon's bones uh, and you have to go, you know, put them to rest. <laughs> well, Garamond's uh, bones,
0: with- the, the, the the key itself gets you into the chamber where the slasher is. Garamond's bones are just over
1: in a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, but you, you, you need to consult yes. with Garamon. Like, or maybe, I mean, maybe you don't need to do it. Maybe you can just do the thing. Right. But I, well, I consulted it, with him.
2: You don't have to talk to him, but um, his bones <laughs> oh, I mean, his bones are marked, right? Like, if you look at them, it just says bones. You have to surmise that they're his because of the garbage that's around and mostly magical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one more comment about how awful Level 8 is is <laughs> that I'm looking at the map right now, and there are no angled walls. Right. Oh, the yeah, rest yeah. Of, the rest of the game has 45-degree walls all over the place, and this one doesn't, which makes me think that maybe it was the first one they made.
1: Huh. Oh, sure. It, it does feel conventional, uh, in a way that the rest of the game doesn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: So, yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean... no, that's a, that's a good observation. Like,
0: my my uh my dislike for level eight is uh, i think more 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 a little bit more simple which is uh it is completely cracked by lava and the areas that you need to get to uh well you have to fight off some of these uh fire elementals who will be pe- uh, pummeling you with fireballs as you're trying to do this, but everything requires um either platforming up or just always having fly on
1: yeah yeah okay um there's a there's a spell there's a fire resistant spell mm-hmm. that uh is is worth casting yeah, here that that mitigates some of that, but it's it's a huge pain. Yeah. Um, the uh, so so you you can you can bury those bones and consult with with Garamond. It's interesting that you don't have to. Right. Um, I think I knew they were his because me, I read in a book, or maybe I'd read the back matter at this point mm-hmm. that he had been uh, was inside the the virtue chamber, mm. um, or whatever. But you uh, you can bury h- him. Uh, I think on level three, um, you, you head back up five and yeah, level five. It's in the crypt So you, you, you find okay. his unmanned his unmanned yes. grave. Yeah, the, the unknown soldier, <laughs> yeah. Who, who's who's buried in garamon's tomb, <laughs> right? Um, the uh, yeah, so in level five, um, but you head up there and you talk to him, and he kind of explains what you need to do. And this is that thing we alluded to earlier about, um, him just kind of like brainstorming with you, and you having to type in answers, mm-hmm. you know, about like uh, you know, what you can actually use to to get this thing and shunt it into another dimension. Right, right. So the first question is
0: like, all right, well, I need a huge burst of magical energy um in order to in, in order to kind of like become real enough or ride that wave to help seal them away. Uh, you know, we could get that by destroying something. What could we destroy? And if you put in talisman, it's like, aha, of course. You know, we we'll destroy the talisman, but what could destroy objects so powerful? And then the the answer mm. to the second question is lava. So that you know with that the plan is formed.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, so you go and gather all your garbage, your priceless garbage that you've been leaving in piles, <laughs> priceless piles, <laughs> um, throughout the eight levels of dungeon, which like, depending on how prepared you were for this, this could be a real chore, you know, uh, just cause backtracking is not that easy, mm-hmm. uh, in this game. Um, you throw them all into the lava. Once you throw the last one, uh, you get thrown <laughs> into like the most 1992 video game space that I can imagine i love this this
3: is so good <laughs> like,
1: like you, you get zapped into the asset zone which is like floating two dimensional like you know objects and stuff like i know what they're going Mouse for and yeah. fish and stuff yeah yeah like this is so good yeah i i was cracking up so hard and like i feel a little bit you know i, I some of my enjoyment of this is ironic like it it needs to be noted that this game is intentionally funny a lot of the time yes <laughs> Uh, this is not. This no. is funny on accident. Uh, very hard.
0: Uh, <laughs> this is like what would happen if you fell asleep while you were studying your Pog collection.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I this fell asleep a
0: tr- on
1: a Trapper Keeper and absorbed it by osmosis. <laughs> the like, the uh, Yeah, it's incredible. Like, look it up on YouTube. I'll put a, a link to it in the show notes. I almost never put in just things from the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, show notes, but I will put the asset zone oh, yeah. in the in the show notes so people can look at the asset zone.
0: You absolutely need to do it. Like even the way that you get there. So after you throw the last one in, like the the level has been getting progressively darker, and the lights that surround you know the slasher veil vale, they they go away with each one you throw in. Once you throw the last one in, just this gigantic floating rectangle appears, and you're pulled through it into yeah. just this dark void. Uh, You know, the play here is really simple. Like, you just have to follow the advice from that first uh, crystal ball that you got. You have to follow the green path and just run because you cannot kill the slasher avails, even though he's, you know, kind of hot on your heels. It's just so funny that you see those mouths floating in the air, just like, not just demanding
1: twizzlers. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah make me happy (laughs) but they're not they're not always there they just flicker in and out and and replace with other stuff so like you just get flashes of rolling stones (laughs) t-shirts it's it's very like
1: it is love is strong (laughs) and you are so sweet into into the moonstone realm where we will meet. um yeah, it it's it's incredible. It's very funny. Um I you know, again, like semi mixed feelings, but I mostly like that like the very first orb you find tells you the answer to this riddle.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, it ties itself back to the beginning. And like getting chased is something I always like. Like even though this is hilarious and I was laughing, like I still was worried that this laughter of veils was gonna get me. Yeah. You know.
2: He's still yeah, he's it still seems big, perfectly big. timed for your health to be almost gone when yeah. you run to the yeah. gate
1: at the end yep um you know so you you shoot through the asset zone and that's that's the ending uh by going through that you trap the uh the slash reveals there and you get out back into britannia um there yeah and we we get our ending uh our our pretty pretty svelte ending cutscene here i so this was also pretty
0: funny for me not just because the animation that comes over that's that's pretty funny as well but it like they swerve toward kind of i think entirely misunderstanding a lot of a lot of what this is about (laughs) I <laughs> don't what the game is about. So, you know, the buried in an aerial th- and aerial you know, thank you for your service. And you're fleeing from the, the islands, you know, on your ship as the volcano erupts, you know, so, swiftly, the ship sails away from the wreckage of Kabirus's dreams. And I'm thinking, so all those nice people that I met, the kind, the kind civilizations that were, you know, kind of rebuilding in the, in the shadow of this, you know, shattered utopia. Yeah, they're just gone, you know, completely, completely <sighs> done with lava. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. thought they were gonna go with that. And I was like, oh my god, that'll be funny. But no, no, Garamon. Uh he he appears saying, like, I I use my last moments here to take the, to to the usher the inhabitants of the abyss through to this new place called Dustard. Um and yeah, that's that's the end. Everybody who is good is
3: okay.
1: Yeah, that, that feels very slapped on to me as <laughs> a thing. Like I like it. I'm glad yeah, you know, I'm glad my like, friends escaped. Okay. Yeah. But it feels very slapped on. Yeah.
2: Well, they would probably all die in Ultima Seven anyway. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that, 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 that is uh, that's definitely true. Uh, and then it ends with this very cute origin uh, screen that says, uh, "If you beat this game, we w- please give us a call. We would like to personally congratulate you." Which, like, I love that about old PC gaming. Yep, like that is a thing. I'm sure you could do that. Uh huh. Like, if you beat this in 1992 or 1993, I'm sure you could just call and be like, "Yeah, I beat the game," and they'd ask you some questions, and they, you know, they'd you'd talk to a friendly like employee there who was probably who they based shimino on yes you know or something like that like i love that about old pc stuff mm-hmm. it's so dorky yeah. like oh yeah there's a mustache on the other end of that line 100 <laughs> you could hear so. it bristling yeah. against the microphone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um good <so>. job <laughs> yeah uh but that's ultima underworld yeah 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 Um, do we have, I feel like we covered, we were pretty exhaustive in that. This is, this is a long, long episode. Um, do we have kind of generalities or anything that we, uh, wanted to say that we, uh, missed, uh, Justin, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, we were really comprehensive and it has been a long episode, so I think we're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I want to do is reiterate that I'm very happy that I played this and was just so pleasantly surprised at how smoothly it went down. Um, yeah. even by the time we re- you know we re- reached the kind of the the hell zone at the end um you know it had built up a good, enough goodwill for me to power through and i still think that this is a 100% recommendation for anybody who likes the stuff that came that came afterward uh to go back into it and see that yeah like a lot of these ideas kind of came out fully formed on the first
2: move
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Yeah,
3: there are things yeah the that, shadow that...
2: this cast is very long
1: yes absolutely yeah like it, yeah it and it it's it's one of those things where, like, archaic game design decisions, one of the the kind of uh, remits of the show is that, you know, we don't always let games off the hook for that, right? Like, we, we talk about um, racist uncle problems. Yeah. You know, and, and generally as it applies to adventure games, where like like, are some things you just have to accept about the genre um, that you just kind of, you know, that are archaic that got baked out. Um, that's true of this. There are fewer of this, them, in this than most old games that we do. Right. I think, like... It's not only is it amazing, you know. You can spend the entire time with a little post-it note on your computer saying "1992" on it, and <laughs> you know, spend the entire game like you know, having your you know, mouth get dried out from having your jaw on the floor. Mm-hmm. But you can also just play it as a game, and it is surprisingly uh, frictionless yeah. for large portions of it. Like once you get past the initial interface stuff, which is a thing, mm-hmm. you know, it t- it takes some it takes some doing. Um, once you get past that, it is surprisingly smooth going down. Yeah. Um, it really makes me want to play, play the, um, the remake remaster of system shock that not the, the total remake, but the, the version with mouse look and, and stuff that they changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I imagine it yeah. plays pretty similar to this. Yeah. And, uh, now that I have this kind of, uh, you know, my, my sea legs, <laughs> for this kind of interface, like I, I think that like just the idea that there's a couple of these kind of lost classic games like that. Yeah. Um, that, that exist is very, and, and ultimate underworld too, obviously. Um, it's very heartening. You know, to know that there's some stuff out there still in this genre that you know is so rare that like every one of them should have a national holiday because there's only like ten. You know. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: well, I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's super good. Thank you not only for the support,
0: but for nudging me into playing this thing that I can assure you, um, outside of external pressure,
1: I would not have decided to play for myself. Right. Oh. <laughs> and you're quite and, and, and me, me either. Like this is so my my bag, baby. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's also uh just something that like that, that a friction, that initial friction is even though we all decide it's worth it and it's less than I thought it was, like it, it also cast a big shadow. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at a screenshot of this, it looks like like oh I can't play that. <laughs> like you know, like, that's not that's not a game. You know, that, that that's a collection of uh, of buttons. You know, this <laughs> this is gonna be um so like just getting uh you know, getting past that even for somebody like myself who this genre is you know one of my faves. Um, I love having that push, you know, so also thank you just, just mirroring what Cole said, but just also just being like, man, it's, it's really, really good to actually get to the the center of this. We just, we just need, we need to get a patron that forces me to play wasteland. <laughs> and that, that's what I'm looking for now. <laughs> so, well, it
2: won't be me. I couldn't make my way through that one either. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I could eventually, I can just kind of, eventually this will, this, if I keep going back far enough, this will ultimately result in me like enjoying playing chain mail. <laughs> You know, it's like, like around the table. Like, I'm just like, yeah, man, fuck 5e, Chainmail. <laughs> I'm a fighter, man. Just, just, yeah, just fighting man. Yeah. <laughs> fighting man and magic using man.
0: <laughs> just really alienate your entire game group.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey, guys, look at this shit. I bought on eBay for $7,000. <laughs> sealed. Like, let's, we had to play it. It was $7,000, guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, again, Justin, thank you. Uh, is there anything that you want to, uh, uh, let the, uh, let the listeners know about where can people find uh, you?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm Justin Good on, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and probably other things I can't think of right now. Okay. Um, not, not promoting anything though. So, you know, you don't need to check those out. Okay. Listeners. Thanks.
1: I, I, uh, <laughs> I apologize for every time we, we talked about the lead up to this. If I pronounced your last name just Gut. Instead of "goot." Oh, that's fine. I, I didn't, I it's, didn't it's realize. Good, actually,
2: I, yeah. it's, it rhymes this "foot," but I, I've given up on correcting people. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> so we let Justin go. Um, just so he doesn't have to be around for our admin, but we want to mm-hmm. extend more thanks to him, uh, for all the reasons that we, you know, mentioned before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, we, we keep looking out with, with this. It makes me feel good about this experiment of like having frequent guests because when we did it as Kickstarter awards several years ago, like it worked out well mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and I was surprised and happy. And then we, you know, we're doing it more this year since the Patreon restructure and it's always worked out. Yeah. So like I've liked all of our guests, and I, I always worry that they're going to make for awkward episodes, and they don't. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Um, we also want to extend some more thanks, uh, not just to Justin, but to other people who back us at Patreon.com/slashDuckFeedTV. tv mm-hmm. uh, people... Uh, people like oh, sorry, oh, 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 we stepped on each other. Oh, okay, oh, I go, no. I go left, you go
1: right. I don't know what that means. Oh, you, oh like, you're you, you going to read the first name. I read the last name. Uh, no, <laughs> no <laughs> I, that, that, that is, that is all about,
0: let, let, let's try it. Let, let, let's, do, let, let's, find let's, out. let's do it. Let's do it. I didn't realize I was describing the column I was showing yeah. you,
1: but,
3: yeah.
0: um, okay. So Michael, Ajak, Andrew, Janelle, Christopher, Taylor, Garth,
1: cars, Cars-Kaden?
0: Carskaden. Yeah. Matt, Stevens. There we go. You got the, you got the harder one. Last names are usually more difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also worse at that than you are. So it it's uh but it worked out well. I feel like there's a growth experience. Um, <laughs> th- thanks everybody. Uh, th- those people, um, you know, really do appreciate it. Uh, those people, uh, the way that they support us and if you're listening and, the, and you would like to support us, the easiest way to do that is through our Patreon. If you go to mm-hmm. patreon.com slash um, you can check out the rewards we have on offer. Um, they range from, you know, access to our Slack, bonus episodes of certain shows, um dictating games, months, and guesting. Yes. Uh as well. So there's a there's a lot of cool things you get to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and, and it helps us out a great deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um yeah, we really really do appreciate it. It's uh it's by no means uh having the guests and stuff like that is not any kind of burden. And uh I I am very heartened just by people, you know, willing to support us yes. at any level. It was really great. Um, it's probably like it's the fifth, and we I think we made it to our next Patreon goal finally. Yes. Um, yeah. after like a, a six months or so of like <laughs> six steps forward, five steps back. Right. Um, which happens like that's just uh, re- the reality of the business. But, um, so in case anyone asks about that, that'll probably start. You know, I always kind of envisioned it starting about a month after, it we got it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I want to get some backlogs, but we're going to start a new show on the network called Heartbeat City. Hmm. Um, which is going to be a uh, love and relationship advice uh, show. And I want to mention it on the show now because I want to get some questions in yes. uh, for it. So it is a call-in show. Uh, if you call, uh, the number is, and it's been a little while since we uh, did this. I know it's 502 69 uh is the, the number. So that's a Google voice number. Uh, call and leave a message mm-hmm. uh, with your question. Um, I can't stress this enough. Please, no jokes yep um, you know, it is. It is. A, you know, there might be some incidental jokes that happen on that show, mm-hmm. but it is not a comedy show. Right. It's not uh, the idea. So the pilot is
0: available on the Duckfeed Feed Presents uh, feed. So if you want yes. to go take a look at that, I was on that. I am not going to be a right. Like, you know, I'm not the co-host of that show. That is Gary with a rotating a, ro- a rotating cast of people who, uh, unlike me, um, are. Well, let me make sure I'm phrasing that right. I, I I am white and straight and male. Um, it is important. I know to Gary, it's a value to get some diversity in that second seat. So that is going to be a rotating kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's that's part of the idea of the show. Yeah. Um and that the pilot will come back out on the main feed. Yeah. Like there's a couple edits I want to make uh to it, and then that'll be the first episode of the show mm-hmm. as well. So when we start the show. So if you don't know, feel like digging through the duck feed presents, uh looking through old shows, that will come back out. Um, but the idea in part is just because it is a, a perspective thing. I don't want to just have like a limited perspective. Like, right. you know, I am, a I am a straight white male. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, I've got that part dialed, not that you <laughs> didn't have input or anything or that you right. don't have input. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just a good thing for the network. Like the, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, we could stand to be better about that stuff and we don't always have pathways for it. Right. You know, like it, it's, a uh, it would be weird for us just to six years into watch out for fireballs at a third chair. Right. You know, and like, so we're we're not going to do that, but we do want to have a space for those like kind of different voices. That's important to us. And it's a big part of our community. Mm-hmm. Um, And so we want to honor that. Yep. It'd be good uh, to have way.
0: that uh, reflected
1: in the world. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because as as of now, you know, there's an argument. I don't feel like it is just lip service. But if somebody made that argument, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, I think there's some validity to the argument that like, mm-hmm. you know, we talk big game, but like the network is mostly straight white dudes. Yeah, not entirely, but mostly. And, uh, we'd like to not have that, you know, that was not by design. That mm-hmm. just kind of, we just happen to be straight white dudes who found each other on an internet website. It happens uh, the way
0: it happens in most other places. You end up working with
1: your friends. Yes, exactly. You know, and it's, uh, you know, so we want to try, try to work on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, the next, uh, goal just cause to give it, I know there's a long episode, but it's, mm-hmm. I'm excited about it, um, is doing something that is a little bit more, uh, inclusive for all, which is, uh, doing once a month, uh, Jackbox party nights. Yes. So me and Cole kind of taking turns, either one or both of us mm-hmm. um, hosting Jackbox for a night once a month. It'd be a thing where patrons get a uh, kind of preferential access mm-hmm. to play those very fun party games with us yeah. as kind of like a, a monthly treat. Yeah.
0: So help us get to that goal, uh, make a new fun thing for everybody to do, and mm-hmm. uh, we would love to see you.
1: Yeah, and that's again at Patreon.com/slashDuckVeeTV. Right. Um, the other thing you can do if you don't uh, have some money, we understand money's tight. Uh, we don't begrudge anybody who doesn't have the money to support the network or who has to stop supporting the network because of money, because right. money is real um, is ratings, reviews on iTunes or on like other blogs or message boards. Yes. Uh, things like that are very helpful <clears throat> and uh, uh, you know, free nominally free. Yeah. So yep. if you have any thoughts
0: about Ultima underworld, it is probably too late unless you're listening to this the first day it comes out on the early release. Mm. Um, however, uh, the, the, Uh, send in your responses about any game we're talking about that particular that particular month by the 15th so if you have thoughts about whatever one our remakes poll, or um, oh gosh Gary where are the other games we're talking about
1: Bayonetta or Call of Juarez Gunslinger or uh, arcade games I guess yeah Um, that'd be May 15th and if you uh, if you're hearing this like I said it's too late uh, but just for future reference the 15th of the month that the episode came out yes and I think that's about it just about And this was a spicy meatball, so I'm looking forward to uh, not uh, eating this spicy meatball anymore. Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to laying down because, Gary, neither you nor I
1: feel well. Yeah, we're both very sick. So I don't know (laughs) if that came across in the episode, but we're both like – it's like somebody released a a, a nanovirus that only affects uh, fat-bearded podcasters. Like, I need to see if Will's okay. (laughs) He's just like, we're just not doing super good. Yeah. (laughs) So – Um, But I I think it is a a testament to Justin and the game that we, I think we got a real fun episode out of that regardless. Yep. Um, Yeah. So until next time, uh, what should people watch out for,
0: Cole? Uh, People should watch out for Cabarrus. I think his eyes are a
1: bit bigger than his stomach. Yeah. Yep. He loves big spicy meatball. (laughs)